0: Chasing your monsters and they even driving you bonkers Just flying them with rocket launchers of light to blow out their conscious If you really want to suppose them, take a darker color with the blush of rose And then you put it in your ink and watch it you go Your mind is always open when your eyes are closed Because you're blind of color and you're blind to greed Blind to all the things that you don't need Then you find a mind and then you plant a seed Then you nourish it a little, bit. you are up and breaking it
1: down Wanna give up, keep
0: holding
1: your
0: It's November of 2020 from the Troy Lee Design Saloon in Corona, California. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Whiskey Throttle Show. Today we've got four-time national champion, 25 AMA wins to this guy's credit, the MX Kid, Mike Kodrowski's with us. Mike, hey, welcome to going? the show. I'm good, Stoked, good. <laughs> Stoked to have you here, man. It's uh, You've been at the top of our list for a long time. We knew we wanted to have you. I've been Going back and forth with you for probably six months or so, trying yeah. to find a date that would work. So we're stoked to have you here. Um, with me as always, Grant Langston, six time. Good to be here. Not right? Na- not national. C- can champion. we call you that? Oh yeah, yeah. But remember, regionals
2: don't really. Oh care. yeah, that's right. Regionals <laughs> don't mean anything. <laughs>
1: Wait, what about seven time? He's a supermoto champion.
2: Oh,
0: I thought I added that. That was in the six. Yeah, that's, that's in the, the, six. the
1: six. Thanks. I'm trying to give more. I
0: was going to say it's like gratuity. <laughs> just throw a yeah. little extra percentage. in I'll the take end. seven. Send them over. All right. Donnie Bales, our producer. Everybody, well, what's going on? <laughs> Um, I'm excited. This, I think Mike was kind of in all of our, uh, where we were kind of f- fantasize about being a pro or, uh, you know, you just loving racing. For that, sure. That I'm, era was so I'm cool. I'm telling
1: so. you that him, him being on, I was super excited because the history that he has, it's like, he's crossed a bunch of generations, really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, so it's really And good. it was also when I was really tuned into motocross, watching everything I could, and it, it was fun watching that. Pretty much from 90, you know, everyone talks about the 90s being the great era. It really was. Yeah. It really was
3: great. And how, you were, how old were you in 90,
2: Ben? So I, would have, I would have been, yeah, I would have turned nine okay. early in the year. So was, you were really yeah. getting into motocross and watching. I was, I what, was racing and we were yeah. somehow getting these <laughs> pirated VHSs through somebody. <laughs> yeah. And I would get that 125 outdoor, the 250 outdoor. I'd Not, not so much of the 500, never really got a get those videos, but um, I remember watching you battle and Cooper, and yeah. Yeah, those were some fun, yeah. and how hey, tight those battles were. Yeah. Hey,
1: I hate to crush you. I was 23 and 90, and I was going to the races that they were racing at, so I was seeing it live, and it was just, it was the best ever. Oh, you had to one-up me, didn't you? I did. You know what? I don't even Listen, have- Listen, I don't have a six-time champion, so I do have to one-up you in some way.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. As long as you feel good. He was it? also part of what is considered maybe the greatest race ever in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was that 90- Ninety.
3: Um, one? it was probably 91, 91. I think ninety-one Atlanta. Yeah, 90. because oh yeah, yeah, I was on the two hundred and fifty. So yeah. eighty-nine. I was on on the one hundred and twenty-five. Okay, cause me and Bradshaw were racing East East That's Coast right. one hundred and twenty-five. Right. So, but well, we'll talk about that Atlanta race because that was,
0: I, I mean, Anaheim eighty-six was maybe yeah, the best two-man yeah. battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was just like a ten-man battle. It was yeah. like
1: a ten-man battle. Yeah. yeah, it was incredible.
0: All
3: right, if you haven't seen that on YouTube, go watch it. I should have won that race too. <laughs> <No>. Every, <laughs> just kidding hey, Every nine, eight, 8 other guys uh, said at that too at one point I thought I was going to win it.
0: <laughs> everybody had a chance it seemed like that was crazy uh, I want to thank our sponsors real quick big thank you to Yamaha if you guys are look, in the market for a motorcycle or any type of off-road vehicle uh, please go check them out uh, un, unrivaled quality and durability and performance from these guys and everything that they make uh, so check them out PowerDot, uh, we're going to have Chase on later for, uh, from PowerDot kind of explaining in detail a little bit more about what that product does. But if you're somebody who has an injury uh, or you work out a lot or, or you don't, you just need something that can massage muscles, uh, this thing does it all. 20% off using our code Whiskey Throttle. Check those guys out. Method Race Wheels, they're bringing you our front-end chatter segment, uh, just the best wheels in the business. They have a 20% off uh, as well using our code Designs. We're in their facility we appreciate them being a part of this show and um, and uh, we 'll bring you some more info on them and they're during their TLD timeout skda graphics if you guys are in the market for for uh, updating your bike these are the guys there 's just really nobody else um, from the kind of simple classic designs to really wild and weird stuff uh, they kind of are like TLD that way you know <laughs> like they they cover whatever you want they got it and their design is really cool and outside the box so Stoked that those guys are a part of the program here. Adidas, again, just we like being involved with um, elite level companies, and, and these guys fit right into that. Whether you're looking for shoes, clothes, sportswear, uh, my kids play soccer; they're all Adidas out all the time. So um, check them out. Pro Circuit, uh, it's the most successful race team in that division for a reason, as uh, Donnie, like uh, Dave Osterman said the other day, that damn door. Uh, there's more number one plates on that thing than you'll see anywhere else, for a reason. Uh, they're on a,
2: they're on the second door now.
0: Yeah, no, you yeah. couldn't fit them all in one. So we're we're stoked to be a part of uh, Pro Circuit's family. And um, if you guys are in the mood in the market for something, exhaust, suspension, any kind of hop up part, check them out first, please. Dunlop tires, the best tires in the business. If you're buying something, get it from them. They support this sport. They've never backed out of supporting this sport like every single other tire manufacturer has. And uh, I think that's worthy of paying them back for that. Um, Nihilo Concepts, if you are looking for parts for your bike that uh, will increase reliability, uh, make it look better, and uh, give you a better feel of the bike in a lot of cases, check them out. They've got all kinds of cool stuff. Um, Amazing titanium stuff. If you're looking for maybe some, you got money burning a hole in your pocket, (laughs) you can buy some pretty badass foot pegs down there. Uh, but they're giving you a free gift using our code as well with any purchase. Fire Department coffee, uh, owned and operated by firemen. They give 10% of their proceeds back to injured firemen and their families. So uh, if you're going to drink coffee, man, make it this stuff anyway. Why not? It's great coffee. 20% off using our code at checkout as well. Seat concepts, best seats in the business, period. Um, I, I think you guys got a little bit better feel for that. when We had Caleb on talking about it. But customized seat foam based on your your weight, your riding style, your ability, uh, there's just no other place that does that. Uh, next level, seat builders for you. Specialized bicycles, there's just not better bicycles in the business either. It's pretty easy to sell. If you uh, just go to talk to someone who knows bicycles and ask them what the best brand is, they're going to tell you the same thing. We are specialized. Uh, Ojo, again, if you're looking for gear bags, backpacks, hydration packs, anything to carry your stuff around, they make the best stuff. That's really all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, our method race wheels front end chatter—the lightest, strongest, fastest wheels in off-road. Bringing you this segment, and I thought with Mike here, the difference between there's two different kinds of riders, right? And there's some that fall in the middle, but you have like your hardworking kind of uh, quiet workers, and then your flashy guys. And I thought it's a—I uh, wanted to get your take on that. Like if you looked at when I was a kid, Wardy was my guy. Mm-hmm. He was a short little kid, rode a Kawasaki. That was what I was. Um. Mm-hmm. We won about as many races and titles, so we're pretty close. <laughs> but RJ was like the opposite of him. You know, RJ yeah. was super flashy, and he was... Uh, Even his ads. Just I mean, everything about him. Yeah. And, and and it wasn't bad. It was just their personalities were very different. Morty was very professional, polite, and just let his riding do the talking. Yeah. Um, and then I look at, like, um, yourself and maybe Chicken. Yeah. Again, kind of opposites. You were like... Or Bradshaw.
3: Polite, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Same
0: thing. Yeah. Polite, you guys worked your asses off, you you got the results. Those guys, uh, not that they didn't work hard, but their personality was very different. Yeah. Um, and I wonder, uh, Lee Alex, Stanton, Bradshaw, I got, I got different kind of comparisons like that. What made you that way? And what was, did you look at that other
3: side, those other guys, and go and kind <clears throat> of roll your eyes? Or were you just like, eh? Um, well, I don't know if it was, if if I made it or maybe my sponsors made it, you know, say for instance, like Bradshaw, you know, he had Fox gear. Fox was the up and coming. I had answer, you know, whether they did better ads or whatever, maybe they portrayed Bradshaw a certain way. He had that character yeah. or, you know, he was more outspoken. Who knows? Well, I, you know, I like mean, maybe yeah. he was making a bigger check because <laughs> back <laughs> yeah. in the day, yeah. you know, because he was more flashy and his advertisement, maybe he sold more gear or whatever. But, um, I, I don't, I never really looked at that, but I just went out and raced and trained and did yeah. my thing. and Well, I think that's your your personality. Yeah. You're just
0: like, hey, here's my job. I'm going to go do the work and let's get the results. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I always, when I think of Damon, I always think, and I don't remember the race, but, you know, when they used to go down the start line before the main and everybody get a little time uh, to yeah, say their name. Two cents worth. Yeah, and he was, he was some race and he got, Stanton so flustered, but he goes, I'm Damon Bradshaw and I'm here to kick ass tonight. Woo, Like something like that, you know, yeah. I mean, and <laughs> just, nobody said that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it was, it was looking back now, it's like, it's funny, and it's it's totally Damon, right? Yeah. But Jeff couldn't say that. It yeah. would sound weird if you said yeah, that. I yeah, like, probably.
3: What the hell's you're, going you're, on with Mike today? Yeah. He had too much coffee. <laughs> yeah. Fireman coffee. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. I think so, he fell on
1: his head or yeah, something.
0: something about it. <laughs> I think it's good that there's two, the two types of personalities like that. Yeah. You know, we don't want everyone to be exactly the same, but it's just different... You know, it is interesting to watch the different personalities and how it comes across in oh. everything from the gear you wear to the, your podium speeches to, you know, what you do in your off well, hang on. You yeah. said there were two guys and then there's Guy Cooper. He's in his own category. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <sorry>.
4: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> that he's that odd boy. Guy. You know what? You just created your own category. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 Conservative guys, flashy guys, and then Guy guys. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think of that? Anything? What was your who did you who are you like gravitated towards as a kid? Did you like the flashy guys or the more? You know, it's it's funny. I think I was
2: just kind of such a, a fan that if anyone sort of rose to the top, I respected them for who they were as well. I mean, I always, um, I mean, Bradshaw was one of the first guys I also enjoyed, but I love Bale. You know, like JMB, just because of his style. Like I didn't couldn't care to to hear an interview, but. Watching them on the track was like, that was yeah. magical. Yeah. So, you know, and then your, you always had a unique style, which yeah. I always loved. And it was like, seemed always charging and aggressive. You had that kind of a little more straight back, but... Um, So there's been several guys, but I wouldn't say it was necessarily their personality. I think it was more what they did on the track for Mm me. But if they were an asshole off the track, I couldn't support them. Is that right? I genuinely
1: cannot support someone that I think's a prick. Oh, but what about Hannah? I mean, Hannah said whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted to say it. That
2: also doesn't make you
1: a prick, though. No, you're right. But he would tell somebody, I want to break that guy's leg. I want to... See, I respect that. I <laughs> do. <laughs> would think because I think,
3: most though, people Hannah think c- that but don't say it. Hannah could do that back in the day because he was so dominant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he put his mind to it. Yeah, yeah. but he so, would just
1: straight tell you, like, even in I'm going to punch era, you in the face. I'm going to punch <laughs> you. In the face. Well, he would say, "I don't like that guy. I'm going to break his leg if he's in front of me. I'm breaking his leg." And you're like, "Whoa, bro, you're breaking his If that his happened leg. today, oh, someone I want to
3: get a restraining order yeah. and block yeah. him on well, Instagram. I, I think he was referring to Roger DeCosta at the time, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I think Roger said he didn't have no pipe left and he just kept moving his leg around so he couldn't hit it. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: exactly what he said. <laughs> But then we also know that, you know, he had some issues with Brock, too. Yeah. Yeah, So there's a couple of deals.
0: Well, it's pretty interesting. It's what makes our sport fun. And there is a fine line between cocky, where, um, like, I would say Rick Johnson did a good job of walking that line. He was never, he never came off like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. But he definitely was. um, It was the envelope. He did that. He was a fan favorite, too, in his time. Yeah. Yeah. He was. uh, J Law would be, Jason Lawrence would be like maybe a guy who is a, a little too off. We're a little too far. Yeah. 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 So yeah. anyway, interesting Well, him stuff. and dungie there's another comparison of like yeah. two completely different personalities at the time. Yeah, both incredibly talented but definitely different in the yeah, way they Yeah, Dunjy at it.
1: times you didn't even know he had a voice. He says it's like he said the least he had to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he just pushed a button and a little computer recording <laughs> thing. <on it. laughs> all right. Hey, get over to whiskeythrottleshow.com and uh, go through all of our merchandise we've got for for sale up there. Uh, thank you to Temecula t-shirt printers for putting all that together. Also, all of our podcasts are listed on there with a lot of photos from the guys. Um, you can get to the YouTube shows, kind of everything you need to do in there. Also, we're giving away a free Trolley Designs SE4 helmet. All you got to do is go and sign up, cost you nothing. We're pulling that, uh, next week. So I'd get over there quickly and get signed up for that.
3: Um, all right, let's jump into your, your story, Mike, tell us where you grew up. I grew up in uh, Canyon Country, California, which I still reside in. Oh, you're still there? Yeah. S- not yeah. the same house? No. Okay. Uh, I I, you know, I lived at my parents' house, and I moved up to Acton, which is only like 20 minutes away. Acton, Dulce area, and now I live in Saugus, which is still okay. in the same area yep. there. So I remember uh, pictures. You had a house.
0: This is when you had that red Ferrari or whatever yeah. it was. But you had a house. You had a track like right in your front yard, yeah? Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay. Uh, I built the track there. Um, Gosh, I was back in, I think, 92, 91 or 92, I built the track. Um, John Stavitsky built the track. He was a big track builder back in the day, and he brought all the equipment there. I think I was going to a national, and they brought loaders, dozers, you know, skip loaders, water truck, everything, and he moved 5,000 yards of dirt, and I came home Monday morning, and they red-tagged all the equipment. The city came out. No way. You're only allowed to move 500 yards of dirt, not 5,000. So... So, John, I had all this equipment there, so I had to haul it all back out. I had to get permits. I had to get soil samples. I had to build little retaining walls. And and the track, was it already done at that uh, point? He already leveled it, so it was basically Anaheim Stadium flat now, okay. out of the hillside. He took all the dirt out of the hillside. Oh, jeez. So, about a year, year and a half later, we finally got John back out there, built the track. I was already so far into it. And, uh, yeah, you've yes, already spent... Thirty grand or whatever. Yeah, for the equipment coming in and out and then, you know, the permits and all that stuff. So um but I finally got it built and it was great having it there. You know, it was it was good. Um
1: you could clearly see that track from the fourteen and there are days that you could go by and see him riding.
3: Yeah. Oh is that right? For a fact. Yeah. You
1: just look off to the east basically, you know, just to the Right of the freeway is kind of up on the hill, and you'd go, and you could just see him riding <laughs> around right next to his house.
3: Yeah. Donnie, Donnie's our resident stalker. Yeah, like yeah. The, uh, yeah. yeah. I'd have people stopped on the freeway. there yeah. he know, was one, one of friends. them. Yeah, a couple <laughs> people. What are you talking people? about freeway? I drove up to his house. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was kind of like the Cali track off the 15. Yeah. People would stop there, and they brought the well, school buses by with the kids when we were out there test with Wardy. Oh the really? School bus would pull up for like five minutes. All the kids would be watching, and then they'd go off. Oh, that's and his right. house
1: was slightly elevated, like above, It was on the hillside, so yeah. y- it was a clear, clear view of his track. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like you could see it easily. Yeah. Well, who'd you sell it to?
1: Who,
3: um, did a racer buy it or no? no? There was uh, a, a a guy. He used to do some photography stuff, and he bought it. And then I he sold it to another guy that has uh, does Corvettes, and he put a big shop down at the bottom. Mm. And he, so he took some of the Supercross track, but there's still some jumps there. Is that right? Yeah, to this day. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah. So, and your dad was an off-road racer, is that right? Uh, my dad was, yeah, desert okay. back in the day. Like uh, professional or just sort um, of well, enthusiast? Well, I think back in the time, you know, there was clubs. So he right. was like checkers, antelope ramblers, you know, desert okay. racers. Okay. Um, but he was up to the... The pro yeah. ranks, you yeah. know. Uh, there's pictures I have of him racing the desert. You know, the Joe Fon and uh-huh. you know the goggles or no what, Jofa. Was there was there
2: money in off roading at that time? Oh no, no. Yeah. You just so professional mean. was more just a term, yeah.
1: Rather money than oh, yeah. money going from his dad to out, yeah, not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: There was money involved. Yeah. Oh, I mean professional <laughs> services.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, no.
0: So you're obviously around bikes from the time you were born. Yeah. Um, how quickly did he get you on one? And would you so ride?
3: So I, I think I. Start riding about three years old. And so Indian Dunes was my local track. That's mm-hmm. where I started. Um, that's where I started racing everything. I mean, I can remember being out there as an amateur rider and seeing Johnny O'Mara come out and he had the works Honda and he had the mm-hmm. Gators, Show uh-huh. Gators over his boots, you know, and all answer products and, and J I don't know, was he always answer or JT? Did he have, he was JT, JT? early on. Yeah, yeah, I think early on and stuff. And so that's where I grew up is in that area, and then you know, as I started racing more and more, you started doing the CMC races and yeah. come out the Saddleback and AMA stuff. And
0: was was uh, gosh, what's it even called now? The one that's on the
3: side of the hill there it was Pyru. Le- Pyru is that Piru. was that around back then? I uh, no, oh, okay. that wasn't around. So okay. when I started racing, when I started professionally, then Pyru kind of came around. Um And then I rode there, practiced there quite a bit. I five MX. That would have been
0: another one for you. Yeah, right?
3: that's Gorman. Yeah, up yep. there. So that was around, but more later. And in, after pa- Indian,
2: Haru was a little sketchy, though. Yeah, some <laughs> sections. Yeah. I remember when I went there, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, well, you get a little sideways. Yeah, yeah you're you going don't for a swap. swap out and yeah. go this yeah, way. Yeah, you'll end up in the. Pits. I mean, it was a cool, <laughs> cool track. I mean, it was kind of unique. Yeah, <laughs> but I still remember thinking, it's Yep,
1: it's the, the only unsafe. local motocross track that has an over under. 'Cause the way it goes yeah. It, yeah, you have to go across side of the hill.
3: Yeah, yeah. They've recently closed down though. It's oh, been did closed they? for probably two or three years now. Oh. Yeah. It's it's sad because you go so many of the
2: guests we have on started at Indian Dunes. How many times have we heard that on the show? It's Indian yeah. Dunes or Saddleback, yeah, right? Yeah, the yeah. guys that came from eighties, even late seventies, through eighties, early nineties. Yeah, Indian Dunes, Indian Dunes, Saddleback, Carlsbad.
0: Yeah. 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 Closed, closed, closed. Yeah. And I guess it's it, I, I guess it's further out this way. But was Glen Helen around back
3: then? Mm, no, nah,
2: I'd probably. Well, there was Corona, and that's also closed. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: there's a ton of them. That are I don't closed. know when Glen Helen started. Probably mm. what late '80s, maybe '89. Oh, uh, I, I was there at
0: '87, so I know 80, it was. I know it was before that. Maybe?
3: Is That you so think it's that late? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because mm. I I remember going, you know, uh. Carlsbad, Saddleback, you know, all that. Even yeah. testing, yeah. everything, so. What was the first bike you got on then, PW? Um, well, I think I had a Trail 70, and then I went to a Taljet 50. That okay. was a big in the day. The yeah. Kernut shocks. I still have it in my house. The bike? Uh, yeah, I redid it. I redid the whole frame, powder cut, redid the gas tank. So it's setting right when you come in my Oh, you're going to have to
2: send us a picture of that. Yeah, I probably have that. one on my
3: phone. That's so, pretty cool. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I have that. So. The bike. That's, yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's the one. It's oh. the bike. And then I have my um, 91, uh, yeah, my 91 125 from Kawasaki. And then I have my 93 250 that they, cool. I have. So one's at the AMA Hall, Hall of Fame Museum. Okay. And then one is at Tom's White, White's Tom White's house. Tom White's place. Yeah. Oh, I've cool. actually so, seen both of them. Have you? I went to
2: the AMA Hall of Fame a few years back. I was like, I'm in the area. I've got to hit it. Yeah, and then uh, Tom White's
0: museum's okay. pretty sweet. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah, Tom's
0: so, place is incredible. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's
0: the history going back to uh, man forever, forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's some really cool stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: do you have brothers and sisters? I have a sister. Yeah, okay. she's five years older.
0: Five years older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was curious if you had anybody that any siblings that rode with you.
3: No, nah, she didn't ride or nothing.
0: So what was what was riding like in the 70s up there? I mean, it had to be
3: um, incredible. You know, basically, we could ride out of our my house, and yeah. we'd go down the sand wash. You, hell, you could ride to Indian Dunes if you wanted to. You know, I think they had a fence put up, so you had to pay to go in off of 126, <laughs> uh-huh. but you'd get through the fence somehow. Um, and then we'd just go right up in the hills. Yeah. I mean, when I grew up racing and riding, we just made tracks in the hills. It yeah. was not a big deal. Yeah. The police weren't around. As As my career went on, I think I'm somewhat famous and the Canyon Country, Valencia area for get, probably getting the most off-road riding tickets. Yeah. And getting caught by the police and stuff like that in that area. But, uh, you know, then they start cracking down, cracking down. And,
1: Didn't and they impound your bike or something once or yeah, something like that happened? Yeah. Right?
3: They, there's been a lot. I pretty much went to jail. Like a know. works bike. Didn't you have like yeah, a factory I, bike I had impounded? Yeah, a factory bike. And so oh. me, me and Eric Kehoe, when I... Was start when I was pro, we start riding together because he lived out there. Okay. So we kind of teamed up, start riding together, and every time the helicopter landed, this wasn't every day, but you know maybe every couple months. <laughs> yeah. I think they flew around and then they'd leave, and we had our name on the back of our jerseys. You know that was stupid, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but our trucks were parked there too. Yeah. And so the helicopter land, and and as he would always come to me, and he'd get a stick to shove down my exhaust pipe to see if I had a spark rester. Well, oh. Kehoe, when the guy would come over to start start. start talking to me and getting the stick ready, Keogh would start throwing rocks in his exhaust pipe in his two-stroke. So they'd go down and they'd get caught and then he'd check mine. He goes, Mike, you don't have a spark wrestler. Eric, do you have yours in? He'd go, Eric's. Good, Eric, good you job. got one. <laughs> now, why do you run one and he doesn't? And, I, and, and Eric go, well, I just want to be, you know, I don't want to catch anything on fire. I'm like, the thing makes the bike too slow. So they'd write me a ticket and they'd give him a little ticket. So mine was $400. Eric's was like 150 oh, And oh, he yeah. did this like five times. You know, <laughs> Kehoe, you can ask him that, you know. So, uh, that's funny. And then uh, one time they finally go, you know what, we're, we got to impound your bike and we're, you know, t- you're going to write you a big uh, ticket. So they had a tow truck come in. They took my Kawasaki 125. Forks bike. Forks It had the big radiators, all the stuff. The guy put the straps around on the belts on the back, tied it up, and he's driving out. And my bike's just like shaking around and, you know, the radiators are like getting hit and oh. everything. And then I had to go pay like $400 to get out and impound the next day. So they took
0: you in. Did they actually book you in? Or yeah, not?
3: so and then uh, it was New Year's Day. We were all riding out in the hills, and the helicopter came, and there was, like, six of us. And I'm like, man, if, if I get a ticket, I'm probably going to go to jail. You know, they're going to haul me in or something. So they're all, I go, we, when he lands, we'll just all take off different ways <laughs> and see if I get lucky. And Mercedes Gonzalez was there and <laughs> stuff. And, and they're like, no, we got to stay. We got to stay. So I'm like, okay. So we all stayed. The guy walks over. He's talking to everybody. He goes, oh, Mike, how you doing? And he goes, well, you're getting in trouble today. So they ended up. I think I left my bike there. They took trucks and got them back or something happened. They wrote them tickets and they took me away. I went down to the police station. I had to sit in the jail cell. They put my fingerprint. My dad had to come down and my dad comes in. I can't believe he was riding there. And he, you know, made this big scene. They would get in the car. i told goes, you about this. He gets in the car and he goes, well, I had to make it a big scene. So, <laughs> you know, thought, thought that I was really mad at you, you know. <laughs> Stuff, You're so.
1: sitting in, 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 in full gear in jail? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have my helmet. I think I left my helmet there, but I had my jersey hey, that on. that would have been a great uh, answer, Ed. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. hey,
2: how about this for your image? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Take this, Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> so, That's hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, I think we've all been, I mean, in Temecula, yep. there was we've plenty of times we've, we've gotten tickets. We've,
2: we've left. I wouldn't say, like, really fled the cops, but I remember when we would ride on that hill track. I think it was you, but the, I just saw this cop car coming down the dirt road and he was coming at speed i'm like uh this is not good (laughs) yeah and i'm pretty sure it was you but there's a like a turn at the top of the hill and ping just goes and never (laughs) turns just launches over the hill and then just keeps going (laughs) yeah and rides back to his house so i went over the hill
1: never been over the hill kept going (laughs) hey i got arrested Uh, for riding my dirt bike at 16 and they impounded our bikes and put us in jail
2: yeah See, in South Africa, we would run from the cops because yeah. they never sent a helicopter. You just had to outrun that guy. If he couldn't find you, he gave up and yeah. went, carried on. So, it was it was like a game, yeah. Yeah. you know, for us. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, like and I was never the slowest, so yeah. I was never the one that got caught. <laughs> yeah. like, I, I was the one of the talent in the area, so it was like, run!
0: <laughs> yeah, you
2: were gone.
1: They were always screwed. We yeah. had six cop cars surround us. And we... At 16? Yeah. yeah. Me and my best friend, we were riding. we'd ride... We could, we could ride to our house to saddle back through the riverbed and stuff like that and down the railroad tracks. And you cross certain streets. You know, there's railroad tracks. And then you're crossing the street. And I guess a cop on a street bike saw us. And then he started chasing us. And um, I looked back and we just gassed it. And by the time we got stopped, he had a, it was Santa Ana. He had a dark blue uniform. He was all brown. oh And he was not happy <laughs> <best>. at all. <laughs> no wonder you got surrounded. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, you know what they say. Crazy. You can't
1: outrun Motorola, right? Yeah, yeah. there's, there's the worse. Radios.
0: There's worse things you could be doing than riding your bike mails. Yeah. Yeah. well,
1: you know what we had to do. We had to. We had to pay a fifty dollar to a charity and write to the charity why we donated the money to them. It was like that's what our penalty e, was. Would you put because we had to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. No I don't though. even remember
0: who I wrote it to or any of that. Yeah. So who were you riding with back then? Like who were your normal riding buddies when you kind of got started early on before yeah, you turned pro? So, so Kehoe.
3: Yeah, Kehoe's later, but he was always around, you know. Then he was like factory uh, Suzuki at the time. Oh, I so he's probably, a little bit older than yeah, you? Yeah, okay. he's older than me. Um, so, like in high school, Bobby Moore, mm-hmm. Mouse McCoy. Um, oh, you had a fast group. Yeah, there was a lot of people at Canyon High School that were fast. Um, around. There. Willie Surratt went to Canyon uh-huh. High School for a little while. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, we'd sometimes, Bobby Moore, he'd leave his bike at my house. We'd come back after school, get dressed, and go ride, come back. And, you know, so, um, but yeah, we'd, it was pretty much every day. Yeah. You're we riding. Huh. So, now now you go riding out there, you're going to go to jail. You yeah. Know, exactly. yeah, oh, yeah. There's too many houses, so you can't yeah. ride down the sand, wash anymore, nothing. Yeah, you got to get really creative.
0: Google Earth has actually been pretty cool, though, because you can, yeah. if you see an open spot of land, you, go, you can just go on, on your computer and zoom in and go okay i could get in here this little spot yeah. you can't see from the road you yeah know, that's well, what we have to do now well by yeah. us we've had quite a few fires and it's burnt a lot of you know
2: like the la cresta area yeah. where rj is and, and a lot of that well now that it burnt a lot of that brush it's pretty open and yeah. you can see walking trails horse trails so we've actually found some i mean i don't know if it's how legal it is but we found some you know new, new open riding land it's pretty sweet yeah, yeah. Well, fires will do that that's nice and then it'll
0: regrow when the, when the rains come. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you did you start out then racing off-road? No. No, I, I was always motocross. Oh, you just started yeah. motocross? In yeah. Game. What was your yeah. first race? How would you guys get there? Like, um, did you, your dad have a friend who raced moto, or how did it happen?
3: Uh, yeah, well, not really. I think just racing at India Dunes. You know, I started there on the little mini track and slowly started moving up. Um, I think there was a point where I stopped racing for a little while. Maybe my parents couldn't afford it or what, and so a couple of years, and I think one of my buddies down the street got a YZ Yamaha 80. Um, might have had the radiator on the front the first year or something. Okay. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, man, I want to get a bike. Yeah, so then my dad got me a bike, and then from there on started going, and it was, it was Indian Dunes and beginner class. You know, novice, intermediate, and then went to, you Did know. you
1: race LACR, too?
3: Yeah, yeah. Ever since, That's you been know, it opened. While, huh? Yeah, I was racing there. So, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we went to uh mini and, you know, Loretta's, Ponca, World Mini, yeah, nice. and just started going up. And Team Green was a big help, you know, for my amateur career. Without them, we wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. I wouldn't have made it.
0: And you were with them in 87, 88? Team Green,
3: Team Green, yeah, probably when I first started pro because I saw the first time
0: I ever saw you race was at Ponca City, yeah. in either eighty-seven or eighty-eight, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, And you were still running the seven sixty-two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is, then is there uh, a reason
3: behind that number? No, I
0: think it was, it was just the number they gave to yeah, you. Yeah,
3: they gave to me. Yeah. yeah, on my card, so that's the number I ran. So there's a story about that with um, when I went to Honda factory Honda seven sixty-two. We were, it was my first year, 89. We're at Indian Dunes. We were going to shoot our uh, pictures for our cards, yeah, autograph yeah, cards. cards. And so I got my numbers. Somebody brought them there. And this was when there was uh, who was there? Rick Johnson, Stanton. And then we kind of had like the B team. There was me, Larry Ward. Cooper was a factory guy. I think George Holland was a factory guy. All this stuff. So they had this B team and it was going to be the East and West Supercross team, 125. Okay. And so I'm getting ready to put my numbers on and uh mechanic comes over and he's like, Um, you want me to help you with that? And I'm like, uh no, I got it. I can do it, you know. And so then he's like, Okay, well here I'll help you say put it on all sideways on my front number plate. So if you really look at the card, which I still have some, the numbers are just all jacked up. You do on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know we hired area codes at Honda. That's oh, jeez! Like, wow, really? Uh, who was so, that mechanic? Uh, Brian Lennis. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's all so, making sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: That's funny. We but, we had him on. He's a character. Yeah. Um, was there a point in your amateur career where things clicked for you? Like, do you you know? Was there a moment or a race or a year where you're like, everything just started working?
3: Um. I wouldn't say that. I think I really had to work for it. I wasn't like the amateur, like, say, like a Carmichael was or, Mm. you know, Censorello or anybody like that. I think I was like the second, third guy right there all the time, really working hard for it. With who? Like when you were at
0: amateur nationals, who was the guy? So
3: probably me and Matasevich. There's there's quite a few guys um, there. But I think when I went back to Loretta Lynn's, it was probably, that was the year, probably going to be my last year. So I was probably 88. Stanton was there, everything. We were kind of battling around and um, I was racing. I was, me and him were battling. I was in front. I got a rock stuck in my chain and I couldn't get it out. So I DNF'd and then Stanton passed me. He goes on. And they didn't put coolant in his motor. So he had a big lead. And so he stopped. They poured water in it. Put the cap back on. Took off. And he won. Oh, wow. The race there. So, you know. was a pretty big lead. Yeah. So it was like one of those things where we, us two were pretty much the guys at that time. So, and then, uh. The next year, 88, I went to Gainesville, Team Green, went there for kind of a one-off race. I think I did Texas, too. and The, na- the National? Yeah, the okay. National, and I was 762, and I think I got lapped um, by Kehoe and George Holland. And that's when they were factory Honda and Suzuki at the time, and I got lapped. And I think I got 20th both motos. Wow. The next year, I went back in 89 and won. So Wow, yeah, so pretty big a, progress. Yeah, so there's a big leap yeah. there in that. So Half a year or a year,
0: maybe that was the year that things really, yeah. Probably at that time, yeah. you know, what were you thinking after getting lapped? Like, were you like, Holy shit, I'm not even? Well, yeah, I'm not just, <laughs> even
2: yeah, yeah, it was. I, I mean, be, we've all been there, yeah. Hey, how about not qualifying?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying it, it takes a lot to overcome that and go, GPs. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there, you know,
3: yeah. And I, I don't know if maybe you know, I got hired by Honda and, and um. You know, it was like, like, let's go win the Nationals. You know, let's win the Supercross. That's why they hired me. Yeah. You know, and then I lost the Supercross championship, Bradshaw, by a couple points on East Coast. 80,
0: 89. 89. 89.
3: Yeah. And then uh, when when the Nationals started, I just went there, and Mitch was doing our motors, you know, and everything. And we were, like I said, we were kind of like a, a B125 Honda factory team, and uh, went there and won it. Yeah. You know, so... How much faster was that Honda than
0: the Cowie you were riding the year before?
3: Uh, it was it was faster. Yeah, I think there was some. You know, it was a good bike at the time. Yeah, And, yeah. and uh, Mitch did a really good job. It was fast, real competitive. Obviously, I mean. So he, you know. did
0: he do suspension too, or you guys have work suspension? We
3: had we had show a work suspension, but okay. like I said, it was it was like the older stuff. Mm. Maybe it was a year or two older. Hand me down. Yeah, or I'd call it trash can suspension. <laughs> the stuff that kind of worked, but it didn't. Yeah, so. it's not too scuffed. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome. But it was it was better than stock. Yeah, yeah. you'll so. still take it. Glad yeah, it was yeah. way better than stock. Yeah. So and that could have been the the turning point too, where, you know, you you got to a bike where you're like, jeez, this thing's fast, or man, this thing handles, or the suspension's yeah. great. I mean, we all know it. We've been on factory stuff. Yeah. You can't beat it. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's just, you need H- it.
0: Honda kind of had a weird deal that year. They did have, you don't usually see them with a full fleet of guys, but they had a lot of different riders that
3: year. Yeah, yeah, we were all out of box fans and stuff, and yeah, so. Was that, was Honda
0: uh, kind of a, I know at the time, Honda was so Still, kind of was the powerful
3: team you wanted to be on. Yeah, when you signed that deal, were you? Oh, thrilled. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. I I can remember like when I had a Honda jacket, and I was like, yeah, I'm with the am with the yeah. guys now. But there was also like the T the the Birds. <laughs> yeah, <Pop your> <laughs> exactly. But there was a lot of pressure that okay, now I need to win. Yeah. You know, and and two, I think. I think it was that year, um, Johnson. I went down to his house, and at the time he was, you know, he was on top. I think he had just broke his thumb or his navicular, yeah, yeah navicular. at uh, Gainesville, and it was maybe the next year or so. And and I went down there to. He goes, "Come down for like a week and hang out and train." I said, "Okay." I thought my training program was pretty good. Now. My training program was me. It wasn't, I didn't have a trainer like the guys have now or whatever. And I went down there and I remember it was like Wednesday and we, we rode in the morning and we did like two 40 minute motos. It was hot. And then we rode from the track on our bicycles back to his house. And it was like 40 miles. And I, I remember my legs cramping up on the side of the road. And I was walking on the side of the road. Is that and, right? And Ricky's on his road bike circling around me as I'm walking. <laughs> and I, I can barely walk because my legs are cramping And then my calf. And I'm trying to drink as much as I can to get that stop. And then finally I got on the bike. But I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm at this low, I need to be up here. Yeah. So I think that kind of pushed me up. To that next level that you was know, good to I, see. So did you stay down For a while Or no, just No I just stayed down That week and then <laughs> Well you got a glimpse And you're like Oh okay, yeah okay. Yeah it
0: was big That, that week couldn't End soon enough yeah,
3: <laughs> That's yeah. all he could handle yeah, He's like I need a vacation It was like buying a boat The happiest day Was arriving at yeah. RJ's The happiest day Was leaving RJ's It was It was Yeah but it taught me a lot You know For so sure So I think that was A big push That
2: Yeah you know, you need I can like. I can relate a little bit, because I went from South Africa to Europe to the GPs, and same thing, my training was just what I had seen and heard guys do, which was go for a run, maybe some sit-ups and push-ups, and yeah. then a little bit of riding. But we didn't really, really do hard, long, tough motos. Um, and then go to Europe, and then hanging out with Stefan Evans. I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what co- building a foundation is. I mean, he'd be on the bike for two and a half, three hours a day, and then go on the bicycle for sometimes two hours a day, I'm gone. oh, no, that's a week's worth for me. He <laughs> yeah. did that yeah. in an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a wake-up call sometimes, yeah. too. Yeah.
3: And I think that helps. For sure. really, helps. Helps.
2: really helps. Puts things in perspective, because you go, well, he's doing all that, and it's obviously working. Yeah. So, I think it
0: enables you to go, okay, that's what I should be doing. Yeah. Talk about that first season in 88. Um you had done some Supercross, too. Did you do any Supercrosses in uh, 87? Um,
3: I think I'd maybe one or two, okay. but I think 88 was my first transition, getting some Supercross, getting some Nationals, um, you know, doing Loretta Lens and, and all that stuff big time, like to the point where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win and then go on to yeah. full-time. So, in 88, you rode East Coast 125? Uh, yes. Uh, no, it was West Coast. West Coast. Yeah. And then 89 was my first year with Honda. With Honda, okay. And I, I ended up doing a Golden State, and I broke my foot or something, so then I transferred over to the East Coast. Oh. I was going to do West Coast. And it Who was swapped during, with you? Um, I, don't, I don't know. It might have been if Larry Ward maybe came to the West, and I went to the East, or... <sighs> somebody so to look at the was it was it the same
2: then where the east coast series started later than the west coast is that yes, it yes yes okay.
3: cuz you'd have the anaheim yeah. stuff like that well there
0: was a while where orlando was the first round yeah that was like that, maybe was, that was in the it, 90s it was though, a little huh? bit later yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz i can remember going to orlando for cuz
2: yeah one. didn't they have like a supercross in the middle of the outdoor series or vice versa well, or in the middle or, um, of the gainesville, gainesville, gainesville
3: would be right before daytona so, and then you'd have, like, two months, and then you'd get the second round of the national. <laughs> yeah. So, so weird. And then you did the 250 nationals, what, eight rounds, and then you had four rounds of 500s. Yeah. So, you were jumping off bikes all the time.
0: It was so, weird. Yeah. The way they did it, looking back yeah. now. Yeah. So, talk about that 88 season. So, you did ride west, and you yeah. were on still a Team Green-Cowie yeah. deal? Team Green support. But you got second in that series, according to the internet. Is that uh, right?
3: Well, are you... You're talking 89, 89. Those this said, if I'm looking, I got these off of
0: the vault. It says yeah. uh, runner-up in 125 Supercross 88. Yeah, I think
3: it would have been 89 because that would have been uh, East Coast with Bradshaw. Okay, so team. how did 88 go? Um, 88 was just hitting a couple rounds okay. here and there. Were you ever, um, like, top 10s, or, I mean, what were you doing? Probably top 10s right okay. around there. Yeah, it was all new. I mean, uh, at the time, Mitch Payton was helping me. Um, you know, I just had yeah. stock suspension. Me and Bones would go out testing, and this was our Supercross suspension. And You and know, you know the, the really crazy thing about that era is that
0: there were no Supercross tracks. Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know if Cowie had a track then.
3: It was just starting to, because um, I remember I, I got invited to go there one day and ride, and I pulled up. I, it might have been probably, eight, well, I was 88, and I knew I was going to start racing Supercross, and I went to the track, and... Ron Lachine was there, and uh, Wardy was there, and I think Matasovic was there, um, and I'm like looking at the track, my buddy came with me, and I'm like, wow, this thing's pretty gnarly, you know, and so uh, I get on my gear, I'm nervous, I mean, I'm shaking, oh yeah. my gosh, so I go out and I, I do like a lap, you know, and I mean, I didn't do any jumps except out in the hills or whatever, and so there was this big tabletop there. So I thought, well, tabletop, I can hit that. I'll come out of the turn. Bra, bra, shift the third, hit it. Well, I came out of the turn. And I hit that thing, and I went sideways off the track. And I, <laughs> I almost made the tabletop, but I landed on the side, stuck it in the soft dirt, and flipped cartwheel. Right this is the after that. two laps. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, man. I didn't get hurt or nothing, but my bike was all bent up, and everybody came running over. Well, they knew who Mike Kodrowski was now, you know. He <laughs> so goes a little bruised. No, I, I, I should have just left my truck and just looped out. It would have <laughs> been the same thing, you know. So they fixed my bike up, and then I slowly started going around. And by the end of the day, I was doing okay. And then, what, three years later, I'm a factory Kawasaki rider there and you know yeah on our bikes testing every day that's hilarious so. but but
0: there wasn't I think Honda might have had a track then Yamaha uh, had
3: one at Dianza. that yeah, was yeah Honda janky. had uh Hondaland and Simi Valley do you uh-huh. remember that that's right yeah that's so right. when I went there in 89 then I just drove to Simi and then rode over there all okay the time. so but as a as a
0: team green kid yeah there's not a lot of places nah. to go I was a Suzuki Suzuki support guy yeah you know, 93-4, as I was trying to get into pro racing, and there was nowhere to go. Yeah, you couldn't really get on Suzuki's thing. Maybe you'd sneak in here and there, like, yeah. like you did at the Cowboy track, but you're going to Star West, you yeah. know, on a yeah. Tuesday night, yeah. and going, All right, how's my supercross setting? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, feels pretty good. Let me try seat bounce it, let me stand jump that, it, and then let me yeah. gas it on the takeoff. And t- yeah, bike handle's good. That's <laughs> the craziest thing. Yeah. I mean, supercross is so gnarly, yeah, but. but now imagine you don't ever get to practice it. You're yeah. riding motocross tracks and then you show up to Anaheim. Yeah. That's how it was back then. Yeah. I talk exactly. all the time about that. There was a little track off the 60 freeway out here. Uh, yeah. And it, was, it just had a few big jumps, is all. Yeah. And it was on the side of a hill. Up by the dinosaurs. Yeah. 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 That, that was the testing ground. That's where we went. I, okay. signed,
2: I signed my contract to come race supercross and I'd never been on a supercross track. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, when I got here. You can appreciate that. I was like, remember looking at the triples? I'm like, wow. You look at the face, I'm like, I can't even see the landing. This is... Yeah, it took, walking it. it. I'm, I'm pacing it, yeah. watching the other guys, <laughs> rolled it. And I'm like, it's getting to my head. I just got to go and do it now. Hey, yeah. at that and track
1: the, at track over there by the 60, I'd see quads over there all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: it was everybody. It was a weekend, weekend warriors. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I remember even even through my whole racing career, I made it a point to never stop on top of the triple, the first one, and like look for too long. Yeah, I it's always better if you went to the third one and then looked back. So, so, like, someone told that. me that might have far. been you. I remember, but someone said,
2: don't don't go, don't go stand on the lip because it'll get in your head. Go do the landing. <laughs> it looks a little. I'm like, oh, that
0: helps. <laughs> but I'm like, but it's still the same gap. Yeah, it, they're gnarly looking from the takeoff. Yeah. Um, okay, so. How did how did that summer go then? Eighty eight. Did you do all the nationals that year? Uh, yeah, just kind of hit hit and miss. Yeah, hit and miss. Yeah. Hit and miss. Yeah. Hit so and miss. how did how did the Honda ride come to be? Who called you?
3: So. um... Gosh, there was Roger was at the team, and then... Because um, they obviously
0: saw something. Yeah. yeah. You must have had a yeah. c- couple of good rides in 88, obviously. Yeah.
3: So they saw something, and like I said, it was basically me and Stanton at Loretta's. Mm. So Stanton was going to Yamaha, and and, and then uh, Honda had this amateur, well, the B team of Supercross for the 125s okay. and stuff. So Dave Arnold, Roger DeCosta were the team managers. Um, and they offered me, you know, so much money, contract. I got a box van. Um, so it
2: was good financially as well. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was the first time I was going to make really making money. some money, yeah. you know. And um, so I had my sponsor, Answer Products. Uh, I think at the time they were going to do the TX10. So oh. it was TX10 had Answer Products. And then they had Cinesalo, I think was the other one. So, half the 125 team did CineSolo, the other half did the uh, answer. So, oh, okay. it kind of worked out for me because I was an answer guy um, before. And, uh, um,
2: I remember thinking that stuff was so cool yeah. at one point. I loved it. Yeah. Jeremy
3: Ward,
1: too. I so had yeah. a poster
2: <laughs> with Albertane, was world champion in '93 on CineSolo, and McGrath was supercross champion. I think it was, um, yeah, it was a CineSolo
1: poster. Yeah. I was yeah. like, ah. Oh.
3: Get and paid and I that. think Wardy wore some. Wardy yeah. He did, yeah. His whole career, yeah. You know, pretty much
1: that all white stuff with the little green like triangles on the side. They
0: were really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't what was the hot gear? Uh, maybe answer made it, but it was like Honda. Oh, Honda line. Yeah, Honda you line you ever, TX10. Oh, that's the stuff. Yeah, you're talking that's about. The stuff. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You wore that for yeah. your time at Honda there. Yeah, huh?
3: yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so that year. You know, I was 762. George Holland was just won the championship, so he had the number one bike um, going to Gainesville. Uh, I think me and Bradshaw battled again for uh, the East Coast. I think I lost to him by a few points, the championship in the Supercross season, and then went to Gainesville and won Gainesville, and it was like jeez, I might be able to win a national championship. So yeah. you, are you surprised yourself? Yeah, I think so. You know, I was, well, was going like, to say, if you came off a distant 20th the year before, yeah. you don't walk in like, I'm going to crush everyone. No, I I just got a good start and frickin' Bones and Mitch and all them were on the side. <laughs> and, you know, it was like, hell, I'm doing fine. I feel fine. Let's go. Yeah. You so know? did you win a
1: few rounds of Supercross, though?
3: Uh, I think. I might have won a uh, maybe one, but, but I'm saying know, that you Brad- still had
1: it in you that you could. Yeah, I mean, I know it's national and supercross. Yeah, cross, but.
3: Bradshaw was a supercross guy. You know, nationals, eh, maybe not as much, but um, yeah. So we we left the track at games, We were like, Gah. we came, we saw, we kicked their ass. Yeah. yeah. You know, driving out there, me and Shane, Nally, going right on. Now, how did you connect with Shane? Uh,
0: Because from the very beginning, he was with you. I mean,
3: Yeah, so um, the year before, I went to Texas to a national as Team Green. Uh, Went there in our van and trailer, and um, Shane was working for Larry Brooks at the time. He was his mechanic. And so we were kind of parked next to the the factory Kawasaki team, and then we were parked off the side, and, and Shane was right there. And so... You know, I started talking to him, this and that, and everything. He goes, well, if you get something lined up for next year. And he was cool. And so <laughs> I said, hey, I, I'm going to be riding for Honda. You want to be my mechanic? He said, hell yeah. Oh, so cool. he came over, and we had our box van. He set it all up. He lived at my parents' house with me for, you know, a couple months. We did the the CMC races, Golden States, and got ready, and, and then started racing. <laughs> That's crazy. So,
0: you know, imagine you guys coming out of just amateur racing, and you were good. Yeah, but you did go and get twentieth, get lapped at Gainesville. You connect with this guy. He's working at the amateur level. You're all of a sudden both at factory Honda, and that summer you win the very first national. Yeah, like, convincingly.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's like a Cinderella story. That's elite. It
3: was, it was good. You know, we huh. had a, we had a good time. So
0: was I'm trying to think. If it was '88 or '89, but the Miami race. Where it was all sand, yeah. Was that eighty-eight that or 89?
3: was uh, I think that was eighty-nine because that was the first uh, East Coast round. Okay, um, uh, Bradshaw crashed like three times and, yeah. and still won. That was a yeah. wild race. Yeah, that's why he was he was good in Supercross. Yeah. yeah.
0: Was that the weirdest? That's had to be one of the weirdest races you've ever yeah, done. Yeah,
3: it was white dirt, white sand, <laughs> yeah. dirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And no one could really jump anything, huh? Oh,
3: if man, you've never watched it, it was I've It rained. It was soft. It was yeah. yeah it was terrible. It wasn't very good. I yeah, think it was I, the only Miami race they ever had, right? Or did they do it two years ago? I'd maybe? have to go back and look. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we went there much. <laughs> it was a little sketchy around the It was the fun area. to
0: watch because it was so weird. You know, like yeah, everybody was it. just squirrely. It was like a mud race almost. Yeah, and the sand I
1: mean? was sticking to everything, right? It was like really sticky. Cle- it?
0: Yeah. Like a
3: clayish sand, yeah. kind of the way it is back there.
0: But I mean, ruts all the way through jumps.
1: Like
3: kind of that,
2: that would be kind of interesting to see one supercross round just of beach sand
0: yeah Yeah. it'd be like that beach race in uh yeah Yeah. i probably miserable to ride but it was fun to watch. yeah
3: yeah i like watching them nowadays (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) amen to that
0: okay so how'd the rest of the that summer go you win
3: the opener yeah um, and then uh we were basically just in the points battle won a couple other races um throughout and then um ended up winning the championship and I, i had a a decent lead at the end. Um, I don't know what I won by, um, whether it was 10 points or 15 points, yeah. something like that. So. I'm trying to remember
0: the story, because we had Guy Cooper on, and he. we were kind of going through that 89-90 series. And wasn't Bale, was he racing in 89, and then he got hurt? Or was that 90? No, that was 90. That was 90, yeah. okay. So, so who were you battling with in 89? Who were kind of the other competitors in that title
3: um, chase? It was... Probably, I think George Holland was there because um, he was the number one guy. Um, was Serrat and Healy in there too? Eric. Uh, Healy might have been around I there. I think Healy was in bit. there too, yeah. Yeah, Serrat, a little, I don't know. Yeah. You know. I don't know when he, he stopped or, or what happened. But huh. um, I don't know who exactly got second that year. You have to look. That's a long time ago. Who cares? <laughs> um Did you and Damon get along? Yeah, I think so.
0: Fairly. Yeah. Was fairly there anyone decent. at that time you didn't get along with?
3: Not, not really, because yeah. I don't think you know. You had your run-ins with riders, or you know, who was
2: everyone. Know. Everyone did.
3: Yeah, we just raced at the time. Yeah. You know? it wasn't like yeah. somebody cut me off and I owe him or whatever. That slowly got more and more as you go on (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: as those battles get more intense and more frequent yeah it seems like um you've mentioned in the past that um riding with rj and stanton was really a big bump for you to kind of see the next level you talked a little bit about staying with rj yeah what about riding with those guys going to honda land i mean yeah
3: Oh, I th- I think it takes you to another level. You know, um, even like today, I see a lot of the the top pros are riding together. Or they have their trainers, and there's three guys from different brands and all that. I think it helps elevates the sport yeah. to the next level. You know, at, you probably almost have to do that now.
1: Yeah. Hey, yeah. so in the eighty nine. You won. It was Bradshaw, second, Cooper, Schmidt, Larocco, Dmitasevich, Ward, geez. Paul and Kehoe, and Ty <laughs> Davis. Yeah. That's who you beat. That's a few that's, big names. That's that's <laughs> yeah, that was a couple guys. That was, a that was the Nationals. That was the Nationals. Yeah. Yeah. That's a heavy field. Yeah. It was stacked. And you won by 23 points. Okay. So. Hey, usually guys win by. Five points, and it's
2: like, yeah, no, I won by like 30. Yeah. You said you gave yourself 10, 15. <laughs> well, there was actually more. now— Your fishing when, story
3: went the wrong way, yeah, Mike. <laughs> well, when this conversation keeps going, you get to get the 90, it'll get more heartbreaking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I don't give myself we'll that say, much yeah, credit. We'll
1: yeah, but for that, every single one of those top ten riders could win
0: a race. Oh yeah, that oh, year. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's telling a fishing tale and it's going. Oh no, I caught it. it was this big? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I caught this guy. I'm telling you, it was
1: a minnow. <laughs> it's going small. Yeah, the then you see mine. We had a then you see the marlin in my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like when you come to my house now, you'll see it. No, I got yeah. my trophies and Daytonas and everything. So, yeah, those cool trophies. Yeah. in.:
0: Okay, so 1990. You're you're now the champ. Did you get a better deal with Honda? Like, did you bump to the A team Yeah. With that so one?
3: now now I'm going <laughs> to ride uh, 250 Supercross first year, and then I'm going to ride 125 outdoors.
0: And was that because you pointed out, or you wanted to move up? Uh, I was just moved up. You know? I mean, so again, this is another difference of then to now. You only raced a couple rounds. Yeah. In '88, right? handful. Full season '89,
3: and then 250. Yeah, I. I I don't know That's I mean, just how it was Yeah but It like, was back in the day I think you know If you got offered A 250 rider you, you, took it. you took it Hell yeah You know Now guys are riding 250s their whole life You know Which is fine I mean it's still Competitive now Yeah It's great race In both series I think anybody
0: That's worth a shit If they got offered A good A factory 450 ride They're going Yeah, yeah. Right They're not going to say Well no I want a couple more years They're yeah. going Yeah It's just those opportunities Yeah Are saved for the guys Who win titles Or you know come through the ranks with that manufacturer. Yep. I yeah. I think some people
2: just take it for granted going, well, he did pretty well. It's time to move up. He's been there a couple of years, but people don't realize those factory rides aren't just sitting there waiting for someone. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> They're either occupied or someone's getting moved out to bring in some new fresh talent. So yeah. Yeah. it's only the
0: elite that get that offer anyway. Yeah. yeah, You have to be better than the guy currently on sure. that bike. Yes. Right? Correct. Um, so take us through 1990
3: then. Yeah. So 1990, I'm riding 250 Supercross, um, which, that year, I mean, I was, you know, top fives around there. Um, I might have finished third or fourth in the series. You are fourth in know, that Supercross championship. Yeah. Which yeah. Is which is amazing. Yeah, which was good, you know. it was awesome. D- Rookie year. Like, like Ward,
1: yeah. Ward, Ward, LaRocco, Bradshaw, Cooper. Yeah. So it was... 90, that was when Stanton won, right? Stanton won. Yeah. Bale second. Yeah. And who was third? Uh, Matasevich.
0: Okay. Yeah, okay. and then me. Yeah, he won, that's the year he won
3: the one race in Vegas, right? Yeah. That was his only mm-hmm. win. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And
3: then uh, went out for the Nationals, so I have the number one plate. Bale's there, because he's going to ride
4: 125.
3: Yep. <clears throat> Roger, you know, obviously brought Bale over. I think that was his first year. Um, bale has, he's amazing talent. Yeah. I mean, even you said, I would watch Bale do stuff. I'd be behind him. I'm like, how did he go around that hay bale? He was standing straight yeah. up and down turned and on the gas and gone. Yeah. It's like I gotta yeah. lean it over. I almost <laughs> hit the hay bale. Yeah, I slide yeah. out, you know. He was just rurp, rurp, he gone. Was, he was magic. Yeah, yeah and, was and, magic. you know, at the time he was the first one to really start skimming the whoops, like clicking up the third gear on a two fifty two stroke and like hauling across them. Yeah. Before it was Stanton and Johnson just bah, bah, big guys, you know. Yeah. So he was very talented. So we're we're going through the one twenty five championship. Um and he breaks his arm at Washougal. My bikes were terrible at Honda that year. It would really? pop, sputter, really? miss everything. We went to Sacramento uh, for the national, and um, my bike was pop and sputter and everything. And I ended up the blew the motor up or something. Well, we I didn't have a spare motor in my truck. What? Yeah. So we had to borrow one from Cliff White, which was Bales' mechanic. So, we, or maybe he wouldn't even give us his motor, so we had to borrow one from Mitch. Because Mitch might have been the peak pro-circuit team at the time. Okay. So, he we borrowed a motor that. from Mitch to put in my bike. Um, and Shane Nally was not my mechanic at the time. And uh, Where did Shane go? Shane, that year, he there were some issues between me and him. And I don't know if he wanted to be on the road or not. So, he ended up not doing it. So, I had... Um, Gosh dang it, who owns, uh, builds motors now down in uh, Irvine area. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. Does the carburetors, oh, Tokyo D- Mons. Oh, oh uh, Woods. Yeah, Ron-, Ron Wood. Ron Wood was my uh, mechanic. So uh, we get a motor from Mitch. We race the race, everything. We're going through the year, and um, uh Bale breaks his arm. In, in the race. So, that night, Honda comes over. Uh, they come over to uh, Ron's room and go, here's a box of parts. And I'm third in the points. And Cooper's up there in second. And uh, Bale was leading by 15 points. Cooper's second. I'm back 20. He's all, oh. You know, it was ignition, flywheel, cylinder, head, you know, everything. All and this it's stuff. like Oh. And you never had any of this. Oh, no. This yeah. stuff just showed up. Ron calls me, hey, I just got some stuff. He called me in the room. They just dropped off some stuff for us. I go, oh, cool. Went to the next race. There's four more rounds left. They go, Mike, you got to win the championship. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I go out and practice. Maybe if
0: you'd give me this shit from round yeah, one. Yeah,
3: I go out and practice. I'm like, holy cow, this thing is fast. I think I won every single moto. They're on out. The last race uh, at, at Unadilla, I'm in the lead. Cooper's back like fifth. The last lap, I get the pit board. says, you're the champ. Two laps to go. I go around. I come around, get the white flag. The pit lane was right there. And there was a message on there, which I probably can't say. It says, so, fuck it. And I'm like, what? So I, I kind of like going around the track because I had a pretty good lead. Well, Cooper, matasovic was up there. Denny Stevenson, all these guys slowed down. Cooper caught up, caught up. And got into third, and so that third gave him oh, one, uh, one point to beat me in the championship. And that was it. So I lost it by one point. I remember. You know, that. shame on Honda for
0: doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if they had yeah. given you equal equipment, yeah, you would have, obviously, I mean, if you're going, this is a completely different bike, yeah. you'd have obviously had better finishes. I mean, yeah. you would have been champion. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, Bill can ride, you know. No, of course. But, um, I'm not take anything away, but you know, I the I year before me and Cooper battled and I was kind of there, but just I just didn't have the bike, you know, at the time and I was complaining about it, but nothing changed nothing. And it's not like you were a, a
0: rookie kid and, the, you know, yeah. and he, he's fine with that. You were the yeah. national champ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's short yeah. shortchanging you yeah. on parts. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. 517 to
1: 518. Fudgesicles.
0: That had to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Yeah. And
1: that's then, a lot of points. And well, was three eighty two. That's how
3: yes. Yeah. Holy. That's what I'm saying. It was it was really bad at the time because, you know, then a championship paid good money mm-hmm. at the time. You know, so there went that bonus. It was gone. Yeah. You know. So. Nothing for second or third. Nah, either. hardly anything, you know. Pat yeah. <laughs> on the back.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good job. So was that was that tough for you to to swallow
3: or oh, were you yeah. kinda of like, well Yeah, no, I, I hated that, you know. That <laughs> did,
2: was bad. Did it change your feelings towards Honda at all? Was there any sort of bitterness?
3: Uh yeah, I'd say so I'd say so. I think there was a little bit I think Dave Arnold was fine. Roger, yeah. That I don't I, I not, like Roger. I'll say hi to him right now and stuff. But I think he had a lot to do with it. Mm. It was all. It was all. We got to get Bale to win. European comes over here. I brought him over. Yeah, yeah. everything to get. So him to I win. need him to win to yeah. make me look and good. And then when it got hurt, it was like, oh crap. Oh well, let's go to Mike. See if yeah. we win another championship. Plan B. Yeah. Mm. So I was a Plan B on Roger's plan.
0: If there is so. That probably had something to do with you moving to Cali
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> So now we'll go to 91. I go to sign my contract with Kawasaki. Roy Turner is a team manager, everything. And I go there, and they go, we want you to win the 125 championship. And I said, okay, but you got to give me a bike that I like, okay? Are you going to do what it takes? And they said Japan was there, everything. They said whatever it takes. We haven't won one since Wardy did back in the day. 84? Yeah, maybe around uh, then. So no. 84. 84, yeah. So now we're almost, what, nine years? About yeah. there. Yeah. So eight or nine years later. So they go, we'll do whatever it takes. So um, basically, I sign. I go, okay, so 250 Supercross, and then we're going to go 125 Nationals. And we went to Japan. We did the Supercross there. We went to the factory. We had meetings with them here's our 125, you know, blah, 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 this is what we're going to do, you know. I remember being at the meeting going, so, yeah, so we need titanium bolts, linkage, get the weight down, you know. Hey, I got to be 155, and the bike has to be as light as possible and all this stuff. Um, So Jim Felt was doing the motors there. Um, Gosh, Rick Ash was doing the suspension and everything and helping with motors, too and uh so they built the bike and i mean we test all kinds of different motor configurations so so they pulled through with the oh absolutely absolutely so there was yeah they pulled it out they factory everything was that how would that bike compare to the honda the good honda um I think it probably would be a little bit slower. You know, the Hondas were amazing, mm. um, but I still like my bike. And, and, you know, I started out, we were kind of battling for the championship. Maybe I got a decent lead. Um, I, can, I can remember being at Maryland uh, for, for the national, and, and we did practice and stuff. of we getting ready for the first motos, and Mitch is up there, you know, and he rolls up, and, and he's like, man, your bike's so slow. You know how Mitch would say that, you know? Your bike's so slow, because he was pro circuit peak. Those bikes were fast. Yeah, and uh, I go, yeah, it might be slow, Mitch, but I love it. The yeah. thing run, runs good. Yeah. The power band, I like it. I, I can ride it all day long, you know? You
0: should have said, Mitch, you guys have so many fewer points than me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly. You should have said Yeah. In
2: horsepower, ahead. Points, <laughs> far behind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: But, uh, yeah, so I like the bike, you know? Yeah. Kawasaki did whatever they could. That's you know? it, too, right? Like, so. being comfortable and just
0: yeah. enjoying riding it is yeah. it, it even makes up for having, a li- like, a bike that had maybe a little more horsepower, but you didn't like the way it handled or felt.
3: Yeah, well... Take, for instance, okay, the KX500. More than enough horsepower. Yeah. On factory Kawasaki's, we detuned ours.
0: Yeah, I believe Uh, uh, it.
3: When we'd take off on the start, an amateur guy in the pro class would smoke me. Mm. But I could ride mine. I could ride the wheels off that thing during the race Mm. where he'd get tired. It was yanking his arms, you know. Too much power. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you got to have usable power. That's well, also, too, even
2: if it's your power is slightly off, if if the chassis and the, and the handling and everything is good, you can be on the gas a lot more anyway yeah. and kind of almost compensate a little bit for that lack of power.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: You can't give up a ton of horsepower in that class, but you can give up no. some for handling and comfort.
3: Yep, yeah, exactly.
0: So how did Supergrass go that year? <clears throat> this was 92. No, 91.
3: Yeah, yeah. so 90, 91. I think we had a pretty good year. I think I probably... I Think I finished. Was it third or fourth in points again? Okay. Did Supercross?
2: you did you win Daytona that year? Or was it the f- later um, on? That was ninety three, huh?
3: Yeah, I think maybe.
2: What was it four?
0: I'm losing the 93,
3: years. Three, maybe ninety two, ninety three. I think you 94.
0: did. I think you did win because uh, you had three in a row at Daytona. Yeah, and you won it in. Well, shoot! It would have been 90 95,
3: 94, 93. Three. Okay. 93, 94, 95. Yeah, so um, I think Stanton was winning it all those years at yeah. Daytona. Yeah, he was. He was the guy. Yeah. It was I think I Stanton has four.
2: Stanton right? won ninety-one. It was it was kind of muddy. Yeah, and uh, Bale went down a couple times. But I remember they had those the black sand rollers, and it was a little bit rutted, and then Bale was just looked like he he actually rode. Unlike Bale, where he was a little out of control, actually, yeah, and he, he came through pretty good, but Stanton won that year, and yeah. it was yeah. pretty brutal. Well,
3: I think at the time, they, I think they put in telephone poles Yeah, across the track. Those were yeah, the just whoops, put some dirt. and then they put dirt over the top, but it would wear into the telephone poles. Because yeah. so. you would see, There's I think that on
2: one of the crash videos, you see a guy, I think he picks the front up and then must have hooked the telephone pole and just goes, wow, flying down <laughs> over the <laughs> bars. So you're like,
0: don't do
5: that again. Yeah, yeah.
0: Don't take that line. Yeah. 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 Um, so, that had to feel good to get that title back. Maybe a little...
3: Oh, yeah. Shove that Honda's face
0: a little bit. Definitely. And who did they have? Did they have... Uh, well, I would think... Who did they have put on the 125 that year? Because Bale moved up.
3: Yeah. Um, well, they would have the Peak guys. Yeah. I think that it. whole program yeah. went to Mitch for right. the Peak. So, what yeah. was that? Gattis? So, 91 you know, was McGrap. Jeremy
0: uh, Buell. Yeah,
3: probably. Two Jeremy's. Swink. Yeah, um, Swink was there. And
0: Mike... Either Mike Brown no. Uh, it's you been know, so yeah. many years. Yeah. you
3: know the peak team. Went yeah, Yeah, those,
0: those couple of years I mix up who was in there. Anyway, that was those bikes were good. Yeah, yeah. You could hear those things from across the track. And yeah. Went, Ooh. Yeah. Crisp. <laughs> Crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch's bikes have always. Uh, That's funny that he would walk up to you and say that on the right on the line before you were about. <laughs> yeah, to race. it
3: was. It was. he was. We were watching like the 250 practice or something, and you know he rolls up and says that. I'm just he saying. was probably like.
0: Well, did they have sound? He's
3: trying to jab. Yeah, yeah. Did they have sound control back then? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Nah, I think he got a little bit towards the end of my career in Supercross.
2: Because his bike's always, like you said, had a.
3: He's little shorties. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Even when they had sound control, there were
0: times I'm like, but I don't know how our bike, bikes are passing noise control you because know, it sounds throaty. What's interesting, we wrote a, a guy had built, rebuilt a brand new, well, rebuilt a brand new, rebuilt an 87 CR125, and we tested it yesterday for Vital. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at, it's a stock sounder. He had a PC pipe, but the sounder was the OEM sounder, and it's... You probably remember those models, right? It's uh, There's it only this big around, and there's probably only a half inch of uh, packing around yeah. the core. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. They were pretty loud. Well, you had
3: to repack it, like, every four rides, <laughs> I'm <you> know? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. So, um, in that season, then, what were you riding? You rode 125s. When did yeah. you move up? In 92 yeah, to so 250,
3: 500? Yeah. So, 92 would have been 250 Supercross, 250 National, and then 500. And um, so... Yeah, I think we had a good year uh, through Supercross still, probably ended up number three. I know I was number three for, for a few years. You know, I was Wardy's number forever. And yeah. I think I kind of inherited that a little bit at the time. <laughs> Got the three, yep. Yeah. And then, um, so then the 500s. So, so you were third in Supercross,
0: second in Outdoor to Stanton. Yeah. And then you won the 500 title
3: that yeah. year. Yeah. So... Um, I, I just basically laughed at Stanton when I got on the 500 because my bike was so good compared really? to Honda. Oh, oh we, really? Oh, yeah. He'll even tell you that. We've heard and stories. Ward, me and Wardy on the 500, we it was just like, this thing's incredible. Really? Yeah.
0: So we've heard it from different people that, you know, uh, like Dave Osterman was the latest one to say it, but that you'd show up at a track and the Hondas had a certain thing that they were good at and the Cowies had like certain tracks they were good at. All, all the manufacturers. You could look at the track and go, ah, oh, this is a good Suzuki track or... yeah. Was your Cowie kind of all around, that 500? I I think it was all
3: around good. I mean, the forks on it were awesome. You know, uh, it just handled good. It was long. It flexed. Mm. I mean, you could come out of a turn and just put it in a little slide and just just work the throttle and, and, you know. Out, it just felt
2: good I, all the time. I, I, I rode a 92 KX500, and I wasn't going brop, brop, brop anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't hold on. I had arm pump. I was such a squid. <laughs> I rode one at Farley Castle. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I felt like a beginner.
3: Really? Uh, but, uh, yeah. So they were I, special machines, though. Yeah, and even during the races, I remember being behind Stanton and Honda just swapping out down the hill, like at, at um, Washougal or something. Uh. I'm just laughing, going... God, he has to be, like, freaking out. He, like, he's going to eat it. <laughs> yeah, You're just, <laughs> and just sitting there I'd just behind be trailing, him. you know, just perfect and hit the turn and, and then finally go by him and be gone. What know? was that roost like? It was, it was horrible. And the <laughs> funny thing was is, is when I got on the 500, I decided to ditch my chest protector. Because Wardy said, if you have a chest protector on and you're behind a 500, you'll never pass the guy. Yeah So he goes If you don't have one You're gonna get beat up so bad You gotta get by And him. then you get angry Yeah and it makes You're you you make gonna make get past To make it happen uh, so, so I've heard so
0: this theory before Damon has said the same thing It would make me mad And I'd ride harder Oh and yeah I'm like You guys are out of your minds Yeah Yeah what if you catch a rock <laughs> And crack your stern <laughs> Dude, off Dude I heard the same thing And I was like Oh yeah. right, if they do it I'm
2: doing it So yeah. I, I never wore a chest protector either For the same reason So you gave up on them in Oh the yeah, I months? gave
3: up on it. And Wardy goes Yeah you just gotta put tape On your nipples Or else you're gonna wear them raw <laughs> You know, so, you know, we're in the semi, you know, put tape on here. What did you, you learn know? from your teammate? Tape nipples. But, yeah, and, I mean, he was right. But, I mean, there would be some races where I'd just be pelted, mm-hmm. you know, on your arms and just beat up so bad.
2: Unadilla was the one place, though, that yeah. I always put guards in a chest protection. Yeah, I thought Washougal well, was bad because that yeah. dirt's yeah, so it,
3: hard. It's like it, it comes at you like hurts. rocks. It's a knobby coming at you. Yeah. You know, basically that, uh, what, Steel City. Uh, you know, Binghamton. Binghamton, Binghamton was, was rocky oh. too, and those long hills. Yeah,
2: yeah. But it also had those those rocks that were like little square edge. So if it yeah. caught you properly,
0: oh. it could oh. slice you open. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that? How do your 500 champion? I mean, you're, you're first of all. I should note you're one of only two guys to ever win 125, 250, and 500. Yeah. Uh, you and Wardy. Yeah. And Wardy just has 125 Supercross
3: on you. That was or one. Or right? 250 Supercross. Does he have 250? Yeah. He's a 250 Supercross. He has, doesn't he have 125 Supercross I don't also? think so. That, oh, okay. There was no 125 before his that's right. time. Yeah.
0: 250 so Supercross. He was yeah. 85 and 87. But you're the yeah. only other guy that's ever won all three classes. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And and that'll never change, right? Because and, yeah, the and, and then in Europe, it was
2: Gabors. He's yeah. the only
3: guy? Yeah. Gabors. yeah.
2: I don't know if he was the only. I know he was the first, but he he might be the only, actually. He might uh, be. I don't know if Everett's... No, because Everett's only he rode 500s, I think, one year, and he was injured on that uh, Husky four-stroke. Mm. But I know he won, obviously, a ton of yeah. 250s. I
3: remember the talk back in the day, Gabor's, and, and you know, meeting him when we went to Motocross Nations, and, and I think I met him one time when we were at Factory Honda and yeah. stuff. Um, so Pretty cool guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was cool. He was really nice, you know? Mm. Very, very
0: nice. That has to be a, That's a pretty cool feather in your cap. Two guys on the planet yeah. that have ever done that.
3: Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I, and, it, and it'll it.
0: never
1: happen again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, locked. it's locked. It's
3: yeah. locked. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, you're the last guy then. Yeah. Well, LaRocco mm, He well, he never won the 125 championship. No, nah. because he, he lost it to Emek yeah. at the last race, in Maryland. A
2: couple uh,
0: mechanicals. That yeah, that's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. Uh,
3: what bike did you prefer of, of
0: all three races, the 125, two, 500? What did you like best?
3: Uh I I'd probably say the five hundred. Really? Yeah, you can tell when I talk about it. It was just Yeah, you kinda light up. It was yeah. great and, and I liked the horsepower. I like to I liked to have that in my back pocket and stuff and I just the feeling every turn I come out just smiling. Your
2: riding style, so, technique and everything to me was sort of you were built for that bigger bike. Like yeah.
3: it takes a certain rider.
2: You know, like I think of um, like Dave Thorpe or something, yeah. you know, a European guy that just look like once they go on the 500, they're like, yeah, that's what you were meant to ride. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think so. Kurt Nickel, yeah.
0: a little bit yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When You, you said you were down to Because usually one... it goes the other way
2: around. Think about how many guys were pretty good on 125s, make that transition, and then just they... always struggle. Yeah. yeah.
4: So
3: And I, I went 125 to 250, you know, didn't <laughs> really struggle with the bigger bikes.
0: Yeah. So... <laughs>
3: You said you got, had to get down to 155 to ride that 125. Yeah. Was
0: that tough for you? Like, what's your... Uh, what no,
3: that at the time, that was probably right around where okay. I was. But but I think when I got to the 250 and then the 125, you get a little bulkier, heavier bike on the 250. Then the 125 comes, you're like, ooh, I better not eat so much pasta. <laughs> yeah, I need yeah. <laughs> to shed <add> some weight. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, because it does make a
0: difference. 10 pounds on a...
3: Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Definitely.
0: But some guys I know had to starve themselves to get yeah. down to a competitive weight. Yeah. Um, okay, so ninety three. You man, I can't imagine you. You when you went into Calgary that year to negotiate, or did you have a multiple year deal already?
3: I think uh, I might have had a two year deal. Was, yeah, ninety one, ninety two. So maybe maybe it was two years. Okay, it could have been one, and then my second year. Yeah. The salary went up. You know now. Now I'm getting paid Jeff Ward money. You know yeah. I'm. I mean I'm getting. You were, up there with the Rick Johnson money. The, yeah, yeah. You know, all the top guys now. You were Spans. third, second, and first in the three championships you competed in. That's yeah, pretty damn solid. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I enjoyed my time at at Kawasaki. The whole time I thought Roy Turner was fair. You know me and Larock leading, and now we're now we're going to lead into Larock errors and stuff and. You know, we all did our testing together. There was no secrets. He didn't have an opportunity to have something better than me. It was, here's two. Yeah. Do you want it or do you want it? If you don't want it, you can use this. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, oh, LaRocco, here, put this here. Mike, yeah, you're stuck with what you got. It was none of that. Everything was very transparent.
0: And especially when you have two guys that are so good, you you can't play favorites, man. You'll just poison the morale.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But there's been a lot of managers that have done that you know oh, yeah they, well, we've they, heard it from they put all their eggs in one basket yeah. and think this guy has to do it you know so,
1: so did at kawasaki when you got there with uh Rocco, did you guys get along Did you guys hang out
3: um for the most part yeah i thought we everything was fine you know testing was good all that would you um, go to dinner together well sometimes we had to because you know <laughs> At the time, we did when we had to, yeah. We we had dealer shows, you know, so like Friday night before the Saturday Supercross, we did dealer shows, or Sunday, you know, Saturday, did tech inspection, then you had a dealer show or something, so afterwards we'd go eat dinner somewhere together and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It was fine, but, uh, you know, we were just, you know, we always test and you're always together. I don't know if, if eventually. His his dad was his mechanic. Shane was my mechanic. They kind of got together, but maybe his parents were like, "Well, if you want to beat him, you can't talk to him," you know, or, or you know, you can't share any information. Yeah. Loraco is more, I think, on um, the diet, more the training. He was you know, reading all this stuff and everything. I just went out and hammered motos. I was more of Stanton. I'm going to go ride my bicycle, and I'm going to run. I'm going to ride, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to come to the race. Hopefully, I got enough rest from all week. I was probably really tired still. And I'm going to go race real good, you know.
0: So, so, you guys, even before kind of some of the run-ins you started having, you were already, <coughs> he was sort of peeling, peeling back a little bit.
3: Maybe a little bit. Um, but now... You know, looking back on it, it's kind of like Days of Thunder. Yeah. You know, okay, you got you got two guys that want to win, and yeah. they're from me and Grant. Yeah. yeah here we are. Pretty yeah. close. Okay, yeah. so somebody's going to say something that's going to piss you off or whatever, yeah. and and then, you know, you're racing. For instance, okay, we're going to probably, this is probably going to go to Red Bud, Michigan, eventually. <laughs> um, no, we weren't going to bring that one. Yeah, we were going to talk about <laughs> we're, that we're, well. we're not like that at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Things happen, you're like, really? My teammate, you've been behind me the whole freaking race. You couldn't pass me. And then the last lap, you do that. That's what pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. That set me over the top.
0: What happened in that? I mean, they don't show the actual pass or whatever. Tell me what happened. Oh, did they?
2: I've seen it. Yeah. So he gets into the rut, and Mike basically hits
3: the rear, this Mike's rear out of the line. He T-boned me, basically, so here's the inside line, the rut, and he went up on the bank and hit me so hard that it kicks my bike up out of the way, and then he, like, around me and then takes off. So you went down. Yeah, Yeah, I went down. I had to pick up my bike and everything, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff going through my head that (laughs) next half a lap. (laughs) I had a little bit of time to think about it. I couldn't catch him. I was trying to. I wish I would have, and so it was like, well, you took me out. I'm going to take you out. So, went over the finish line. I knew you're going to make a right-hand turn down there. So, here it comes. So, and what, so that's for the first two- time I actually ghost-rided a bike. So, I didn't know if I did it right or wrong or what. But. <laughs>
1: you kind of almost,
3: like, fell off
1: I in think, a weird well, way. I mean, how do the you jump? No, go, like, no, you no I'm go just going. saying
2: that it's because it you're going a little fast, so then your feet could yeah. catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like,
3: well, I don't want to endo and... Hurt myself? Yeah, right. That would yeah. Have no been matter what you wanted your bike to hit Damn. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what was the aftermath of that? Well, that was kind of funny too because Roy Turner's our team manager, and then uh, who who'd you have at AMA? Roy Jansen, was Duke Finch, uh, was they they Duke Finch, and everything. Him. So so we hit each other, and so we're ready to get up and start fighting, and the AMA's there, and they pull us apart, and then. Roy comes over and then our mechanics are there. And so then the AMA is talking to Roy and everything. Well, now we're the only team that has a semi. Kawasaki had the semi. So we're up on the second level and our chairs are this far apart from getting dressed the first moto. And all all gear bags are up there. So it's like, okay, this is going to be awkward now. So uh, we go back and Roy said, I need to talk to both of you. And so he goes up and he's telling us, he goes, I don't know what to do with you guys. The AMA doesn't know what to do with you guys. Because you're both on the same team. You just T-boned them, ghost rode your bike. They don't know what to do. Yeah. You guys got to settle this down. You know, you can't be doing this. So basically, we got a little slap on our hands, you know, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I didn't get fined. I didn't get in trouble. I didn't get points docked or anything like that. So... The next, the next moto, we take off, and LaRocco's in front. And, and this year, me and LaRocco were pretty much ahead of everybody on our Quite race. Quite a bit ahead, huh? Yeah, we'd be a minute, two minutes to third place. So we're out front again. I'm in second. And we're about halfway through the moto, and LaRocco fell over in a turn. And uh, when he fell over, I just went by and just laughed, you know, ha-ha, and took off. You did laugh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and took off and won. So I got the overall. Yeah, you know. So, uh, and then you know, did he say anything after that? No, from that point on, we didn't really talk too much. Then it was just kind of keep it separate. You know, we still had to go. You know, dealer shows this and that. You know, we just you had to work together. Right. We
1: we we are in a weird sport where our adversary
0: can sit right next to us the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. With a team sport, you're never going to have. You know, you're you're on different benches. Your opponent
1: doesn't sit next to you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. In the it's, a weird it's an dynamic. individual sport. <coughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you're on the same team, you know, I, one year you're there, and next year you could be gone. Yeah. You know, I just said it, they're waiting to fill that seat with the next better guy coming in. What was Jansen or uh, Roy saying, Turner? Uh, well, I mean, Roy was like, like, what do I do? Yeah. You know, I have two guys that want to win, and it's a really tough know, spot we have to put to in. I've to thought about it, that. Keep it civil, you know, in a way. As much as you can, but racing's going to take place on the track, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Well, you it'll want it'll your, sort it, itself out. Yeah, your, you, it's going to sort itself out, and somebody's going to get hurt. You Their want your hurt. team to win. Yeah. yeah. You want your team to win,
1: so it's like, well, they have to race as hard as possible without actually killing each other. Yeah.
3: So, what's Roy going to do when he goes Monday and they go, well, wow, LaRocco and Kadras got in a fight and it's all over TV, but we got first and second at the race. <laughs> what do you yeah. do? Yeah. Uh, we're you selling know? bikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> race on TV Sunday, cars. sell on Monday, right? There you go. That was a philosophy. So, um, and then... Do you feel that you had kind of a
1: nice guy image up to that point?
3: Um, I, I do. I think I was... I think to everybody I raced against... Um, if you treated me fine, I treated you fine, but I think there was some guys I had a lot of run-ins with Larocco he, he can't pass nobody he always has to hit somebody to smashes into you he yeah. has to bang into you to pass you yeah. um, me and Emig got into it before, you know uh, Emig can look behind him without ever turning his head. he knows exactly where you are, so that just pissed me off <laughs> um, cooper cooper's freaking crazy, you know yeah, yeah. He, he'll He was coming He was coming across you, but it wasn't necessarily intentional. (laughs) Yeah, or whatever, you know. Or he'd jump and just out-jump you, and it's like, gosh, you know, you're you're just a pain in the butt. You don't trust him. No. Yeah. You know, uh, so there was my run-ins with it. But now me and Stanton, we could race all day, and he could pass me. I could pass him close. I could be shoulder to shoulder. It wasn't, I'm just cleaning you out and be done with you. We had good racing. Bradshaw, I think, we had good racing. Um, you know, and a lot of other guys
0: there. That's a tough tough line to to walk, though, right? Because, you know, sometimes you have to be aggressive to make a pass, yeah. and you're, you're going to be like, well, this is going to probably hurt his feelings, but he left me enough room, I'm going.
3: Well, that's my, my thing of racing is if I'm on the inside, I've got you. Yeah. yeah,
0: you've got the line. Yeah. You're the passenger
2: on the outside.
3: Exactly. So that's my thought. Yeah. You know, if you're going to get Mad about it? Oh, well. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, you obviously seem to agree. Yeah. yeah. Mean, yeah. The, the, the thing is, I, I think. If, if you're racing like this into the turn, not this. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. right, yeah, right. yeah. You know, and, and I see his wheel there, it's like, I should just let off and let him go. We'll square and him up. Or maybe I'll find his lines. I'll pass him back. Mm-hmm. You know, or I'm going to hang in there and hopefully I make it, but he could put me over the berm yeah. and I fall. Yeah. So
2: I think too though, just with tracks changing, four strokes, passing's also changed a little bit. You know, back back it seemed like in at least in, in the nineties or late eighties, with those two strokes and that, there were more inside lines. Yeah. So you could you could make a clean pass, or there were you look at a lot of those uh turns, the berms got blown out later in the main event. So a lot of times guys went for that block pass at the exit, but um
0: it was aggressive but it didn't have to be dirty either. Yeah. Yeah, And I feel like just uh, a little bit of its track build, you know, everything is kind of f- a little more flattened off now, in, in my opinion. If you look at a lot of the rhythm sections and stuff, I think whoops are smaller than they were for a long time. Yeah. Tracks were not built as clean and flowy. Now so it seems like it's supercross. So speak- to make
2: the pass, you, you, you come out of the turn, you just stay a little bit lower, you get next to
0: him, he hears you, and you have the inside to the next yeah. turn. Yeah. It was just back then that there was... More on the track to slow you down and break up your rhythm, yeah, which caused more mistakes, and the bikes were a little harder to ride, yeah that power band is only this wide, right actually so. that's a good point, you know,
2: watching some of the racing from then there was so many times through a rhythm someone was up, someone was down like this nowadays, everyone's it's doing same, the same, same thing. thing yeah because of the power they can all
0: triple out of the turn yeah. and carry on mistakes made for great racing, oh, even yeah. if it was a little one yeah on a two stroke that meant. 5, 10 feet at the end of the straightaway, you know. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, like some of the races where you get the the moisture at the nighttime, on the two-stroke 250, sometimes it was hard to do the triple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. you'd you come out a turn up. and you light up the tire, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> Do you keep it pinned and nothing going, nothing,
2: nothing worse than going off the lip wheel spinning. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. So, oh now <laughs> right. I gotta I got a double it, single, and the guy behind you gets a driplet and now he's right back on your back bump, you know, yeah. fender.
0: So I, I think that's part of we, yeah. we forget that that's that's what caused all that good racing. Yeah. Where now you can make a mistake and the bike just fixes it for you. Mm-hmm. you yep. know? Yeah, so absolutely. Before we move too far past it, I think it was Atlanta 1990. What do you remember from that race?
3: Uh, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy race. Um, I mean, it was outdoor stadium. Uh, the track was good. It was, you know, tacky yeah, everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. There wasn't a lot of, like, big berms. They were kind of a little bit lower, kind of banked and more hay bales around yeah. and stuff. Uh, a lot of little kickers and everything, but, um, you know, I remember being, I think I was fifth or something, six maybe, and just, we were all wheel to wheel, and it was like Russian roulette, who's gonna get up there, and, yeah, and I, I know at one point, I think me and Bradshaw came into contact with each other going for the lead. Uh, Is that when he goes off the track and collects the banner, or was that you? It was me, because I, I think it was coming back on the start straight, and there was a little kicker on the inside, and he went out wide, and I came over, I wheelied it, and then got next to him, and then we hit. And then I think I went off, I don't know if he fell, and I clipped the hay bales or something, and I got back on, and then went around, I think I went back to third, and then it got caught up in my rear brake or something, and then I I went over the hay bale or missed a turn, something like that. That's been a while ago, but... But I, I, you know, it's always been in the history of one of the greatest races. Oh, and, and I think Wardy, did Wardy yeah. end up winning it? I think yeah. he was going to get a sponsor from Nike at the time, too. There was some big thing. Oh, really? When he won that, yeah. So it was a good race for him to win. But, did, you
0: rem- uh, did you, what was going through your head during that race? Like, kind of when you were getting up towards the front, did you
3: realize what, how good of a race it was? Were you going, oh, man, we are like... In it, like it's a battle, I think so. Because, like I said, the dirt was good, you go inside, outside, everybody had a different lane, they were all fast. And yeah, it was uh, he made a little mistake, I can get him on the inside, yeah. and that's what made it so good. Yeah. So, when I was going, I'm going, Well, I picked off him, I picked off him, I'm getting the front, may I pick him off and get away, yeah. you know, and then it all went to hell. <know>. So. I gotta go watch that again. Oh yeah. man, it's I, been I a while. Be watching but, uh, that, it's been a while too. It's, in my
0: opinion, the best twenty lap race ever. Yeah. Because there's so many of you guys. It's just like that I'm, list of racers we ran off. It's so many guys. Anybody could have won. And, yeah. and like, I think six or seven of you, you included, had a chance. We're in winning. position to win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was just mistake, mistake, or you know, it was wild. That wasn't one of those races
2: too where Chicken and Cooper came together, was it? Didn't they? Mind? Coop was it leading. It. Coop led the yeah, thing Coop, the
3: whole damn way. Because he, w- he was going through the whoops and he was jumping something at the end. Yeah. There was like a step up there. Yeah, and He was yeah, getting yeah, over yeah. that. He was the only crazy one to do it.
0: Yeah. And cool. Wardy just found a little sneaky line in the whoops yeah. and he just, every lap, he'd get somebody. Yeah. this was cool. Um, okay. So that that year, uh, you you were, like you said, you and Rocca were on a whole other level in that 500 championship and you ended up getting kind of cut out of it early because mm-hmm. a uh, Rock. Broke your hand.
3: Yeah, so uh, we go to Unadilla, 250 championship. We're going back and forth and practice. A rock hit my throttle hand, broke my ring finger. Uh we went to the, a hospital they took x-rays they said yeah it's shattered you know pretty much if you ride it's probably going to cut through your skin and all this stuff oh. and, which i probably couldn't have raced anyway yeah. H- held on so that pretty much handed it to larocco yeah. and so he won the championship that did year you get a pin in that or did they just no it just healed yes, yeah. you know put is, it together is it all crooked so, or anything or no it's not good. too bad i can okay. feel a little bit but it's okay a little lumpy yeah in there. yeah so that was it and then uh i think that year, did he go on to win the 500 championship? 93. That would have been. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I think know, he he does. 92. That would have been 92, right?
0: 92. Yeah. Yeah, because 93. That, you no, 92, 90 you won the title.
3: Th- yeah. So it
0: would have been 93.
3: Yeah. So I was or right. 90, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Somewhere right around. It's been a while, either way. Don't let the dates get in. Yeah, yeah. In, he in won the, the 500, you won the 250. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell us about 93 and what happened that year. So, you, did you
3: renegotiate your contract that year? Um, I... Got Can't remember? be hard to tell. I mean, I, I gotta think you... I think I was right up there.
0: You know, they were paying me good at the time. Had to so, be. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just imagine it's gotta be nice to walk into a yeah. bargaining table. and go, all right, well, I won this championship. Yeah. I was second in this one, third in this one, you know. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when did you get the Ferrari?
3: That was probably, uh, Probably 92 maybe, 92, yeah, somewhere thing. right around there. Do you remember what you paid for it? Uh, a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was it one Man, of those things like where you said, if I make it in racing, I'm going to treat myself and get a nice car? Yeah,
3: I, I was kind of like always a Porsche guy, I thought, for a long time. Uh, you know, I always had a, a picture of a Porsche when I was growing up at home, and then I think I brought it up, put it in my garage when I moved out and stuff, and then... When I'd go on road bike rides, there was like an industrial building and uh, they worked on Ferraris there and Mm. they had like old ones. And then, you know, Magnum PI, Uh who doesn't like Magnum PI. So he had the old 308. So I thought, that's really cool. You know, I like the Ferraris. And then I'd go into the shop and I'd, I'd show up in my cycling shorts. You know, I'd go and talk to this guy there. And, uh, and he'd be working on them. So I'd hang out for like a half hour and I'd ride back all the way up to my house and stuff. So I got to meet this guy and got to know him and know a little bit about the Ferraris and the history and stuff. And then uh, when I actually decided, you know, hey, I want to get this car, it was up in Santa Barbara. I, I took that mechanic with me to go check this car out. Oh, cool. Was it a 512? Oh, and, and no, it was a Testarossa. Oh,
1: it was a Testarossa.
3: Yeah, yeah a 90 Testarossa and it was it was used it only had you know like a couple thousand miles on it if that
2: a lot of them only have a couple thousand yeah. even a couple
0: years old
3: yeah so uh he went up he checked it out he said no nah, it's never been in a crash or anything like that and everything so um and that's and i got it
0: so <laughs> and so you we you were telling us this story early but you got to you got to tell the story about you getting rear ended <laughs> yeah so uh roy turner had a friend this would be my nightmare if i yeah. spent that much money on a car yeah. i would just be like <laughs> Stay back. Yeah. Double, bubble wrap it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: I don't think I could even enjoy it. Park it in so your living
1: job. room. It'd be in your living room. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, um, Roy Turner had a friend, and he had a Ferrari like mine. And uh, so, he said, uh, I was like, man, you know, I'd, I'd kind of like to get the exhaust. I saw this guy's Ferrari. I said, where'd you get the exhaust? A Borla exhaust. And all that. Oh, he goes, yeah. oh, this guy down in Hollywood. Here, I'll give you the number. He'll hook you up, you know. And they specialize in Ferraris and all this stuff. So... I called him, the guy orders the exhaust, everything. <clears throat> and so I'm going down like Hollywood Boulevard. And you know, I, in the morning, it's early cause I gotta be down there like at eight 30 or something. And I'm, I'm going down to Hollywood Boulevard and I stop a light and there's a lot of traffic. And I'm looking right my mirror, here, here comes this guy and I can see like the lawnmower handle in the back and all the <laughs> stuff hanging up, And there's stuff all over his dash. And I'm thinking, I don't know if this guy's gonna stop. And he, you know, he, he just kind of went up maybe five, or 10 miles an hour. And he just comes up and just goes, right in the back of me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, really? So then traffic starts going. but like, oh, this guy's probably going to take off, you know? <laughs> so I kind of went out, I put my blinker on and there's a driveway and, and I kind of went to the very end of it so he could kind of turn in. So if he did try to take off, I, what am I going to do? Race around my Ferrari and hit him or <laughs> Chasing a t- yeah, t- t- him. if we're in my Ford truck that's a different story or Toyota back in the day Yeah. so uh, he pulled in and, and you know I got his information all that it wasn't that bad a little couple little scratches and stuff and but he didn't have insurance right no he didn't yeah. have nothing did not, he speak English not barely yeah. I don't even think anything yeah. you know he did have his driver's license though so I gotta say So I took it over the the place to get the exhaust on, and the guy comes out. I go, man, I just got hit down the street. And he's like, oh, let me look at it. Oh, don't worry about it. If you fix it, you're going to get hit again. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So I go, oh, he's probably right. So he had some touch-up paint, and he cleaned it up a little bit. No one ever really noticed it unless I pointed it out. But... um I sold it with that the way it was. Yeah. So years later, drove you nuts. Though, no, probably, hey, no saying.
1: Carfax at that time. No. You know? yeah. No,
3: absolutely. No. <laughs> no, no,
1: never been hit. Yeah. No,
0: never been hit by a gardener.
1: It's okay. Yeah, it's yeah.
3: okay. It's okay. So.
0: Uh, do you have a nice car now? You have like a. No, I have okay. a Ford truck. Okay. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> that was that was kind of the one luxury yeah, car so you had. Or...
3: It went from that, and then I got a nice boat. And then moved into my house, got a nice pool, so I'm stuck with the pool. Yeah. So, just kind of trickled yeah. to other things. D- bad life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> got to grow up and be a responsible adult. Yeah, yeah, way.
3: exactly. Uh, all right, so 93. Um, take us through that year. So, 93 Supercross, um, kind of still up there battling, you know. Now, I got my track built. It's like all gun-ho, you know, and... I think I might have finished second or third in points. You were second
0: to McGrath. In yeah,
3: yeah. So McGrath came in, you know, he was, you know, supercross, right? That's all you can say. Yeah. He was great in supercross. Phenomenal. Yeah, he was good. And uh, so he stole that show from me. Did, you, um, did that
0: catch you off guard? What did you think of? Because even the year before uh, on a peak bike, he did some 250 races, and he did yeah, pretty well.
3: Yeah. But I don't think anyone thought. When he would get to the 250, he'd roll right into winning. Winning. So, I mean, clearly it was just better. You yeah. Know? They, he was fast. He got, he got starts. Yeah. yeah. Um, McGrath got every hole shot, whether it was a heat race, man event. I would be fifth, sixth.
1: Yeah, he'd I'd get a start, and then he would just jam out. for two, three laps, and then he'd cruise the rest of the time. Yep. But yep. you still had, I mean, you were still the only other guy within 300. You had 300 points, 301 points. You still got a lot of points that year. Yeah, what
3: did he have? Three fifty-eight. Yeah, so he beat me by fifty-seven points. <laughs> he could he could sit two races. Yeah, two. That's <laughs> no, a but lot.
1: no, it is. But still, it was you. Still did really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you were second to
3: the king of supercars. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. And then uh, outdoors came out. Uh, Stanton, I believe, was had the number one plate and was battling Stanton uh, all the way to the end. Um, good races, me and him all the time. Um, I can remember Southwick. We went there and it was one of Stanton's better tracks. And, and we'd said, if if we can beat Stanton at this track, we got it. And uh, so we ended up beating them there. And that pretty much took the sales out. And so went on. Um, I,
0: I have that you won six out of the eight rounds that summer. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, it
3: was a great year. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Second in supercross, winning six out of eight nationals and winning yeah. the outdoor title. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. That was a really, was a really good season. Really good year. We <laughs> finished up the year. I think Glen Helen was last national, and um, I I crashed real bad in practice. Oh, that
0: was the one long 40-minute moto.
3: <sighs> yeah, and I crashed real bad, and so I didn't race the last race. I'd already wrapped the championship up. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and so then 500s were the next weekend in Washougal was the first round, and uh, I banged up myself really bad to where my back was real sore, and so that, I think that was the year Larocco won the 500 championship, was okay. 93. Yeah, uh, Larocco won that year. I, I went to Washugal, We rode, tried to ride a couple days before on our 500s to set them up, and I could barely get around the track. And then I went to the race, and I couldn't start the bike or nothing. Oh, man. And so I got on, we took off to start, I fell on the first turn. And Roy Turner picked up the bike in the first turn. I got on his grid out, kicked it. And a 500, It's somewhat could be hard to start. Yeah, <laughs> And got it started, took off. And I think I got up to like fourth or something, that moto. And then the second moto, I think I got third or fourth. And then um, we went to the next round. I think I got second to Larocco. And then we had a weekend off. I was starting to feel better and everything. And then I think I won the last two rounds of that. And I think he won it by five points, five Mm or eight points, I believe, uh, that 500 championship.
0: What would you do to the back? Just bruise it?
3: Just beat me up. I was coming around. uh, At Glen Helen, you have the first turn the big sweeper, and it was going down. They had a couple single jumps, and they would graded it, and there was a big pothole, and there was dirt and mud over it. Oh. And so when I came down there, like, the second or third lap, I hit a hole, and it just blew through the mud, and just straight over, and just pile drove me into oh. the next mm-hmm. jump. And, I mean, I, I think I had a concussion at the time. I bit my tongue. Here's and was a big my one. Back, Yeah, the bike just pile drove me right oh. on my back. Yeah, it was not a not a good one
0: probably lucky to not break it yeah, yeah exactly so um but again still a great year so, Yeah, 93 was
3: probably one of my most successful uh because i think i won daytona that year that was the first year of daytona um yeah i pretty mm-hmm. much killed that if i would have won super it would have been great yeah you know
0: so it was good um five supercross wins three in a row at daytona yeah um I have a note here. It says, there's a story with Stanton and your first win at Daytona. Yeah. So. Something happened to his bike or what what was
3: the deal? He said something to you on the line about or something. Yeah. So um, we're at Daytona, uh, me and Stanton battling, obviously, in the 250 Nationals. And uh, so we get ready for the parade lap and we take off and uh, we come back. And Stanton, I think, was lined up next to me or two over and they start working on his bike. And I'm all just I'm all what's going on? He goes, oh, they're messing with the linkage bolt in the back or something. And I'm all, really? He goes, yeah, it's jammed in there. They can't get it out or they can't get it. Something's broken. And I'm all, right on. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm up on the line. They're like, okay, two minutes is up, everything. So it was like Stanton walked over. He goes, if I don't start this race, you better win it. So I'm thinking. And you hadn't won Daytona at that no. point. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's pretty cool yeah. Coming yeah from him so that you know me and Stanton kind of had a thing you know we did the uh, motocross the nations together um yeah i was at honda with them you know yes yeah, so there was a relationship yeah and so there was there was always you know when we went to europe he was always around you know we did a lot of the same yeah. european races yeah. went to japan we did tokyo supercross um you know, we went to Suzuka, Japan, the GPs there. Yeah. I was on uh, Cowie; he was on Honda at the time. Yeah, stuff. So, so me and Stanton, were we raced close. You know, I, I but was I wasn't sending him Christmas cards. I yeah. might send him a couple later on. I don't know, yeah. but um, yeah. So for him to say, if if I don't start, you better win it. It's pretty cool. I better win it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's like Lance Armstrong coming up to you if you're racing Tour de France. He said, if I'm not racing, you better win it. So You can pelt yeah. a little harder. Yeah. So or just do some it more was drugs.
2: Cool. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs>
0: give, give me that extra shot I had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: it's B12, right? Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll take another <laughs> one.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I, I, w- I wanted to ask you, how many times did you ride for US in at the Nations?
3: Uh, I believe it was four times. Three, uh, four. I think it's four. Yeah. So I won three, lost one. Did you go to Falcon's Ward? Yes, yeah, I remember that. Falkensword. Yeah, so Geldorf, Germany, Lommel. Oh yeah, Falkensword, and uh, I don't know where uh, the last one was. It was really rocky, really fast. The one. Uh, oh, Roggenberg. Yeah, yeah, Switzerland, Made, Switzerland, ninety-four. Yes. yes, yeah, you terrible. Went, yeah, you went. That's in,
0: when Nickel and them won. For you UK. went in 89, 91, and ninety-three.
3: Those are years you won. I'm yeah. not sure the year you went and did it. So you right? won '94. '94, well, huh? I think we lost because that's when England won or yeah. Great Britain. That was the first first time in a long time that they. '81
2: yeah. and 90, through '93, you yeah. U.S. Yeah. won thirteen in a
3: row. Yeah
0: and that was a record st- yeah, that'll probably stands. never be broken again. Yeah. So you're part of the winning team and then and the a, losing, and losing team the next team. year. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That track was really weird when uh it was it was uphills, downhills, really fast, sweeping turns, no berms. Sketchy. Sketchy, fast. Uh, Troy Lee was painting our helmets. He sent he always sent two visors in case you crashed or whatever. And I broke all of them. My helmet I have in my house still is the second visor, and it's cracked. And the helmet is chipped. I was about to say, oh, yeah. Chipped. Yeah. And that was the first race in a long time I bought a chest protector. <laughs> the chest protector back on. Yeah, and hand guards were on. <laughs> and was it a, was just bad.
2: That was the year LB hit the deer. Yeah. Yes, it was. Coming down the that hill. That's it. Yeah. I raced a, a, yeah. a 125 GP there, uh-huh. um, and I remember the same thing. I remember coming down that hill, and then the— Later in the motor, the foot pegs, you, could feel, your, you could feel your feet scraping the ground. Yeah, And I was like, and I was tentative down there. Yeah. I thought I was going pretty fast until I had guys blow by me. I'm like, they're not even rolling off. They yeah. were going through
3: those ruts like this, wide open in well, fifth. And I'm I, like, jeez. I think that's what caught us off guard. You're not used to it. For a team, yeah.
2: You go to those places and you think you're going fast until someone goes around you and you go, wow. <laughs> like It's a whole nother level yeah. you know, of just... Almost like, screw it, let the brakes go.
3: Yeah. Well, I think even watching the motocross donations now, the European riders, they're they're playing fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, watching the GPs, I mean, I'll flip through it, you know, when I see it on my phone or whatever. Those guys are getting with it now. Yeah. It's going to be hard for us to beat them. Yeah, I, I think agree. It is. I've yeah. said the same thing. And their tracks are faster. They're sweeping. We're well, they also
2: have more variety. Yeah. So, I think they're, they're well-rounded. And as well as, they don't groom their tracks as much. I feel like in the U.S., it's become too yeah. much make it look good for TV. I'm going, yeah, but you're not. Getting the. The, the pendulum, it was the Europeans. And then it went. America and you feel that pendulum moving yeah. kind of
0: back the other way yeah. again. Yeah. Well, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in your era and earlier, you could watch a Euro guy and they always had the full chest protectors on under the jersey. Yeah. The jersey was real tight. Yeah. They were real straight back. They were jump like this. elbows down. Yeah.
3: Cop. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah.
0: a Poncherello out there doing. Yeah. It. Now, they look just like our guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're scrubbing like crazy and they're scrubbing th- through the ruts even, you know, yeah. so it's... Yeah, and like you said, they have hard dry slick, they have hard the slip end. mud, they have... Eat mud, gooey mud,
3: sand. Sand. Everything. I'm still
2: impressive yeah. that you were able to go and win at Longmont. Yeah,
3: that was a. That was a.
2: Usually, that's a, a big wake up call for for any non European based rider.
3: <laughs> yeah, or not a good sand rider yeah. type thing. Did you ride the same bike every each time, or were you bouncing? No, nah, I I went every bike there. So eighty uh, nine, I was on a one twenty five Honda, okay. and then in ninety. Uh, a 91, I think. Uh, yeah, 91 I was on Cowies. Yeah. So I rode a 125, and that was at Lomol. Yep. And so we went there like a week before. We brought over pistons, a couple cylinder, you know, all our spare parts and stuff. And during the week testing, I blew up like four motors. No way. Yeah, uh, seized them because the sand was so deep. Those and, bikes uh, used to struggle. Roy Turner's in there with a file, filing the old pistons where it seized and sanding them, trying to get the rings back on because we didn't have enough. Oh, no. And uh, so, we were like FedEx and send more parts after like the first day. Cause I think the first day I see is two bikes. And so, we're just bumping the main up and jetting and, and the sand. We we're sucking dirt. It was like, what can we do? We got a double filter. How are we yeah. going to make it through a 30, 40-minute race? It was just unbelievable. Well... Ended up getting it all worked out, jetted, and boom. And it was uh, me, Bradshaw, and Stanton, I think, on the team that year. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but, I mean, the track was gnarly. How, how did you do in that sand? Did you grow up riding yeah. much sand? I mean, um, not a whole lot of well, sand out here. Yeah, but Indian Dunes, when I grew up, you know, we had Southwick. Um, we rode a lot before Southwick, always, you know, with, with Honda, with Cowie. Yeah. Um, so I had my fair share of it. it. You know. Yeah. It wasn't like I grew up out at Bean Canyon or somewhere. But
0: that's that's a different kind that's, of sand that's over there. Huh? Soft,
3: real soft <laughs> sand.
0: There's no bottom to it. Yeah. What what was the Biggest adjustment you had to make, you think? Standing more? No. <laughs> the main jet. <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Pull the forks, lower them in the triple yeah, clamp, man. Get that sucker squat. back. Get yeah. on the ass end of the bike all the time. You yeah. know, and luckily, you know, we always prepared for, for all the motocross donations and all that. So we had good bike setup. My, my setup at Daytona never changed for three years. Right. I, I went the same track. We set it up the same. That's what we went with. That's right. You cool. know, once you got it, you got it. Yeah. No one's going
0: to... Well, that's that's why some of those guys are so good in, you know, hauling in that sand because yeah. they have the setup. Yeah. Okay, do I put my forks here, I run this tire, I Gearing, do this, tire, and
3: I yeah. got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: so. like if you w- probably went and saw hurlings in person at one of those tracks, it would blow your mind because when I first went to Europe, I got a very rude awakening. I had guys blowing yeah. by me, triple digit, didn't matter, never heard of them, and in fact... In 90, I think it was 1997, because obviously I'm coming to Europe and I'm watching all the 125 GPs, Eric Eggens was the Sandmaster, and he that. won the Dutch GP, I forget the track, it might have been a layer up or something, but he wins the Dutch GP, the very next weekend, only maybe 100 miles down the road, is the French GP hard pack, he didn't qualify. Yeah. Purely because he wasn't, couldn't
0: wasn't fast yeah. enough on hard yeah. pack.
3: But I'm like, how do you win and not qualify? Like, yeah. it, it,
0: that's pretty wild. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, Villapoto went over to Europe, which I commend him for doing it. But I think that was a little bit of a wake-up call, too. Man. You know, it's that's a, that's a tough <laughs> yeah. tough
0: thing. Those and, guys haul. And like GL said, I think maybe guys doing it like when in the early 90s or through the 90s. Bobby
3: Moores and Schmidt yeah, and all them. Because they went over Trampas and did it. Trampus Parker, you know, they won. World champions, yeah. but it took him a couple. I was gonna say a Took them a little bit a to get their feet
2: wet
0: and get in yeah. there and then figure it out. And I think you have to really want to do it. Yeah. It took him a little yeah. while. I don't think RV. I think he was just going to fulfill contractual obligations.
3: Yeah, maybe. And I don't think his
0: heart was in it. Yeah, no. you can't go over there half-assed. It's yeah. hard enough to do it anyway. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. What What was your MXDN experiences? I mean was that where does that rank for you in terms
3: of uh, I? I think it's one of the biggest things you can do, you know, yeah. especially back in the time. Um, it wasn't, it was more, you got elected to do it. It wasn't more, are you volunteering to do it? Yeah. Now it seems like guys are, you know, all volunteer to do it. Yeah. It's not, you yeah, know, it's changed for sure. Yeah. So why do you think that is? There, there's never been money in
0: it. It's well, never about that. No, so. but
3: I think now the guys can make so much money over here, Supercross yeah. and Nationals. It's like, why go over there? Why am I going to risk it? You know, who knows it's, what it's, they're it's training. Bec- it's become
2: over. an inconvenience, yeah. truthfully, for most of the guys. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just it's a, a long season.
0: Interruption yeah. in your well, preparation if, for the next year. I think year. if they put it a week or two after our series ended, you guys would be more willing to, to do that. It's like six weeks after, so yeah. you've got to keep training, yeah, keep riding. Well, do that.
2: well, that's the thing. The the FIM and, and AMA or MX Sports and Dorna, whoever's running it now, um, they they really want to make it what it was. They've got it. They've got to be on the same page yeah. and work together yeah. and go. Hey, you know. This is how we're going to do it. But they try to do that for a little while because I remember, I think it was like 07 when it came to Buds Creek mm-hmm. and they were saying, all right, we're going to have this three year rotation. You know, we're going to go, oh, sorry, four year rotation. So it'll be Europe, America, somewhere else in the world, Europe. You know, so it'd have this like rotation. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. It makes it a little even for everyone. And it's been 20 years straight in Europe within a 100 mile radius. <laughs> really? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> been England, Holland, Italy, Belgium, it you yeah. know.
3: But they just came to Bud's Creek, what, a couple of years ago? That
0: was 07. Red Bud.
3: Oh, Red Bud. Yeah, Red Bud. Yeah.
0: So. No, no, that was only, that was just a few years two ago. Years yeah, ago. Was, was 18, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, Red Bud was
2: 18. Yeah, two or three years ago. So But there again, it had been eight years because yeah. it was 07. And right. 2010, they went to right. Colorado, which was keeping on their track of what they were doing. But yeah, I mean, it's, like you said, if, if the schedule is so far different and we got Monster Cup the weekend yeah. after donation. it it doesn't work.
4: Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: What's, uh, what's that feeling like being up there on the podium playing the anthem, winning? I mean, those crowds are crazy. Like the stuff yeah. you just see, the photos, yeah. you go, wow,
3: that's got to be heavy. Yeah. Just I think uh, for me back in the day was when I went over to Europe, they had those damn horns. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All that they stuff. They still have them. I know, but <laughs> now, <laughs> now they have they're air sirens. <laughs> here. Yeah, now they're here, you know, and stuff. But I, I just remember over there racing and hearing that all the time, you know, yeah. that was kind of cool. Um it's I mean obviously it was awesome. I remember when I flew home, that's when it kinda really hit. It was like, damn, we just we just beat everybody in the world. Yeah. There's no one that can beat us. And and yeah. me personally, whether I was on a one twenty five or two fifty or five hundred, no one can beat me on yeah. that bike. Yeah. So that was kinda cool. A cool feeling. You know. And and luckily I, I did get to to ride all three bikes. Yeah. One twenty five, two fifty, and five hundred. That, that's probably
2: that. a record I'd like to find out. Who else may have that? I guarantee you, that's a very, very, yeah. very Ward, short list. Wardy
3: might have done it, um, too, yeah, because, Wardy. you know, our, our, like I said, my Cali didn't, 500. Didn't Emig
1: do it, too? Didn't Emig write a 500? Uh, he might He wrote uh,
3: 125. Yeah, I don't think he would have written
1: sure. a 500, would he? He did. When he was at Kawasaki, he did, he did, did run a 500. A 500. There's that jump, whatever race he was at, where he's he jumping over everybody's head. There right. is yeah.
2: Spain. That's when lamy yeah. won outright on the 125.
0: Yeah. Was yeah. the first time a 125 won the 125 500. So yeah. he he won in Australia. Yep. Yeah, manage him up. Mm-hmm. And then he won in Spain. So I, we just have to see if he won on a 250 I
3: think he's been a few times. He probably he, has been. He's that. been four times or so. It's a awesome. small club, Yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: Yeah. Well, also, too, when the era that you were doing motocross the nations it was america versus the world oh yeah i remember even like in south africa people wanted to see the americans get beat you know it didn't didn't matter who my dad actually got to go and be a mechanic for a south african rider a couple years later in 95 when it was in uh was that schwadenstadt austria might have been but um i just remember like my dad even saying man the the vibe was just incredible at this you know everyone's so passionate about it and uh I think it's cool that you got to ride all the classes. Yeah, right? yeah. That's that's, yeah. that's
0: another little unique one there. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I had a good time. That was good. Any funny stories over there, like post-race or uh, did you ever go with the dogger or with uh, Mitch? I'm sure he was there for some of those.
3: Uh, yeah, Mitch. Yeah, I think Mitch was there maybe. Well, if I went with the dogger, I don't know. I <laughs> would I have made it out of the airport? <laughs> <I don't> yeah, <laughs> your, that eyes your eyes would have been. Is, slits, that, where that's all. <laughs> yeah. is that where you're going? you going with it? Yeah. I like Ron. Um, did,
1: did you ever? Did you ever? I mean, did you ever drink or party or anything? Nah, that
3: not, not too. No, not too much. No, not really. This kind of dinner thing. I think when you know the one good thing is when Shane Nally, when we he became my uh, mechanic, was he had been with Brooks. Hmm. You know, so I (laughs) I don't need to say much more, right? I mean, you guys have been in the industry a little bit. Um, So Larry's kind of on the wild side. So I think he was kind of fed up with that. Like, if I'm going to spend all my time wrenching on your bike, you better give me 100% of your time. You know, so he kind of told me that straight up. And I was like, dude, whatever, I want to win, you know, whatever it takes. So, and I I don't know, I just never got caught up in that or, or never wanted to or... You know, really go to Havasu. I think I went to Havasu once or twice. And, and uh, I think I remember coming home and I'm like, Dad, I'm going to get me a boat, man. Oh, he goes, yeah. well, then you might as well kiss your career goodbye. Yeah. And I'm like, really? <laughs> well, he's probably right. There's some truth to that. Yeah. yeah Dad's, so. Was
0: Dad a pretty good sounding board for uh, you? I think
3: so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. All through your career. Yeah. Yeah. He was always there. and You know, so that oh, yeah. yeah, was good. But uh, back to Motocross Nation. I do have a little story. Um, so it was our first one. I think it was, it was Geldof Germany. And, uh, so we had done a a race in Italy, uh, the fast cross. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Saporiti. So we went over there. It rained the whole time when I got there. Okay. All the time it rained and we did the Saporiti race and it was like you were riding in a, in a tunnel. It had like wood paneling walls and the, Went down, there was a berm inside. The dirt wasn't that great. They had a huge tabletop that was like two stories high. Rolled up, and you jumped, and all the way back down. Well, I ended up getting killed there. And then they had that, uh, they raced against each other. Yeah, the head-to-head. Head-to-head and all this stuff. And then, you know, I, I just wasn't into it, and I got beat and all this stuff. So we show up at the hotel in Germany and uh Roy Jansen comes there from the AMA and and he's all so hey guys how you doing he goes well how did you do in Italy Mike and I'm going oh man I did terrible this is my first year on motocross nations and he, he just looked at me and he goes oh god <laughs> and I'm like like really that has nothing to do with this race coming up like yeah. he picked me for the team and now he just went oh god Really? Like, like we're going to lose the motocross donations. So, I, I just took that like, okay, this kind of sucks. So, uh, so, anyways, so during the week, me and Stanton go running, and we, we go out running, and then we're coming back, and the mechanics are in the parking lot, uncrating our bikes, and all this stuff, I'm working on, and so there's this, like, soccer field, so we come running down the street, and so we're running down through the soccer field, and he kind of looks at me, and he's like, who's going to get to the trucks 1st and it's like, well, not you. So we both take <laughs> off running as fast as we can. And there's a hedge of, of bushes. And I, they're working on the bikes right behind it. And we come running as fast as we can. It's like, <laughs> you're not going to beat me. And I'm like, oh, sheep, i got to stop. Well, as soon as I stopped, I, the grass was wet. Sliding. <laughs> whew, on my back. Stanton goes on his back. And we went through these hedges and ran into them. Luckily, we went in between the bushes things you know and slid down in the parking lot and it's we both look at each other and just start cracking up and everybody else like looking at us but <laughs> you guys are a bunch of idiots Yeah, what's wrong with you, you know so uh yeah so that's what i said me and stan had a lot of good times and stuff like that and that's they, uh, a full-on days of thunder move, right? oh yeah. it was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was just <laughs> going, going down the passageway <laughs> once a racer always a racer yeah. you know you're always gonna go for was it was that
1: where the you you showed us the uh, foot pegs off your
3: yeah so, well, yeah, so that's
0: what uh, i got here i'll, I'll I'm going to post this on our Instagram page if you're listening to this on a podcast. But he brought in some foot pegs. Tell us, tell the story behind these. Yeah, this is incredible. So
3: Al worked at Honda, the factory. So 89 was my first year. I'm going to Motocross Nations. So they get my bike already to put in the crate. And Al was the fabricator. He he was one of the original guys that built like the Honda factory bikes, the aluminum tanks. The, oh, you yeah. know, does all the welding there. He built me he built me a bitchin' and stand for my truck, so I could put my motorcycle and then my bicycle and all the stuff in oh, there. Wow. And he bolted in my Toyota truck and everything. So. So we go to Motocross Nation, we uncrate the bike, and we pull it out, and he built, took these foot pegs, and he painted them, American flag, and put stickers on them and everything, and he put them on the frame, on the bike, so when Shane uncrated it, he's like, what the heck? So we ended up running them in the race, and uh, so we, we won that year. I won the 125 class, We won the championship, and shipped the bike back, and Al took them off the bike. I, I didn't even... Really, I remember the foot pegs. There's probably something, because I know Roland Hines was there and and the magazine guys were there. So somebody probably has a picture of those. New and shiny. Yeah, yeah. From, from when, you know, the bikes were sitting there and they're all taking pictures. So um, I went to Tom White's function for his museum and uh, Al showed up there. I hadn't seen him in, what? 25 years or yes. something maybe longer and he goes Mike I heard you were coming so he, he goes I, I wanted to bring you something he pulled those out of his pocket and he goes I've had them in my garage and I want you to have them so you'll have them you know the rest of your life that's super and, cool uh, so yeah so I, I have them hanging in my garage so I thought I'd bring him here to the show and maybe some showing
1: and those hair. little touches on that kind of stuff just it just it's even a, more of an allure on the bike and, and yeah. the things these guys did to them.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it made me, like, more proud of the guys and mechanics that went the extra mile. Yeah, for the There was
1: always something about and the
2: Stars and the Stripes that just, when you showed up to motocross the nations, it was like, yep, that's the team to beat.
0: You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, well, this, these are all hand-built anyway, you can tell. Uh, you can Definitely see this? Not, no titanium was used in those No, they're heavy, but <laughs> this little piece on the back is to catch the Kickstarter. Yeah, so it that is, correct. Doesn't so it ding the teeth. Notch it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. We'll, we'll post a picture of those. That's a cool yeah. story.
3: Those are actually factory sharpened foot pegs too. With a. <laughs> with, uh, um, so that was what year? That was with a ni- hand file.
0: Eighty nine. Yeah, that was that that was eighty nine. Yeah. And that was in where? Germany. Yeah, Geldorf, Geldorf Germany.
2: Crazy. That was the last round of the championship in 2000 when I was there, and I remember it never stopped raining.
3: It's slippery and snot. I,
2: yeah, I had just wrapped up the title, and I crashed like twice in the first two laps. Yeah. And I remember I pulled in, and my dad was pissed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Whatever, I was dad, like, I already, already won the title. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the states where <laughs> I'm
2: over it.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: I could see that not going over well with Puffy. Uh, it was the only motor I never scored points. Did you ever destroy a rental car? What's your worst rental car story?
3: Um, my worst one is, see, it's always with Stanton. <laughs> I have talk with Jeff one of these days for a while. Um, so we were over at Mount Morris, Pennsylvania. I don't know if I'd done anything off-road. I don't think I did. But um, so we'd always go get um, yogurt after dinner. Okay. And so we were leaving. No, he, he goes up. He gets in line for the yogurt. He orders. He went around the corner and uh so I order and I come around the corner and he's getting ready to get his yogurt and I just went up and just rammed the back of his car like pretty pretty fast yeah to where it, it he went past the drive-thru window and the girl I remember her just going like look like somebody just yeah. lost control and hit his car yeah and uh I think man you know, I think Vivo was probably in the car there was a lot of us in there and uh, just slammed him. And then he has the nerve to put it in reverse <laughs> and come back and nail me. <laughs> and, and so then it was like, oh, God. So that girl was just, she just was. She didn't know what to oh, do. she No. Here, Mount Morris, Pennsylvania. You know, middle of nowhere, <laughs> right? The college town. So she thought we were all drunk probably. That was her first thought. And then uh, another time I almost killed everybody is I came through the parking lot and it might might have been that same day or something. And I gassed it. And I'm coming down. Well, I didn't know the parking lot had like a dip, a uh, couple oh. dips. And I go to put the brakes on. And, and I caught air. And it skidded. And the anti-lock. And we weren't stopping. And I came down. And I think I just made it to where the curb was of a parking stop area. Oh. Well, otherwise, I was going over the curb, in the grass, and down a ravine. But, yeah, I was. A, it was not a good, good yeah, sight.
0: we did that once. Racers yeah. in a rental car with full insurance is... Yeah,
3: I always got it's, full insurance. It's a grenade with yeah. the pin pulled. Yeah, That's and, sure. and my first year with Honda, I wasn't old enough to rent a car. Hmm. So a lot of times, uh, Rick or, or somebody I flew in with, they uh, I, would ride with, I them. would ride with them from yeah. the airport to the hotel. So
0: yeah, it was 24. Uh, I don't know if yeah, the age yeah. ever changed, but it was 24 to rent one, right? Yeah. So there was years I couldn't either. Yeah. Um, hey, we're going to take a quick break. Stand, stand by, stand down. Be back with more Mike Kudrowski. I want to introduce you guys to PowerDot, a wireless muscle stim unit that is controlled by an app on your phone. It's incredibly simple. This is something I've used for a little over a year now to help with arm pump and nagging injuries, and I've had amazing results with it. They recently worked with Adam C. Cirillo to help rehab his knee after surgery. He had an ACL replaced, and after talking to him, it's something he swears by. He's adamant that this is the one thing that got him back on the bike bike quicker and got him healthy. So if you have any muscle pain, any nagging injuries, or you want to recover the best way possible, head over to PowerDot.com forward slash whiskey throttle for a chance to win a free unit. Or get 20% off your next purchase. That's PowerDot.com forward slash whiskey throttle for 20% off and a chance to win. You can thank me later.
5: see the sunrise i wake up in the morning feeling so nice i burn a couple bowls of the all right i look out to the world and it's all mine yeah it's
0: all mine i see palm trees and joints Kids not smoke palm trees like ointment my wee breath is fresh because i keep my appointments now i can finally see like i smoke some dmt what you think we should sound like what you think we do at like we the best of this shit. We made a mess of this shit. We wrecked the rest of our the Wester with the recklessness. If you's a bitch, you might get snatched up like some necklaces This where the rest of us live. You 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 say? You say we feel like a West Coast? I say we sound like a bastard. You say we
4: feel like
0: a West Coast? Oh yeah. yeah. All right, welcome back. That was our Troy Lee Designs timeout. Uh, If you are have not seen the 2021 stuff, it's all out for them. Uh, I want to also remind you to go check out the paint department. You know, this is something that made Troy Lee Designs is the paint design. Uh, Every pro probably painted a bunch of your helmets. I'm sure the donation helmets. I can
3: remember coming down to when he was on the airport. Yeah, and uh, he went down the the runway and pulled into the hangar. And Troy's desk was up on top of a bunch of stairs, <laughs> and he was up there painting away. I think it's him and a couple other guys. Yeah, uh, it was the best helmet I ever had in my life in racing. When I looked at, it, I'm like, oh yeah,
0: yeah. The stuff he did was just, um, man, it, it made you want to be a pro just to get that helmet. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's the way I felt about it. Anyway, absolutely. Um, it's obviously grown into a, a much bigger thing since then, but their paint department is still cranking. Uh, it's actually, if you come into the studio here, there's a window which you can watch the guys sit in there and pinstripe and do the hand lettering and everything else, it's very cool. Uh, so if you wanna just do name and number, you can do that. You could have them custom paint a whole helmet. Uh, you can tell them, kind of give them a theme or just say, go crazy. But uh, check out Troy Designs, their new paint department or paint department that's been there forever uh, and ties in. You can tie anything into your 2021 stuff. So check it out. Uh, also, as as per usual, I know you're a coffee drinker, so fire department coffee. got a little mug and a oh, wow a box cool. bag of coffee for you. So extra strength. Thank you. Yeah, these guys have uh, some pretty amazing stuff. Like I said, it's all run by firemen, and they um, they have coffee of the month club. They have you know different liqueur infused coffees. They have um, all kinds of ground. You know, Done you get a grinds, roasts, flavors. Yeah, it's oh, pretty pretty nice. sweet spot. So nice. We're stoked to have them involved. In I thought
3: it was Fireman's Brew or something. You know, <laughs> well, that's twice the caffeine yeah. out there. That's extra strength. Yeah, that's so
2: extra strength. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't need too many scoops for that. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. So getting back into your story here, uh, you were, you retired in '96, and I, I felt like, <clears throat> it, you know, you didn't. It's not like you had years where you started tapering off. You were. You were kind of at your peak, you know, you were yeah. killing it and you just said, ah, yeah." what happened there?
3: Um, You know, now probably looking back, I wish I probably would have hung in there a little bit more. Um, let's see, probably the end of the year, um, Brian Lennis was working for me that year and uh, I think he was kind of like planting the seed like, hey, you know, you've made a good living, it's been good to you time to step away, and I think I kind of started thinking that, and and, uh, I was like, yeah, maybe it is, you know. What do you think made him say that, though? I I think it was maybe for his own agenda. Um, Huffman was coming on the team that Mm -hmm. year, so he was saying, well, I can get over to Damon Huffman, be his mechanic. Damon lived right by me. He Uh, he was just, you know, uh, stones throw away up in Acton, so uh, I think that was kind of a a little bit of a transition thing. Didn't Ricky say the same thing, dude? It's
0: really funny be- that
1: you I, say I that. Don't,
3: I don't blame him for it. Uh, my life ended up great, so <laughs> yeah. But RJ,
0: RJ said the same thing that that uh, basically Bob called RJ and said, "Hey, you know, you should hire Lunnis. He's the he's the guy." Yeah. And he, Bob didn't like Rick. Like they didn't like each other. So yeah. Rick's going, "Why? Why is he calling me? And why, why would he say that?" But you know, at the same time, he goes, yeah. "Well." Maybe he's right. I should listen to him. Yeah. He's the guru. He'll. And then when Rick's yeah. wrist got jacked up. Yeah. Alana said, hey, would you mind giving uh, Bradshaw a call and, and you yeah. know, telling him I, I work for him if, you know, yeah. if you're not going to race because your wrist. Yeah. And so Rick's like, you know, he did it. Yeah.
3: Hey, you yeah. know, I mean? so Brian's got a. Yeah. So a, I, I don't. Kind of a history I, of taking care I may care have of, said something to Damon Huffman. Is that right? They I probably wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah! Wow! So, yeah, interesting. That's good. So, were you I, were I meant, you
0: were you just kind of burnt like, um,
3: kind I, of losing I, the fire for it, or, or? I, I, pr- uh, probably a little bit? Um, I you know traveling a lot. You know we were busy all year round because yeah. you know we'd go through the Supercross, the Nationals. We'd go to Europe, Europe do some yeah. European races. You couldn't. I mean, we were getting some good money back then. You no. know, cash. And they were just starting to catch on to that at that time. Like, oh, we got to pay you in a check now. Yeah. They're like, well, then I'm not coming over there. Yeah. You know, what's the point of it? Um, and then you do a couple races in Japan because we're getting the new bike. So we'll go over there and do a couple races. I don't know, Tokyo Supercross, all that kind of started to fade out a little bit. But we'd go there and test. So, um, yeah, there wasn't much time. I think every year I took like two weeks off mm. at the end of the year. And two weeks I did nothing. You know, maybe that's when I thought I should get a boat or something. Yeah. <laughs> bad time. Of, bad thinking. And then I'd get back into training and get ready for Supercross again. And we'd start. Autumn will get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I had met my wife uh, probably the year before or so. Okay. And uh, so, you know, it was like, well, things are good. And so I retired. That yeah. was it. So... And then what did you do when you retired? You, you stayed yeah. on as kind of an
0: advisor or something? Yeah, or? so
3: the next year I, I worked with Kawasaki as like an advisor for the team. And I was doing miscellaneous stuff. I'd go down the, the shop like once a week. I think I got all the t-shirts, all our team's gear together, ordered all that stuff. You know, miscellaneous stuff yeah. and everything. And um, so I went through that year. And then um, the following year I, I got an offer with uh, Honda Troy. And so, um, I rode for them that year and it started off a little rocky and okay. And then I ended up, uh, fracturing my hip. I ended up breaking my uh, wrist. There was just a a problem. So that was it after that. And then, uh, for probably three years or something, I was electrician. I worked for a small, uh, um, electrical company. And, uh, so I, did electrical for, like, three years. Did you have any background in electrical before uh, that? A, a little bit. My dad was always in construction. So when I grew up, I was always around it. You know, on the weekends, I'd go clean up his jobs, stuff like that. So I was always around it. My dad was always in the garage doing stuff. he always talked about his job stuff. So, I mean, I'm very mechanically inclined, I'd say, you know, for around-the-house stuff. So um, I like being an electrician. It was cool. It was good. <laughs> and why did you get out of that? Because there's good money. I, ca- I came on. home and... <laughs> I was I was actually down, like, in Beverly Hills running uh, two houses, and I had, like, three guys working for me. I come up from work, and she goes, uh, hey, Suzuki called Mike Webb, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> hey, I know that guy, and so uh, the next day, I go to work, and I called Mike. I'm like, hey, how you doing? He goes, good. He goes, hey, uh, would you want to race the GNCCs? I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, he goes, well, off-road, and, you know, it's like 10 or 12 races a year. Would you be interested in it? And I'm like, um, well, maybe, you know, kind of get... Would be cool. And he goes, We got a new DRZ, four stroke, we want to bring it into off-road first, blah, blah, blah. And and so I i went and told my boss, he goes and I goes just for a year. And he goes, Dog, dude, go do it. I go, okay. So I literally started running every day. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. We're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> da, 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 yeah. da, you know. So uh Start getting back in shape and start going. And, and you uh,
0: you'd never done a GNCC prior never, to that. Never,
3: okay. never. So I go. I went to Indiana. It was the last race. I, I have
0: to ask.
2: Did, when you told your dad, was he like,
3: "Yeah, we're going off roading"? Yeah, he he was stoked. Like he was like, "Okay, cool." You know, but my my dad was desert. You know, desert yeah. off road. Now I'm going back in the trees and sure. you know, all that stuff. So and uh,
1: how old are you at this time?
3: What was I probably third twenty eight? 28? Yeah, you retired uh, pretty young. 29, yeah, so that's yeah. fairly young. Yeah, I, I kind of wish I would have maybe went not as long as LaRocco, but maybe somewhere right sure. in there. You yeah. know, maybe a couple of years before LaRocco. He he went on for a long time, you know. Um, so, got into off-road, and that was by far the most fun I've ever had racing. In Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. My, okay. My teammates, Rodney Smith, Steve Hatch. Good guys, um, yeah. My, my wife, their wives, I mean, we, we got together and it was like, we we're best buds. Uh, were, were I you, think a
2: lot of that is when you in those series that is like, like Supercross and, and motocross is under the microscope. Yeah. When you go out there, it's more of a camaraderie. Everyone's kind of looking out for each other. It just seems like the vibe is more like inclusive
3: yeah. for everyone. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I've got to say, Rodney and Steve didn't tell me everything. <laughs> Because they wanted to beat. Me. I was going to say they don't want it, the motocross guy coming exactly. and beating them. So you know you come into off road and it's like oh he has the name but can he hang? Yeah. yeah. So, so secrets. Now you're going to hear some stories. <laughs> were, were you making enough to like, like survive
1: those years off of off road?
3: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Suzuki, at that point, were putting a bit of money into it. We were the top team in off-road, by far. Uh, We were the only team that flew back and forth to the races. Mm. Only three of us. Everybody else traveled because they're all back east. Right. You know, Indiana, Ohio, 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 North Carolina, (laughs) North Carolina, you know. uh, Randy Hawkins owns everything, you know, in that area. All the people, fans, everything. Pretty
0: much. How was that bike? Because when it, when I first saw you guys were taking that race, and I thought, ooh, that thing's heavy. Yeah, it was real fast. I wonder how it'll do.
3: Yeah, it was it was a lot of work in progress uh, from the first race. Um, you know, uh, very frustrating on my part is the suspension wasn't good. Mm. The bike was way too wide. I had gotten to Especially races got where I thought sections. I did like muddy races. You got to do off road. Well, I'm sure you've done an off road race. I now. did one GNCC yeah.
0: in Palatka, Florida. I don't know if you did that. Yeah,
3: one. Florida. That's not bad. But go back east where, <laughs> where the mud's like this deep, and you come down a downhill, and it's like hundred feet each way, and there's rut, and there's <laughs> oh, yeah. water. Yeah. And there's people stuck. You're coming down the hill, going, oh, I don't know where to go. Yeah. Well, as you learn an off road, wherever somebody's standing, it's probably dry. Right. So go for them. Aim yeah. for the people. Aim yeah. for the people. They'll move if they want to. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we started, you know, doing that. And the bike, it, it, the two strokes made a small line. My cases were this wide. I was getting hung up. Oh. There was races I'd go into a rut and just ooh, almost over the bars. And it, zing, zing. Yeah,
2: wheel's just spinning, huh?
3: Yeah. What, what am I going to do? I'm trying to lean it sideways. The bike now has muddle. It was... It was a lot of work. And then it would just overheat and stop, yeah. blow up, grenade the motor. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So
4: it, it, wasn't, <laughs>
3: amazing. it wasn't fun for like three or four races. And so then uh, Yoshimura came into it. And they they had, uh, actually his name was Kenny, and they had him come over from uh, Japan. And he worked for Yoshimura and... Uh, So he started working on the bike. Okay. And so he started building the motors, and then he was working on this and frames and da-da-da-da. And the bike started getting better. Um, I started getting some better suspension. Uh Showa was kind of stepping in, uh, we were making it a bike, and they wanted to go race it. I did race the two-stroke for a little while, so then I was kind of getting, you know, I could finish a race and get some experience <laughs> and get up there, see well, what it's really like.
2: That was another thing that just, just dawned on me. You hadn't really ridden four-strokes, right? No.
3: No, this, so this is, is my kind first four-stroke. Yeah, I, I had to learn how to start it. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, the
2: technique and all that. What
3: is the motor doing? What are valves? When's the air going in? When's the gas going? You know, all this stuff. Um, When you turn the throttle, if you pull one apart, you throw. I could, I could shoot across this room, you know. Yeah. So all that stuff, um, because trust me, I kicked it like (laughs) fifty times in the woods, and it wasn't going to start the way I was doing it. So uh, I learned a lot, and uh, so we started developing the bike, and. I won then we, we kind of started transitioning that bike out to the West Coast, so we started doing the works races, mm-hmm. and then I was riding the the two stroke on the uh, East Coast okay. over there, and uh, so that bike became really good on the West Coast, so we started battling Ty Davis for the championship out here, so I won it two years with that bike, okay. and uh, the bike really came around it was fast it was you know it was a good turned out to be pretty good. So um, what, what did
0: you prefer, GNCC or works racing, in terms of just the yeah race courses and the way... I,
3: I think the works races suited me better. Um, back east, I mean, I've i I've, I've seen mud that I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the guys that race these GNCCs, it's a specialized thing. Sure, yeah. I mean, from an amateur level, it, it's like taking me and putting me out on a speedway track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Everybody's good in the off-road and stuff, and... Um, but I had a lot of fun. Uh, I, I learned how to get over logs. I remember we were testing, and we were in Tennessee, and there was this little downhill, and there was a tree, a you know, a tree going across. And I'm in front of, or behind Steve and Rodney, and they come up to him and just go, bop, over the log. And I mean, the thing was, you know, it was that big. It was two and a half feet high, and I frickin' put the brakes on, going, no way. I can't get over that. So they turn around, and they're all laughing, you know, here's the moto guy. Yeah. Here we go. So uh, so they put some wood up on the face a little bit, and they go, hey, you know, just wheelie up to it and just pull the clutch in. And I'm like, well, okay, probably do that. Now, I, at the time, I was on the 4 stroke, the DRZ. So I go, okay, so I can wheelie. And so I come up to it, <laughs> and I wheelie. Well, then it was like I wheelie and I forgot to pull the clutch in, so I just gassed it. And, and I went, got the button. and I endowed, and the trail is going this way. And I'm going through the trees down where all the leaves are and stuff and branches. And I'm just like feet off, handlebars laying on the front. I never hit a tree, and I got down to the bottom. And those guys are up there just going, Whoa. Like, you saved it. And then, and then they start busting up laughing. Oh, I'm sure. And I, I finally kind of go, oh, I cannot believe I did. I almost died. And uh, they finally worked with me a little bit, you know, and stuff. And I, I got better at it and yeah. stuff. But, uh, like I said, I had a lot, of front, a lot of fun with them. They slowly gave me some techniques as we started racing and stuff. Yeah. And uh, how were you doing back there in those? Uh, it, it was, you have to be tough.
0: You have to be real tough. Three yeah. hours is an eternity. And, and, I don't think people realize it.
3: Yeah. I mean, I've had blisters in motocross. Um, and, you know, my butt may have been sore a little bit in motocross, like after Southwick Sand or something. Nothing but like But nothing like mm-hmm. off-road. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came in, my hands had blisters everywhere, I felt like I was riding and I was just holding on with the bones of my hands. Ah, right? Yeah. And they were just burning. My feet, my boots were full of sweat. Mm-hmm. The hot. Back east, hot, humid. S- humid.
2: In, the, I, in those woods where the air is just like stale.
3: Uh, yeah. And then I've, I've done some mud races where it rained from the time I flew in on Friday to the time I left on Monday in Ohio. And, and back there, the raindrops were like quarter <laughs> to civil dollar. <laughs> yeah. it's, you run from the car to the hotel and you're soaked. Yeah. And uh, get dressed, go up the start line umbrella and go race.
2: And no vision. Uh, yeah, goggles are gone.
3: The weight of the helmet is so heavy. I'm trying to scrape it off. And, I mean, I got mud in every orifice of my body. And I'm going down a trail, and the water's going faster than me down the trail. <laughs> and I've got both feet out, and I have the front brake on because I can't put the rear brake on because I'm trying to balance. Oh, I mean, just stuff you've never seen before. Yeah. So, Rodney, Rodney made the transition from motocross to he, off-road. He did because he came from Europe. You know, and he, he was racing, like, the Golden States and stuff. And then he went to Europe. He went to Brazil. And, he, by the way, he speaks very good Portuguese. Hmm. And uh, so then he came over, and then he started rolling on the GNCs. I think he won, what, six or seven championships um, at the time. And so Rodney was a top, top guy mm-hmm. there. And um, it's, it's different in the yeah. woods when you're going fast. Because I, I hit a tree once. And I won't hit one again. Yeah. And it, it slammed me to the ground. I didn't know where I was. Uh-oh. I got up. They, The course marshal came, and he goes, uh, yeah, you okay? I said, I don't know. Where am I? It, yeah, I was like, <laughs> what am I doing down here? They go, do you know where I am? I have no idea. And and they, they made me follow them. I followed them up to the truck. I wasn't hurt, but I was just bruised up because I basically hugged it. Oh, you went straight into Oh, it. yeah. I hit oh. this one, hit this tree, and then I sl- body slammed this one. Oh, man. And uh, I was beat up. And after about an hour and a half, I finally started. It was in Kentucky. And finally started coming around. But, uh, yeah.
0: it's That's kind of scary, too, when you hit your head and you you know yeah you kind of lose your senses for a while and yeah yeah so um y- you know that you don't know yeah
3: and that's <laughs> disturbing the worst, exactly yeah. exactly and then just the technique you're in the woods when do i start drinking water you know how long is the race it it fluctuates just like a just like a supercross you know you get settled the first 5 laps maybe a couple laps go fast you get settled now, where's everybody at? I need to get in position. And then, like, the last five minutes, five laps, whatever, now you got to hit it. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. And same thing in off-road. Have you been reserving enough? Yeah. You know, me at the time, I was just trying to hang on halfway through the moto with the fast guys, but then I didn't know there was another level at yeah. the last lap or yeah. two laps, hour to well, go. Well, that they could pull that out at that late stage. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was in bad shape by then, <laughs> you know? I you was, were in survival mode. Yeah, yeah. The so. one I
0: did, I got stuck in a rut, uh, and it put me a lap down. I mean, I, same as you. I, I came through one lap. It was a flat field. Next time, it was this nice rut. And when I came around the third lap, I this went down to the handlebars. Yeah. The, my handlebars were stuck on either side of it. I'm like, Yeah, what do I do? I yeah, was 20 like, minutes. I've never
2: been close to this position.
0: No, I'm 20 yeah. minutes trying to dig it out of there. Yeah. And um, anyway, the last lap, they passed me, lapped me, and uh-huh. I... Uh, were you were you happy at this point <laughs> cuz you knew oh, it was you just one wanted to be done but like it was it was Rhino wasn't Rhino was racing so maybe you were even there shoot
3: it was in '04, 4 it was me yeah okay. cuz I did it from 2000 to like 2007 was my last year okay so right now I was blown away at how fast yeah. the pace was yeah. at the front
0: and the last lap you know yeah. and like you said maybe it it was fast and then settle then fast again yeah but you guys were hauling ass at the yeah. two hour and forty five minute mark,
3: and I'm like, "Yeah, what the hell?" Yeah, it's 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 pretty gnarly in the woods. You know how fast they're going. Yeah, when, you know the fast guys. But that's why you'll never find a,
2: a GNCC or works rider that's overweight. No.
3: Yeah, yeah. They're all it's wiry. I'm possible. like, I
2: totally get it. Oh, because everything they do is long. Is it's, long. It's basically, that like being a marathon endurance.
3: Rider. It's all endurance. Long time. Um, um, when you know when I first started riding off road. Um, Mike Webb and Tom Webb took me up riding. There's a famous hills in Southern California, Bean Canyon. Yeah. And so we, we went up there and we're riding these hills. And I've, I've heard about it. Hannah used to ride up there. I think I even rode down the lower part, some of the tracks. So we get up this hill and then we go down this long sand hill. And we get down to the bottom, and Mike goes, Yeah, so we're going to go back up that. I go, There's no way we can make it up that. And he goes, Watch. He starts his toothpaste, I mean, for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. He, he goes, and I'm just like, Oh my God. And so I go, I get about three quarters away, I'm Rah! stuck. I'm like, how did he do that? It's just a technique. The slide? Yeah, the slide. It was the slide, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just, you know how to work the edges and this and keep your momentum. And I was just like, straight up the middle, you know? And uh, so I, I learned a lot there two about off-road. It's a good place
2: to, to, it, to ride, though. Oh, yeah. There's I mean, a lot of variety out there.
3: Yeah, we do, like, we rode for, like, three hours, and then we come in, I'm like, okay, so, you know, I'm ready to take off my gear and stuff. I'm like, no, dude, we're filling up the other, the tank again. <laughs> you got a two and a half gallon tank, we're gonna go on another one. I, I was there till, like, five o'clock in the evening, riding. I'd never ridden that long day, in my yeah. life. You know. Did you enjoy that, or were you like, eh, I'm kind of... Oh, no, I alive. did, yeah. because it was like, wow. But I, I dug the off-road, too, because yeah. I swear the whole time you're kind of laughing, especially yeah. when you're riding with your buddies. Yeah, and, and then, you know, as we start racing, you're at a, at a pretty big pace, you're still laughing.
1: Yeah. Hey, did and, Tom try to fill up uh, your fanny it, pack with every tool like he does to everybody yeah. else?
3: Well, he, he does say, you know, you got to think about if you're out there, you might spend the night. You know, so bring what you need. So we we I always had my little fanny pack with stuff in it and everything. You know, so yeah, it, I didn't heart.
2: even like the thought of that. Someone saying that
3: the you heart could be stuck out overnight. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'm out. laughs>
0: bring the yeah. satellite phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hardest yeah. part about the GNCC thing is you can't practice that out here. Nah, that was, was I don't care where you have you go. to go back east. Basically. Yeah, you have yeah. to go back there. So. And,
3: and we did do a lot of testing back there, um, which, you know, thanks to Webb and making that all happen, um, we'd also go up to Auburn. Uh, Northern California okay. by Past Sacramento yep. Going towards Tahoe And we'd ride up there In the, in the woods Some of the wooded areas Yeah But so it's th- still
4: different
2: though It
3: is It is They're not as close You know We got big round trees there They have smaller ones And they catch you off guard Yeah You know You could be going second Down a trail And then there's a little switchback And that, that catches yeah. you so. Those palmetto Roots. Oh yeah, in Florida. Oh. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah, <laughs> I have nightmares. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say take your front like end sailing. out instantly. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they run at a forty-five across yeah. the trail, and you're just like,
3: oof, it's yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah. You go sailing, but uh, I had I had a lot of fun with Rodney and Steve, and that and was all a good that. memory. Yeah, for you, yeah, and then uh, you know we ended up. I went and did a qualifier in New York. It rained the whole weekend. Every no, night.
2: not New York.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, right around Unadilla. That's where we were. And then uh, went to six days and did six days in Brazil. So. I saw that.
0: So yeah. tell me about that experience. Because um, that's another one. You medal. have to You get selected. Yeah. So nominated, I, yeah, yeah, so you I got
3: selected um, at the time we were doing the GNCs and then the works races. I think I was leading or won the championship in the works races and everything. So we went over there. So I was on the trophy team. Um, You know, it's basically pack all your stuff that you're going to use and go. And uh, I was over there, what, two weeks before, maybe a week after. And then you got a a whole week of racing. and uh, a month. So, yeah, it was all sand around there. There There's some hard pack, everything. Where was it that year? It was in Brazil. Oh, in Brazil. Yeah. And we had a place right on the beach, which was kind of nice and everything. So it was really, really cool. And uh, the race went good. Do you get I, good at changing mooses? Well, beforehand, when I'd go to the GNCs or wherever, I would practice with them. So I had all the tools there, the stand, it was bolted down to plywood. And uh, so I would sit there and bust out maybe five times. I'd change tire on Saturday before the races. Mm. So I got pretty good at it, yeah, to where, you know, came in. But you're always thinking, like, you know, don't fall and break something. You got a long day. Those guys are fast back there, the Europeans and stuff yeah. too. Um, you know, it was a little bit different racing because you had a, a time spot. So you're kind of, you have your your schedule and there's arrows. And so you'd go on the street and then you take a trail and you have like 10 minutes or 30 minutes to get to this checkpoint. Mm -hmm. And then from that checkpoint, the next one is a timed section. So it could be like four minutes. So it could be a motocross track, it would be single track, whatever, until you come to the other end. So you go as fast as you can there. Okay. And so you have maybe five or six of those during the day. And then at other times during the day, I'd come in and and I'd have to do a pit stop. So our, our team would be there and they'd put gas in. And so say I had... 30 minutes to get from one checkpoint to the other, and during there I had to take a pit. I would go faster and then get into my pit, and I'd have probably eight minutes. It, I could change a clutch. I could get gas, get something to eat, and get back on the bike, and the haul butt to the next check, and then I'd make it in time mm. for my minute to start. So it's, you're always playing oh, wow. with a minute. It's a time. So, and then, there's there's penalties for getting there too soon, too, right? Yes. I know yeah, so that's r- so weird to yeah, me. Yeah, if you come around the corner and they see you, you cannot put your feet down. But if you sit there and really balance, you can let other people go. And oh, but once really? you put your foot down, you're done. You're, you're get docked that time. So, it's a funky little
0: deal. So, guys will just sit there and track stand for like
5: yeah, minutes.
3: Yeah. 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 And then, uh, Usually, though, you're, you're in the morning, you take off on a group of three, so you see those guys all through the day, so you know when you're okay. Yeah, timing mm. And, you know, it's a guy from Europe, or maybe he doesn't speak, he could be from Finland, wherever, you know, so you kind of, like, go, hey, I, I got to stop, I got to change a clutch, and he'll be, oh, okay, and then we kind of all ride together, and then their pit will be, because there's a pit area. Right. So you pull in, and he's going, okay, I'm, I know Mike's going to change clutch, okay, and then we'll all take off together, like, hey, come on. Huh. Type of thing. So even so. though you're different teams, you all are riding together. You're, you're still individual on your time. Yeah. Spaces. Huh. So uh, so then in the evening you come in, you got to change your tire. So you don't have to change tires, but you better. Yeah, you want yeah. to. So like I loosen up the front lugs, uh, take the nut off the everything. So I just roll in the the rim lock will be loose, everything both sides. Come in, throw it on the stand. Keep my helmet on and just start slamming changing the moose and they'd have a moose already lubed up, everything. Yeah. They could hand me tools, everything, but I gotta do it all myself. Throw it back on, get the wheels back on, and I only got ten minutes and then I have to push it. I can't ride it and then put it into uh like storage for the night. And then in the morning rush
2: to put it away.
3: Yeah, and you have to make your minute. If you if you don't, you get docked another minute, another minute Mm. the more you're late, so you lose time as it goes on. That seems like the most stressful part of the whole thing to me. Completely (laughs) stressful. That was the whole thing right there. Yeah. So, Like, the riding was easy. (laughs) Yeah. So, the last day, I, uh, I... I could not get my moose on. It was either the front wheel or the back wheel. I couldn't get it on. I could not get the bead on or else I was going to break the bead. And the last day was like a motocross. Oh. And so, you know, you got these big tools. You can always break that bead real easy. Well, as you start riding, the bead's going to come off then. So you got to be careful. Yeah. And I couldn't get the moose to get off the bead on the bottom. And I was getting ready to break it. So I said, screw it. I just put the wheel on so I could roll it. And get it in the park for me. So I knew in the morning, hey, i got to pull that wheel back off. Get it back on. I'll have five minutes in the morning to get ready. So I pulled it off. And I'm trying to get it, trying to get it. And they're like, hey, Mike, you got three minutes. Oh, no. Mike, you got two more minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> and everybody's like freaking out. Everybody just froze around me, it seemed like. And this European guy comes over. He goes, here, take this. Put it over here. Pull this. Do this. And he's like walk, walking me through it. And I'm like, just get it. I get the axle on, I pull it off the stand, and you can't start the bike. I jump on it, and I'm like, "Uh," and I hit the kill switch, and man, all those officials just turn around like, where did that come from? Oh, you accidentally just hit the button or something? No, I started the bike. I kickstarted. I was so excited to get to the start line, Oh, and I I just jumped on. I'm like, I got to go, because it was a good walk. Yeah. And I stopped it and I just start, I jumped off real quick. I start pushing it. And they're looking around who started their bike. Nobody said no nothing. Said anything? Uh. And I get up on the line. I took off on my minute and I rode up the line. I told the guys, I go, I got to ch- I got to tighten my axle and everything. And my rim locks are like, okay. So we rode about a mile and then we pulled over on the highway and I went out there with my tool bag. Then tightened everything up, tightened my axle. Okay, let's go. And then we went and finished the day. So, yeah, Uh, very stressful. Super stressful. So weird. It's like
0: you become a mechanic there forever. Yeah, yeah. I have never changed
2: a tube or a tire. I've changed a wheel. Sad to say it But yeah. I've never changed
0: Sorry it. bastard I've well, done
1: it on a bicycle <laughs> That's a lot easier I,
3: I never had to Until, until uh, Exactly this, you I know? never really had to Yeah
1: G.L. I think you should have Kept it to yourself <laughs> Well now Some now... things are best Left <laughs> unsaid No because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm
2: I'm stressing out Thinking about him Stressing not getting The wheel done Because I would have been Yeah well
1: I'm out of this one Hey so, I go yeah. I go do a lot of stuff With Jay Clark all the time And I watch him Change the tire oh, And he literally yeah. does it In like a minute yeah, oh, guys that are good. Like, like, he I does do it. it so fast, and it looks like he's, it, it just looks like he's not even working on it. Well, oh, that's, yeah. that's why I take
2: mine to the shop. Yeah. Why take away those yeah. guys' thunder? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are so good at it. It would be shameful for me to oh, do yeah. that.
3: Well, like when you go to the Supercross, you see the Dunlap crew, they're changing oh, yeah, tires. Just, oh They're yeah. not sweating. When I do it at home, I'm sweating. They're man. talking, and they're just yeah, doing this, and no I'm problem. like... That was cool. I, your yeah. forearms, like you're I, pulling your forearms, you're
0: all getting all stressed out. I'm about. bleeding at least in one place yeah. when I'm done, every yeah, time. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
3: Trying to get the tube in, to get it out. Yeah. One and thing your, or another. Your, your kids pick up
2: uh, vocabulary from the garage.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Daddy,
0: what son of a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> Don't tell your mother. So you, But you won a gold medal in that, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. So oh, I was in that. For the your individual? Yeah, so I was in that top percent. You know, there's a, what is it, 10% gold, yeah. 20% silver, bronze, type thing. So, I was up in the top percent to get it. So, yeah, that's kind of That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I, I wish I would have been the trophy team winner, yeah. you know, or whatever, but we weren't. How did you guys do as a team then? Uh, not very well. I think we, I don't know if we were fourth or sixth overall. So so who was who was part of the team with you? Uh, it was me, Rodney. I think Kurt Caselli was there. Um,
0: that's cool. You got the...
3: Yeah, and there was a couple other guys from back east. Mm. Uh, Jason Rains, I think. Uh, there's mm-hmm. six of us. But
0: so you guys don't ride. It seemed like it would make sense for you guys to ride together. Yeah, but they no, split they, you up, they, huh?
3: they split you up. So you start on whatever row. Right. So you'll have your, your row. And then huh. every day it changes. Mm. So depending how you did in your, they'll always make you run with the same guys how you're doing in your special test. Mm. So say I had a really good day and now I bumped up to a whole another level of guys. So in the morning I don't really know until I roll up on the line and I see the guys next to me. Wow. So and then you know the first couple of days it's like all new guys every day. Sure. So and then it may be at the last couple of days because now you're kind of locked into the same guys or your speed, like you, qualifying yeah. speed basically. Then you ride with them the last couple of days. Mm. So, um, what about those works championships? So those <clears throat> mean a lot to you. Yeah, they mean a lot. Um, you know, it was a lot of good races we did. Um, they they paid really good at the time for for wins for the work series. They're really promoting that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a pretty good turnout. Me and Ty Davis. Well, so that's
2: when uh, bike sales were doing pretty well, so yeah. the, the manufacturers had the budget.
3: Yeah, and we're putting, in, putting money into it, that series, and making it big. It's still going at this time, and I think yeah. it's doing fairly well. Yep. Um, seems like they're getting good turnouts for West Coast and everything. Well, Donnie's um, doing it in the side-by-side. He's oh, done a okay. couple of those rounds, yeah? Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, so. just destroying
0: so. shit. Well,
1: I, stuff. But I but I've been in the last few years. been riding on bikes too. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. I love the works races. I, yeah, I haven't I been saw some of the footage from
2: the the Vegas one. And I was like, dude, that actually looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. that, that anyway, one was in fun. and out of the, Was it the Orleans or? Yeah, it was yeah. Uh,
1: the Orleans. That was fun. Oh,
2: sh- he used to call it the New Orleans, but yeah. I realized Is that- Sean still running it? Yeah.
3: Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay, him yeah. and his wife. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: They're, they're based out of Havasu. Yeah, how old are the kids now?
1: Uh, they're, they're getting older. Yeah. They're getting up there for Did sure. Did they flee California as well? Everybody's fleeing California. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, best race bike you had then? KX500? Yeah. We kind of touched on that. What about yeah. the worst? Worst race bike you had in your pro career?
3: Uh, she's
0: maybe that Suzuki early on. <laughs> uh
3: the DRZ. I mean, it was a production bike. I mean, yeah, I I don't know. Most guys but, try
2: not to think about
3: the worst bike. I too know. Much. I mean, what what's bad? Bad. Yeah. You know, I don't know what is bad. I mean, I still dealt with it, and if yeah. it was bad, we made it better. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. that was one thing I can credit with most of my teams was when it was bad, we made it better. Gotcha. It wasn't just. Well, that's what you're going to ride. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, What about teammates? It sounds like you and Stanton got along pretty well.
3: Yeah. Uh, me and Stanton, um, I think pretty much everybody I raced with, you know, as far as teammates, was pretty good. Yeah. Um, except, you know, me and LaRocco had our things, but it was two guys racing for the same thing. Yeah. Um, it I didn't think, seem like you made a lot of enemies. Yeah. I, I, off-road, you know, all through there, Rodney and Steve, um, I think... You know, when uh, when Hughes came on the team and I was doing the works races, that was, there was a little friction there, um, a little bit at that time. Um, Must oh,
2: have been all you, because Rhino's really easy
0: to get along yeah, with. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably all me. Usually it is. Heard you were a bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but... What was but, that tension? Know. Just you two just
3: didn't really jive or... Yeah, I think just... Completely different personalities. Yeah. Do you
1: like? Do you lock your hips? Did I like I,
3: your, did you?
1: Lock your, lock
3: your hips. Lock my hips? Yeah. Is it lock or unlock? He likes I to unlock. Yeah. Like, unlock them. I don't know. I don't
1: know if they're locked or unlocked. Is that a
3: writing technique or something? Yeah, yeah he talks about uh, unlocking your hips. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. was probably doing it wrong. That's probably. why he didn't like me. Yeah. So.
0: Well, that was Peak Rhino, too, before he yeah. became. Well, I, w- I, w- I told
2: Mike even. Before the show, I said when when Rhino came on the show, I was curious. You know, is, is he going to be like you know rah 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 rah? But he was very like
0: humble. It seemed yeah, like. he's a lot different now. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's mellowed way out. Uh-huh. It's
3: nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you ever yeah. clear the air with Larocco?
1: Do you guys ever talk after? Uh, yeah,
3: I've seen him over the last few years. Did you ever laugh about it? Or oh, just... I don't know if we laughed. I just say, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good. You yeah. know. I, I, think, I think he's probably gotten a little bit of razzy, and I get a little bit of razzy, and so, um, you know, When he was at Geico Honda... Uh Shane, my old mechanic, was working there. That's right. Uh, you know, uh Dan Bentley that was with Stan forever, he knew the whole thing. He was he's that Geico. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure there was know. some jokes oh, here yeah. and there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we're old enough now we're way past that. Yeah. You know, we kinda laugh but at that. But we've
2: always said go look at anyone's career. At some point people get a little heated, a little upset. I think it's totally understandable. And yeah. we've all gone and reacted just at the heat of the moment. And you look back,
1: I've laughed at some of the stuff I did. Going, yeah. Yeah, you know. that was. I've laughed at some of the stuff you've done, too.
0: <laughs> I bet you have. Well, it was an interesting rivalry with you, too, because you were both just like workhorses. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you were... Similar in some ways. Yeah. When you're
2: on the bike, it seemed yeah. like. Yeah. Even just your attacking styles a little bit at times looked
0: yeah. a little bit alike. Yeah, and you were both tough, you know, like
3: yeah I think it was neither most one of you, yeah neither yeah. one of you was
0: going to really give yeah. give up space to the other guy, yeah so it was a it was interesting yeah. to watch. I don't think it's anything to be like get teased about it. it was amazing
3: oh yeah i yeah. I think it made for great racing well, I'll yeah. tell you what as
2: a fan it was yeah, awesome, yeah.
3: yeah, I think it was great that way. I think it'd be great as a team manager to have those two. if I could have a team with two guys like that that want to yeah. win bad, yeah. I, make my job easy. Yeah, when third's a minute back. Yeah.
0: You're like, well, they can crash, and they'll yeah. still be all right. <laughs> yeah. It's probably yeah. another record in history, though,
1: when you uh, have two guys on the same team that you show, like, tussling outside of the truck, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really remember seeing know. that someplace else. I don't really know.
2: Ryan and I, I had right. some
0: yeah words and getting each other's face, but... Did Stanton and JMB ever get into it, or they just didn't like each other?
3: I, I don't think me. I think me they and avoid. Stanton both didn't like Jamie.
0: He but
2: no. he seemed like he was always on his own, doing his own he, thing. He wanted to be, yeah. or he not
3: Did he, 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 would, he wouldn't give us time of day, or you know. That was the thing. Or right? him he and just, Roger. You know, would, him he, and Roger would go in the rental car. They wouldn't care about us. You know, uh, I mean, Stanton. Would be, what what are we just trash or don't care? And that's
2: also going to add to that. You got to imagine it's a European coming over yeah, here. Yeah, add, add so that, yeah. It adds to that. You know what? Yeah. Get and lost. And he didn't
3: wear deodorant. Oh, he stunk. Oh. oh, yeah. Which one? But, Add. Well, both. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think at one of the races I even put on my leathers, apple pie. You know? All American. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. So, I said, I probably me and Stan didn't get along with him at all, but he could sure ride a bike.
0: Oh, Can't yeah. Can't take
3: that away from him.
0: Did he just not, like, engage with you guys at all? He just sort of stayed to himself? Oh, and
3: no. Stupid American. They don't know what the time. You know? Yeah. It's, oh, really? Yeah, that's way... Uh, yeah. also too if you've got if, if roger's
2: not doing the hey man like fit in and you know be liked it a little bit if you're off doing your own thing it's only fueling the fire yeah because yeah. i know what it's like when people are like that you're like you know what screw
0: that guy yeah. if i'm not going to win i hope anyone wins except that guy <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, like yeah. you get that yeah. mentality it yeah. snowballed on him hard he, yeah he wasn't as, as much as people respected and appreciated his talent yeah he was no good with fans. He yeah. was no, you know, he, he didn't even try. Yeah. Like you said, you know, you got to try a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Americans are pretty open. I mean, there's been plenty of French guys that, that we embraced here, yeah. you know?
3: Yeah. You just yeah, think well, it, I, I, I think, think if
0: you make an effort to fit in, you're always going to be okay. I mean, obviously, I'm foreigner,
2: but now an American. But I just think that I people like sort of me because I was sort of fitting to the American yeah. way, yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you just,
3: and just be friendly, be genuine. More, I think there's more Europeans now because before it was like one or two, but y- yeah, nah, you know, Puchon was here. Yeah, uh, Fernandez is here. Um, you got some Australian guys here. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of diversity in yep. the motocross now. Yeah. Uh, Shimoto. Yep.
0: Shimoda, uh, Lawrence, uh, brothers. Yeah. Lawrence brothers. Yeah. So there,
3: there's a lot of diversity in the motocross. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. How did you, how did you get along with
1: fans? I mean, like, you seem to have a lot of fans. Did you, do you have any funny fan stories?
3: Uh, well, just the typical signing body part type of things. I probably wasn't as famous as Hannah or some of them, but, um, I I always signed till the fans were gone kind of thing, you know, after the races and stuff like that. Um, you had a big fan base. Yeah, I gave, her out, gave her out a lot of jerseys. You know, even off-road, uh, you know, was, you know, giving out jerseys yeah. and stuff and everything. Yeah. So, um, but I, I, yeah, I, I didn't mind the fans one bit, you know. Did good. you did you miss that at all when you retired? Uh, not a lot, yeah. No. you made
0: I, it. A lot of guys have a really tough time yeah. transitioning into something new. It sounds like you jumped right into... Electrical work, yeah. and then...
3: Yeah, and then now, you know, I do construction now. Yeah, uh, so once, know,
0: the, yeah, well, yeah, once the off-road thing yeah. sort of ran its course, what what made you say, all right, I'm done now with yeah,
3: this? Yeah, so I, you know, basically Suzuki was... Uh, they were cutting the program. Mm. The that was, was getting slow, yeah. you know, and we were shrinking <laughs> the team down a little bit, so got out of it, um, 2007. Um, I, I took the route of trying to get into the fire department, Oh, yeah. Um, That was all booming there for a long time. So I started getting involved, went and did my EMT, you know, went and did some fire classes, basically went back to college. Not that I ever went to college. I went to college right after high school and I took an accounting class. I don't know why. (laughs) And uh, me and my good friend were in there. And it was like I was sitting in there one day and I'm going, you know, I think I'm going to go race more sales. And he goes, yeah, I think I'm going to (laughs) start doing sheet metal for my. He was doing, He was going to start doing sheet metal like kitchens,
4: yeah. oh, you wow. know, and
3: like for restaurants and stuff. And I said, "Yeah, I'm out here." I think I lasted a couple weeks, and I never went back. So I started. That's when I started. That was like '87. I graduated '87, so '88, and then I started racing. Yeah, yeah. So I made a decision. This is what I'm going to yeah. do. So, anyways, back that. So now I start going for a fire department. I start going back to college. I'm right. the oldest guy in the class. All this stuff. Well, I, I thought I just interject real quick. Uh, I was a buddy
0: of mine. Uh, who used to race also? We we're both going to all these tests: OCFA, yeah. LA County, LA City, and I saw you twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At yeah. one time, I didn't. Uh, you were driving away in your van, and yeah. your license plate, I think, said MX Kid or something. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, that looked like Mike Kudrowski. What, what? What the hell are you be doing here? You know? And yeah. you know I, I think I bumped into you somewhere. Yeah, else.
3: and then we ended up talking and yeah. stuff, and and going from there. So that went on for like almost six or seven years. And uh, so you were, weren't you volunteering at Cal City or something? That, like that? I got my firefighter one, everything mm-hmm. I, I took the paramedic route and it didn't work out for me. I got to the drug part of it, and I'm like, I'm out, it's and a lot. So yeah. it was a lot that of money out. I was gonna lose, and I was like, yeah, I'm not catching it and mm. stuff. So, uh, I had a good chance at Alhambra Fire Department, I thought, um, so ended up getting the test results back, and I was pretty far down, like, fourth or fifth. They were only taking, like, two, oh. and then it came back, well, you don't have enough education. I'm like, well, what education do I need? I don't need an AA or bachelor's degree. Yeah, it might help, you know. Yeah. So then I decided, yeah, forget this. So um, I ended up getting back into construction. And uh, so I work for a company, Southern California Builders, so I'm a superintendent, and I've been with them for about uh, seven years now. Okay. And so I started out as an assistant superintendent on a big project we did in Westlake Village. Um, And so I was there for like 18 months, so I was working underneath another guy. And, Are uh, these
0: big commercial...
3: Commercial buildings. Okay. Yeah, we, there was in the shopping center, there was a Target that went in, uh, in and out on the other side, and then it was just core buildings, and then we did a lot of the TI's, restaurants and... Build-outs and Yeah, build-outs, shoe stores, this gotcha. lot, uh, hair places, all that. Um, so I got a lot of a different kind of building yeah. there, and then uh, basically... The honeymoon was over, and they said, you're on your own, and then started been running my own jobs for like the last five and a half years. And how is so that? Is you, do you enjoy it? It's good, and so you were asking me if I miss the fans, and, and this is where I kind of bring this back around, is, is I treat a job like a race. You know, When I go to a race, I'm prepared. Um, what's the track going to be like? Am I going to need goggles? What goggles, you know, what gear is going to be roll It's yeah. not, blah, blah, blah. So same thing with the job. I get a set of plans. I have my sub list. Okay, what's the job going to consist of? How, wh- where do I start? What's going to go first? What's going to go second? Yeah. So you're walking around this whole plan, and then at the very end, you've created this yeah. win. Yeah. Hopefully it's a win, and you enjoyed it. It came out perfect, you yeah. know? So, that's the way I kind of look at it. So, that's kind of taken over maybe yeah. that thought of, you know. It's um,
2: succeeding in a different way.
3: It is. <laughs> so, that's the way I take it. If, yeah. if I probably wasn't doing that, um, if I, I, I wouldn't mind being a team manager for a motocross team at the time. But my daughter was born. I didn't want to travel that yeah. much more. And, you know, after the off-road, I'd been out of motocross for a little while. So, I probably wasn't a commodity to get back in there. Yeah. You know, but if I could probably do it again, I, I would like to be a team manager mm. for that. I I think I would enjoy that. You'd probably be good at that. I can
0: tell you're pretty detail oriented mm. and, particular- yeah. and organized. Yeah.
3: And and I've known Kehoe since, you know, he went with Honda. Yeah. And so I I I think Kehoe's really dealt with that position really good. Yeah. And talking to him and and dealing with the different riders, different attitudes. I think he takes a very professional approach to it Mm -hmm. and everything. And then, you know, when when he wasn't doing it there for a few years, you know, it's like he was, I think, you know, it's like, I'm off of the the circus. You know, I'm done. And then it was like, all of a sudden it was like, you're going back? (laughs) You know? So he went back into it, you know, which is good for him. Yeah, I think he's great at it. But that's one thing I'd probably do if I could do something different. See, I... I
2: was a team manager one year. It was a startup team in different circumstances, but after a while, I was like, you know what? I don't like babysitting. Yeah. That was the one it's thing not, that drove it, me nuts. Yeah,
3: it's <coughs> not as glamorous
2: as you think. Well, it was. Yeah. It also seemed 24-7 because you work yeah. during the week, and then you're at the races, and then, like you said, if you're tired of traveling, that was the other thing. Yeah. Like, and your I phone doesn't, doesn't stop me.
0: ringing. Yeah. It
2: doesn't stop ringing. 11 o'clock Sunday night. The mechanic didn't put the pressure washer away. <laughs> Put it away yourself, okay? Yeah. We'll deal with it
3: Monday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. work. Well, yeah, I, I, I appreciate uh, just anybody that takes, like you just explained it perfectly. I, I look at this new career like a race. Yeah. I take all the things I learned in motocross and I apply it to this. Yeah. And it makes it fun. It makes it satisfying for you. Yeah. I, and I just love seeing people be successful post-racing because it's tough yeah, yeah. for a lot of guys. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, really definitely, tough. Definitely. And I'm sure you've bumped into racers. Yeah, I wish that, I
3: could have made like, $8 million more
0: during my racing. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a question I have for you. Did you make enough, if you wanted to, to never work again?
3: Uh, no, especially now getting older. You know, I, I retired at a pretty young age. It's
2: been many the years cost, since then, huh? Yeah,
3: and the cost of living's gone up yep. tremendously. Yeah. So, you know, you got your income that you're getting so much a month. You know, so it, it shrinks yeah. too. Well, I, I think it, this is uh, a misconception some
0: people have. I mean, you, you were like... Hall of Famer, yeah. And if a guy like you can't make enough to not ever work again, like that message needs to get to people. Yeah, you're, you're going to have another career.
3: Oh yeah. yeah. What's it? You know, yeah. how, start how, thinking yeah. about what. How many might people
0: be.
2: do you think actually were able to retire and not work? I know Ricky is one. Yeah. You could Three, say probably Jeremy. F- four people yeah.
1: right now that you could say for a fact. Who, but who? Dungey, Villapoto, yeah. Jeremy and Carmichael. Okay. Well, here's actually, here's your here's that. your
3: difference though from them to me. Rockstar, Monster. Red Bull. Mm. GoPro. Yeah. Red, none of that was involved with us, with right. me. That's right there's millions of dollars every year to those riders.
2: Well, thankfully That's for those sponsors, because since yeah. the recession, they help people actually still get paid a decent salary. Yeah, Otherwise, yep. it would have gone back to the 90s where a guy in the 250 class was getting Maybe 2500 bucks a month for the year. Yeah, you know, like oh, yeah. 30 if you If
0: you were making forty to 60000 a year, you're as, a, pretty as good a 125 back. guy who was winning, that yeah. was normal. Yeah. Well, I remember yeah. when I came and I heard some of the numbers, and
2: because um, I think at that point, uh, Casey Johnson was the first guy to get uh, six figures. Over yeah. So, yeah. and that was the big deal. And then when I came, it almost was becoming the norm. You could always tell there was that transition where salaries would go to that next level. And there was always something, and I think around 2000, it was motorcycle sales, and
0: then after the recession, it was the outside industry guys. Mm. You came at, your career happened at a really good time, in terms of money. Yeah. I think it was when it peaked. Yeah. Up to the recession, it was, was like, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then it came down like a house of cards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As they do. Yeah, um, you did. You got inducted into the Hall of Fame in '07. What What yeah. did that mean to you? That's got to be uh, that
3: was that was really cool. Um, I was excited about that. So that was basically the end of my year in off road. And uh, so it was also just, good timing as well. Yeah, I kinda, think. it was like almost was the, end of the end of the career now. Yeah, you yeah. know, no, no more racing and stuff. And uh, so they do a really good program. We went to Pinkerton, Ohio. Um, it was a giant ballroom. A lot of people. A lot of members in mm-hmm. the AMA and stuff were there, and a uh, great ceremony. Uh, I have one of my championship bikes is at the museum, mm. AMA Museum, so if you're ever in the area, you can see it. There's actually... Is that Columbus, or is it yeah, in Pinkerton? Pin- I think it's in Pinkerton. Pinkerton. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, right. Because oh, right. the AMA is there, and then right next to it is a museum. Oh, okay. there. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, museum's so, badass. Yeah. There's a lot of cool... It's like a real trip down there. M- I- I'm glad
2: I went, because... It's just a friendly reminder of all so the, the like, heirs and
0: and and all the yeah generations
3: yeah. Yeah. too yeah mm. it's changed a lot pretty
0: pretty big deal I mean there's yeah. when you consider like Ron Lachine just finally got you know into he that did, like did, yeah not a lot of people get in it's in
3: yeah and honor. that
0: that even took some work a lot of work I
1: well mean, it's across all motorcycle racing
3: right. Right, right, so right. That, you yeah. know, the inductees are... There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Rodney Smith just got inducted, I think, last year or the year before. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And Did you go back for his? No, uh, I didn't.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Are you guys still tight?
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. I talk to Rodney uh, probably once a month. He just moved up to Idaho um, not recently. And then I still talk to my own mechanic, Shane Nally, every week or two. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, I keep in touch a little bit.
0: What, uh, what would you say you're most proud of in your career?
3: Uh, well, if I was going to go quick, Daytona wins. Uh, that's
2: a big deal, especially yeah. back to back to back.
3: Yeah. And, and so I've had people, I think, at Daytona. I've never personally seen it, but you can go through in the front of Daytona. Yep. They have a hallway. They have a
2: museum as well. The
3: museum, and in the hallway, it shows anybody that's ever won there. And so it shows a couple of my pictures going through there. So I went through, I went through I'd as like well. I like to see that. So, um, Daytona, motocross donations. Um, Six days is up there, and uh, my 250 championship, national championship. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That that was big. That that was the big money. The pinnacle. That was the top. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So that huh. was cool. Yeah. Um, that is a lot,
2: huh? That is a lot. As yeah. in what you've done, and I think what's kind of cool too is representing a country in different disciplines. You know, yeah. off road and motor, like. Not, yeah, no, it's, that's another, well,
3: yeah, that's, so rarity. Sipe, Sipes kind of did it. I don't know if he rode motocross nations though. For Puerto uh, Rico. Rico. Yeah. Okay. But that, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know
2: if that really counts.
3: Well, is that like a, what is that kind of championship? Uh, um, not a championship, but a, we're talking about beforehand. The what? A regional? Yeah, regional. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, I knew yeah, where he was going. It's a region. Yeah, <laughs> it's a provincial territory. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you you were there. No. Um, <laughs> congratulations, you tried. Yeah, so, exactly. and then uh who's the other one? Um, it's just a certificate. <laughs> I think there's somebody else too that did six days and. Yeah, no Sipes yeah. did. Moto guys that did.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. The guy know Guy Cooper it, did it, didn't he? Coop Larry did it. Yeah. He the Guy did Cooper it. did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's. True. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah. Um, in Oklahoma, remember he did it in Oklahoma, yeah. and then oh, he did yeah. it in Europe. He did it twice. He yep. did it twice. Yeah. yeah,
3: I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. You, you have kids? Yeah, I have a daughter. She's 22. She uh. She works currently at Mechanics Wear. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. in Valencia. So that's she cool. she enjoys that. Do you like that she's in the industry,
0: or is it like? Uh,
3: uh, I think well, that's
0: s- not so much. Yeah, I in guess the that's a pretty broad.
2: That's on the, I'd say, at the very edge.
3: Yeah, but she likes it yeah. because, you know, it's a motorsports and, and, you know, they're really highly involved with the NASCAR. I, I'm, a, I'm a real church guy. So Sunday is NB, NS, NC. Well, I watch NASCAR. <laughs> okay. NBCSN, right? Yeah, right. So that's my Sundays. Is oh, NASCAR. yeah, you're a big NASCAR yeah, yeah, I love NASCAR. Who's your guy? Oh, Jimmy Johnson, by mm-hmm. far. Yeah,
1: is my guy. But hey, are you still? Uh, what do you think of Kyle Larson? Well, I think it's great that he came. I'm back. so happy about and it. So he's and he's yeah.
3: young, and he did do a lot to change. You know, to to be able to get back into it. Yeah. And um, so I think that's awesome.
1: I think now that he's on a good team, we'll see how he does. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's it's just unfortunate what happened. Here's a racing incident. Yeah. You know, it yeah, can exactly. happen to anybody. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. And it wasn't even at a you know, full race, it was I racing. So.
2: so I'm just, I'm just want to clarify when you said Sunday, you're a big church guy, you mean you go to church and then watch no, NASCAR or NASCAR my is your church? That's what I was trying to clear.
3: NASCAR is my church.
2: For me it's Motor G P.
3: Yeah.
2: I wake up and that's the first thing I do. Grab a cup of coffee well, you gotta and watch get up it.
3: early early oh yeah
2: <laughs> but I, I i it's weird i'll wake up yeah. automatically if the race starts at 6 a.m my time i swear i'll wake up
0: at 5:50. Yeah, you're ready I'm to like, go that's weird yeah kind of creepy but it's cool your your mind knows good um and you've been married for how many years same 24, 24
3: years yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah great wife yeah great family And your
0: friends
2: knew when you were in love huh oh yeah when, when, <laughs> when the missus had the keys, yeah, when she
3: was driving my Ferrari a long time ago, they go, Oh, you must be in love. I'm like, yeah, I'm in love.
2: They're like, Honey, you're different. Yeah, yeah. you drove, you're in. He, he yeah, he doesn't let
0: those hood rats drive it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the skank that was there last week, she was in the backseat. There yeah. isn't even
2: a backseat. Yeah, so
0: what do you do for fun? Uh, it sounds like Sundays you watch NASCAR. What else do you do?
3: Yeah, um, I have a, a mountain bike, e mountain bike, so oh, I, I right. do that. Um, I do. Just got rid of my 450, Um so I got an e-bike. I enjoy doing that, so that's cool. That's um, That takes mountain biking to another level. Yeah, though. yeah,
2: way. Well, I it's mean, almost in between. It's, it's in between it a motorcycle m- and yeah, a mountain bike, it's, but
3: it's brought mountain biking yeah. closer
2: towards dirt bike. Yeah, in yeah, a sense.
3: yeah. I, I just feel bad when I'm going up the hills <laughs> and I'm like going twice as fast. And and I I'd done I th- I'd done these hills for like. 20, 20 years plus on mountain bikes and stuff, and then when I'm going up there, I'm just going, wow, I can't believe this. is so much I, fun, and I yeah. have a smile, and I'm not dying. I it, it makes the, the uphills fun. Yeah, yeah. That's I, yeah.
2: The, I went up uh, up to La Cresta on my e-bike, and there was a dude who looked pretty lean, like like he could be doing Tour de France, and he was on his road bike, just pedaling away, and I got the t- Turbo caniva, and I'm like...
3: Oh, uh, no, you started hitting it the Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Because <laughs> at, at
2: first, I tried to actually slow down when I came yeah, past the guy to make it seem like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm barely using my motor. Then I was like, oh, you know what, screw it. I'm going to own it. And I just came by him. And when I got <laughs> to him, I pedaled as hard as I could. And I came by just with a big shitty grin on my face. And the guy just looked at me like, you're an
1: asshole. Yeah. Grant's doing yeah. the cranberry juice challenge on the bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
3: yeah. Don. Fleetwood Mac playing. Fleetwood and his Mac pack. playing, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And uh, yeah, I do watch the Nationals. I love, you okay. know, Nationals, Supercrosses. Um you're still following up pretty close. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then my wife's aunt, her son's race, uh, Robbie and RJ Wageman. So That's right. now we go to Supercross and Nationals. I have somebody to root for. So yeah, it's Do you cool. help him at all? Work with him? Um, not a whole lot. You yeah. know, Russ is involved and then uh, Robbie's kind of gotten on the team, and RJ's kind of doing it on his own. You know, made a little bit of vice, but not not too much. Mm-hmm. You know, so so do you, let you, them do it?
1: Do you hang out with Russ? I mean, you guys are buddies? Yeah, yeah. Does he a... he owned Racers Pit Stop or something like that? Right? Uh,
3: Pit Pro. Pit Pro. Does Pit he, Pro. he still have that? No. 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 no, He's actually, I think, working for the studios.
1: Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah drum, Everybody drums. in that area works at the studio. I know.
3: Yeah, it's pretty crazy, but he's got a good job. He likes it. So
1: once you're in down there, it's yeah. pretty good. How connection. close are you to that uh, that Western Ranch that does all those westerns down there in Saguas? I'm, I'm
3: not that far from there. Probably from my house, I don't know, maybe five miles as crow flies. Mm-hmm. You know? know, so pretty close. Yeah, yeah. W-
0: what about modern bikes? You say you just had a 450. What'd you have?
3: Uh, I had a fuel injected Suzuki 450. Um, I think it was a 08. Maybe it was okay. like the second or third year of the fuel injected. Have you ridden anything in the last couple of years, like newer bikes? No. No. Okay. No. But, um, what yeah. do you think
0: of even that thing? I mean, fuel injected Oh, 450s. it was
3: awesome because, yeah. you know, like being can, you know, I can remember riding a two stroke or even the DRZ, you get up at the altitude. It was, it was like flood now yeah. and all this stuff. And now with that, the thing started instantly. But isn't it, it, the, it uh,
2: good. isn't the 2008 RMZ 450, the same as the <laughs>
3: 2020. It, I, yeah. I think the plastic's a little different. BNG. So,
0: yeah. all new
3: graphics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Actually, yeah. you have ridden a modern bike. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know about you know the air force. Just the
0: stamp was different.
3: All that stuff, I I think, God, it's it's a lot of work just keeping up with your bike, especially if you don't ride yeah, it. Yeah, but they've
2: they've gone away from that. That was one of the dumbest things I think. Yeah. They, ever, they try to convince people it was a good decision. I can only think of because it saved them money. Yeah. It was cheaper for them, and it's lighter. Yeah, they can you know. Well, first year so sure of air Force, you go. Like, My hey, bike is
1: three we'll pounds just sell lighter. It. Yeah.
2: How good are they? Oh, no, they're really good. Yeah, but it sucks. No, 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 they're good. <laughs> air is good. We all so need air. Do
3: the bikes still have it or no? K-T-M, Most of them don't.
2: Just the KTM brands.
3: Oh, okay. Just and are WP, they still yeah. white power? Mm-hmm. they all white Whoa,
2: power. Whoa, we can't say that anymore. WP, oh. so. Oh, okay. It's
3: 2020.
1: <laughs> don't get canceled. Hey,
3: but yeah. that kit, that
1: that kit they put on the, the KTM, it changes that front end completely. The
0: kit? Yeah, that KY Technical Touch has that oh. kit. Oh, it's. Yeah, all the all the brands are selling like a spring conversion kit. Yep. Oh, have the, actually made that air work okay. Yeah, the, the KT, the WP setup. Yeah, but you have to check it literally every time you go out. Yeah, because the pressure will build, or if it gets yeah. cool, it'll drop, or well, uh, even if you drive
2: just up to Vicville, yeah, you yeah. don't think about it. All of a sudden, it's sucking and yeah. vapor
0: locking. Oh wow! Huh. Yeah, elevation, temperature, all this yeah. affects it. So, uh, okay. and it builds heat as you ride, so it yeah. just gets stiffer. And there's uh, really no fix for that. Yeah, yeah. So I think you'll see them. They'll come a time they'll just give up.
1: You on need a compressor way. on it with, like, some automatic gauge, you know. To yeah, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs>
0: I, I, the minute you've
2: got to start grabbing a pump and doing all that, yeah. you're going to lose your average consumer. The more you have to do... People already hate doing air filters, and we have to yeah, do them all the time. Yeah. If you add a checklist of things, you're going to lose more and more of your weekend warriors, if you I, want to call I've it I've gotten
0: yeah. so spoiled. I don't even do filters anymore. I get the cheap ones that are... Throw away? Just, just throw, throw away and I just garbage a new oiled one on. Well, yeah. you know where I'm gonna go with this.
1: <laughs> <to motorsports. laughs>
0: hey guys, you, really,
1: you know somebody
0: yeah. you're really good at changing filters, and I don't want to take this away from you. So uh, I don't want to yeah. steal your thunder, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, tires and filters. That's funny. Um, all right. So, our last question is kind of um, a standard for everybody it's how you want to be remembered in this sport, or how do you want your legacy to be remembered here in motocross?
3: Ah, uh, jeez I don't know. I think. A nice all-around general guy, won a hell of a lot of championships. Yeah, I think that would. I think you pretty it. much got that across. Yeah, I think that nailed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Check. Yeah, well, I we didn't s- even study that. I just pulled that out. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, it's yeah. that's pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, I, I've yeah. been thanks. excited to hear your story and go through it for yeah. a long time. So, no,
3: thanks for getting a hold of me and yeah. letting me know. I know it took a long time. I was on a job, couldn't get through. And hey. I you know, totally get finished it. Finished it, and we Some, got it done.
2: Someone's got to work. And then right?
3: COVID can all that, you know. Yeah, 20, but we got it in 2020. Yep. So. Awesome. Did it make your it. Did
2: it make your industry? Did it make your workload better, worse? I mean, were you busier? Did it taper down? I know different industries have been affected. differently. With the COVID nineteen,
3: yeah. well, when I the job I was on was considered essential because it was residential, so okay. they still had to have housing going. Um, the only thing it did. At the first day when it got shut down, shut down is no one showed up for work. None of the sellers. So I got my schedule lined up for a month out, nobody shows up, and then I'm calling, and then the next day they send everybody from their company (laughs) every drywaller, every electrician, (laughs) every framer, you know, and it's just like, oh, now you swamp me, so now my schedule guys are getting on top of other guys and getting Uh. mad and arguing because now he's trying to put, you know, so it it was kind of crazy, but no, we kept going and charging all the way through and it didn't, didn't stop. None. Haven't had any issues on the job per se. Knock on wood.
0: You know, this has forced a lot of people, including the staff here at TLD, everybody's working from home. And I wonder how much that's going to affect commercial real estate, because I think that a lot of companies are going to go, Hey, we don't need this big, huge building. Why don't we downsize. downsize, and you guys can all work remotely. We'll do the Zoom calls. Well, some departments can be eliminated completely yeah. as to work from home. Yeah. I think this is going to be a paradigm, sh- paradigm shift for a lot of uh, companies. Is yeah, that, that going to affect commercial real estate? I mean,
3: well, it I could. Um, my daughter's working from home with Wear, so they set her up at home with the computer, the phone system, everything. Mm. My wife's been going in every day since the start of it. She never missed a day, just like me. Mm. So I don't, I don't know. You know, um, it could be good or bad. But I know we've got a lot of jobs on the books. We're going to be busy for a while. Um, commercial stuff still. Yeah, commercial. Yeah. We got a big storage complex that we're looking at. Um, we have another apartment complex. We, we started in Thousand Oaks. That's getting about, it's probably 85% finished. Mm. It's got retail on the bottom. I think there's going to be a couple restaurants and then living above and stuff. So, um, yeah, so we got work coming. Wow. Good good for you. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say? Job security. That's it. Yeah. People got to live somewhere.
0: Yeah. Somebody's got to build it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming in. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Mike, good thanks scene, a lot, yeah, man. Yeah, good times. Good
3: job on the Nationals. Thank you. You're Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, coming from him, that it means a lot, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. even when
2: David Bailey told me that the one time, he goes, you do a phenomenal job. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> no. But just because I always listen to David, so I, it means a lot when people switch. Yeah, no, like that's good.
0: That. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's great. Really good. Really good. That's our guy. The best announcer in the biz. All right. Thank you guys for watching. That's been Mike Kudrowski. Stay tuned to wrap up the show. At Nihilo Concepts, we have a passion
3: for innovation and for motocross. Our mission is to develop parts that will improve the durability, functionality, and the appearance of your motorcycle. We're proud to say that everything from Nihilo is made in the USA in our state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Stewart, Florida. Whether you race every weekend or you just ride for fun, Mahilo offers high-quality, innovative parts that you just won't find anywhere else. Mahilo offers custom engraved engine covers, one-piece titanium footpegs brake tips, internal engine components, specialty tools, frame grip tape, carbon fiber components, and so much more. Check out our website, MahiloConcepts.com, and see for yourself. My teams like Red Bull KTM, Rockstar Husqvarna, Troy Lee Designs, and some of the fastest riders in the world. Choose the Hilo Mijilo
5: Concepts. The yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm on nights where it feels so nice. Something feeling a photo. Right now, right now, right now. Let's do this, right? go so. So shine When I'ma let go yeah. One day I'ma let go Everyone's using me But maybe that's something I like yeah, I've been on
4: something since last month But I'm feeling alright right. Maybe I'm blind to see Maybe I'm losing my mind So I've been on something since last month But I don't feel against myself It's me against myself
2: I'm starting to black out, yeah. I've been staring at the stars I'm running from myself I'm running from myself I'm starting to black
4: out, yeah. I've been staring at the stars Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah Oh yeah, to keep Welcome back to the show. That was Mike Kudrowski. What a, what a cool guy. Yeah. Um, he's been so low-key kind of all through his whole career, but especially when he quit, he wasn't one of those guys that hung around and, and tried to stay, you know, relevant. It was like he moved on to this thing. Yeah. But such a nice guy, just so down to earth. And um, I love seeing that he's just taken the same racing philosophy like we talk about all the time and he's just applied it to what he's doing and he's killing it. Well, yeah, I always like to see guys that you grew up
2: watching and respecting, and then you get a chance to talk to them, get to know them personally, but also realize what made him a good racer also makes him a good human and a good, yeah. um, you know, basically successful in life after racing. Yeah. Well,
1: and you see so many guys in this in all forms of professional sports, but you see them having such a hard. Transition, and he just—he yeah. it doesn't even look like I was transitioning. He's like, "Okay, I'm doing something else," and he just moved forward. It's yeah. like he's just doing it. Well, yeah. th- well think about it without if, any if listen, ego
2: or anything, just it, moving forward. Listening to a story, it was like got into riding, school, bit of college, decided I was going to race, decided I wasn't going to race, decided I'd come back and be an off-road racer, do some electrical, then I run a construction company. I mean, that's pretty diverse yeah. and pretty
1: strong will to go. I'm just going <coughs> to do this and be yeah. able to do it. Yeah. It's impressive. Well, it's nice to see also, you know, we don't, I hate seeing guys in our sport that have a downfall after they race and seeing a guy that struggle, just
0: being still successful in whatever he does is awesome. Here's something, you know, we talk about people that are, have the most success in our sport have one thing in common. It's usually they stay injury free. I mean, you walked through the career with me. He hurt his back in one crash. Tweaked his back. Tweaked his back. Nothing broken. Yeah, and he broke a finger.
1: Well, He, he broke his hip and off road. But he yeah. injured, yeah. yeah. injured his hip and off road. But it was, still was not
0: something that stopped him from walking. I'm just saying in, a, in an eight or nine year span. Well, that was off the motocross as yeah, well. That so was an off road. His
2: motocross injuries he had too. Yep, that's wild. Two, two. You could say.
1: Not and even big breaking ones. a finger, that's not even falling. <laughs> a rock yeah. hit him. Yeah. Yeah, it's really um, so. Really, only one fall like injured him. Yeah, very impressive. Crazy.
2: Anyway, awesome I'm guy. I'm glad we had a chance. Yeah, he was honestly. someone that I've, I've wanted to sit down and chat and get to know more. Because, um, like you said, he kind of was quiet, so you didn't know a whole lot. Like, I always felt like if you uh, picked up magazines and that, you felt like you knew Bradshaw more or uh, Ricky Johnson because they were kind of talked about more. Um, he was a little under the radar at times and then like you said when he was done he kind of was a little bit quiet and I'd, I didn't even realize he lived in california because a lot of times with those guys they go and they live in where they grew up you know pennsylvania yeah. out in the they go back to their regular life but uh yeah he was um he's what i kind of thought he would be if that makes sense like i always thought he was a, a stand up
0: guy yeah. and then of, after chatting it's like that's kind of who i thought he was yeah solid guy yeah but also when you when you run through his accomplishments, yeah. it's a session like that. It's like holy yeah, shit. Look. Yeah. How about the fact that he went from twentieth one year, yeah, to winning it's insane to winning
1: it the next year with a three digit number.
0: <laughs> now, there's a lot about him that's very very impressive. So stoked we had him on. Yep. Uh, hey, we caught up with Chase Novelich from PowerDot for our sponsor spotlight this week. They've been with us since the beginning. Uh, amazing company, amazing product. And we wanted to chat with him about some of the new things you know that that company continues to evolve and, and adapt and and add new features into there and we wanted to chat with him about that so we caught up with him have a listen uh to chase sit down with us earlier all right we're here with chase novelich from PowerDot, and uh, these guys were our really our first sponsor when we started this show so it kind of has a, a a personal place in my heart I, I really appreciate you guys supporting us without even seeing a product you just like the concept so Stoked that you guys are involved and um, continuing to be involved. Uh, So thank you for that.
5: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's been fun. It's been cool to see you guys grow. Um, It was a cool concept to begin with, and I think you guys have taken it somewhere that I didn't even know it was going to go. So stoked to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, it's been a fun ride. Uh, You know, we try our best on the show to talk about PowerDot from a perspective of us as users. Uh, but I think that there's a lot about it that it does. I'm not super techie, and so there's a lot of stuff it does that I don't even know about, and so that's why I'm stoked to have you on to kind of... Aside from just... Like, for me, I got crappy knees, so I throw them on, and I'll just cycle them through my knees, and it it makes them feel better. Um, I'll be laying in bed, and I can get my knee to bend, you know, 120 degrees, let's say. I'll run a cycle, and it's at 180 or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Yep. Like it, I can tell the inflammation goes out, so I can see that it's working. G.L. likes to drink a cocktail, sit on his couch, and massage his neck and back, and he feels better. Um, so we each have our things, but it does so much more than that. So take us through some of the other stuff, and especially you were telling me about some of the new features that that,
5: that it has. Yeah, totally. So um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for most people is that it makes you feel better, yeah. um, and we've kind of improved upon kind of what we have for pain relief. So uh, we have a new Smart TENS program that you can go through, and you can tell the the device exactly what type of pain you have whether it's acute or chronic whether it's in your neck or your knee or your hip and the and then what the pain score is as well both before and after your session so you can kind of track that but more than anything what it's doing is adjusting that protocol so that it's sending through at a different Hertz a different pulse width duration all the stuff that most people don't care about but they but they need in order to accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish so yeah, pain relief is is probably hands down the biggest thing that that most users um, use use the product for.
0: And that's pretty wild that it's learning and, and adapting as you use it. That's yeah. crazy. That's AI kind of stuff. Explain the difference between um, a TENS unit and a electronic muscle stimulator. And this is both. Yeah, the yeah. yeah Our unit is both. But explain the difference because I think it, there's it some confusion both. there.
5: Yeah. So 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 TENS. Or nerve stimulation um, is probably the most popular type of EMS, um, and it's it's basically stimulating your nerves to block the pain signals from reaching your brain, tricking you into uh, not not experiencing pain. What NMES does, or neuromuscular electric stimulation, is it's actually uh, forcing contractions in your muscle, which creates a whole uh, a- array of benefits for you, um, from increasing blood circulation, which help which helps with some of the inflammation, which is causing a lot of that nerve pain in, in the first place. So mm-hmm. we kind of attack it on both angles. We, we attack the pain in, in immediate with TENS, but then more long-term with, with NMES. Um, but then there's some other benefits with NMES as well, prim- primarily kind of in an injury rehab setting. Um, let's say you're coming back from an ACL injury and you, you haven't been able to use your quad over a period of time. Um, usually the physicians will clear you for use of STEM prior to use of like, or prior to an actual activity, um, or a workout. So you're able to, to fight off some of that muscle atrophy that you would have otherwise had, which allows you to like not start from square one again, once you're done with that injury. So you can kind of maintain. And with, uh, with
0: meniscus damage, which happens to a lot of moto guys, they'll allow you to start light, uh, STEM rehab before you can even weight bear on it.
5: Yeah, totally. Pierce Brown's doing that right now. Actually. So
0: talk about staying ahead of the game because the longer you s- completely stay off it, that muscle is just shrinking. You yep. know? So this is a way
5: to keep it activated. Yep, exactly. Um, so that's that's kind of the second benefit, the, uh, the injury rehab side of it. And then we also have um, the athletic performance side, which is really about like, getting your body to recover faster, getting, getting the, the nutrients, um, the blood circulation really helps with bringing the oxygenated blood and nutrients back into the tissue to just kickstart that recovery process. Quicker you recover, the better you can get back out and perform the next time, whether it's a, you know, workout, uh, a practice session or, or actually competing um, at the highest level. So, um, the athletic performance side is kind of the piece that, that we've, We've really taken and owned, um, and, and that's really been the difference maker for us from like the tens devices mm-hmm. that you were you were talking about. So um, it, it's it's been cool, and, and a lot of athletes from professional level um, in, in a variety of different sports: Moto, NFL, um, NBA, NHL, CrossFit. I mean, athletes in pretty much every sport you could think of right. are utilizing it. I mean, we even have NASCAR drivers that are using it. So um, well, and. When you talk about moto specific, obviously the
0: big thing is arm pump, yeah. and this is what sold me on it very originally. Uh, when Annika took me out, we used this thing when I first got introduced to it. Yep. Uh, I got a bunch of arm pump. I put it on. I ran through a cycle, and the arm pump was basically it was in a in a twelve minute cycle. Yeah. I got the release and relief that I would have gotten sitting there for thirty or forty minutes. Yeah. You know, because you can massage it and stretch it all you want. It just takes some time for your body at you know to naturally flush that lactic
5: acid out this just makes it happen quicker because yeah it's, and that's what you're not getting from the tens devices right, right? you're not you're not going to get that muscle contraction that starts to pump that blood and uh, in and out of those muscles and, and help that recovery process just kind of kickstart. so yeah and, that's, and then that's what i benefit what
0: i found was once i get rid of it once if i go out and i get it again it would
5: definitely be less
0: if i got it at all do it once more and it was like i wasn't getting it anymore
5: so yeah absolutely that's that's something called potentiation. And, and that's that's another huge piece that we're diving more and in, more into with with our product. Um, as we learn more about it in um, the idea that once you stimulate those muscles and activate those fibers it actually increases your strength and your ability to withstand that that fatigue mm-hmm. when you are out riding again so or, or whatever it goes hand in
0: hand with that proper warm-up which yep. is which has yep. gotten to be more popular but exactly um, still I think people are learning I, at the amateur level I don't see people doing it
5: well the problem with a warm-up in, in like what people traditionally think about a warm-up is, they're stretching and they're doing like these minor movements, but a couple of these, all right, but you're not activating anything really. And this, this will get a full muscle contraction. I mean, I think you can attest that thing cranks up pretty high and you can, you can really fully contract those muscles and teach your body that those exist. Mm -hmm. Um, our, our CEO puts it a great way. When I first came onto the, to the brand, um, he told me like, if you, if you're, if you're in a room and it's pitch black, And somebody tells, you know, you're blindfolded when you go in and somebody says find the door, you spend a long time trying to find the door. But if they flip the lights on for even a split second, all of a sudden you have a frame of reference for where that door is at and you can walk straight to it. Same way that your muscles in your brain work. If you flip that light switch on for just a second, if you activate those muscle fibers, your brain goes, ah, okay, I got this. I I can do this myself. So that's the that's interesting. That's kind of the a a way to break down what what potentiation is And there's some new features also that you were telling me a little bit about um,
0: Going to kind of some of what that is.
5: Yeah, totally. So uh, We're starting uh, going in along the lines of the AI We're starting to to build upon that and and we have something now called smart recommendations And so we're tying into some of the popular health apps Um, the, the first two that we've tied into is Apple health and then Strava and what it does is it takes the activities that you're doing in real time, the data that's being collected by those by those health apps and it sends it down to, to PowerDot. And then we're able to run that through our algorithm and spit out a protocol that's specific to what you're doing. So based off your heart rate and the elevation that you climbed if you were cycling, Um, it'll it'll change those programs kind of similarly to what the smart tens program does so it's specific to to your needs Um, and we're going to continue to improve on that over time and and expand Mm. upon that and and also start to include some new partners as well Um, like I said Apple House, strawberry the first two but we have a whole uh, list of of new apps that are gonna be coming and plugging in that uh, we think people are gonna be really really excited about That's pretty wild
0: that makes me feel very untechnical because I just think that's kind of
5: overwhelming to me. But yeah, well, what's nice about it is it's not technical on the on the on the user's end, right? Really? It's you're literally turning on a switch. Um, basically allowing the notifications to come through your phone and then we do all the work for you, so.
0: So it adapts the program, so you just use it as yeah, as yeah. normal, but it's changing the way
5: it's working. Yep, you're already using Strava, you go, you do your ride, You as soon as you log that in Strava, our app does its work, and then within five, 10 minutes, you get a push notification sent to your phone and it says, hey, your protocol's ready to go. It has a timer that gives you the best time frame that you should be doing the recovery session within.
4: Yeah.
5: You hit play and it tells you where to put the, put it on your body and and you're you're off to the races from there so yeah it really like if anything it it takes up the simplifies it it. it simplifies it exactly crazy you guys did a pretty cool uh giveaway or contest with Strava recently too yeah we did a Strava challenge yeah um to kind of kick off our 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 partnership and integration with them we did a we did a Strava challenge and it was a a month long uh let's see who can ride their bike the furthest and Uh, We we didn't really know what to expect Strava really didn't know what to expect and ended up being the fastest growing and largest first-time Strava challenge in history and uh, we had 500 we had over 500,000 participants around the world. It was a global challenge Um, and and close closing in on hundred and sixty-eight million miles ridden in in the month and um, It it was actually really cool. We had uh, a, a guy by the name of Arvid Lowen up in Canada uh, participate in the challenge 63 year old gentleman and, and he ended up winning and he actually set the world record for the most miles ridden in the month so that's crazy um, what was his
0: mileage you remember uh,
5: I don't uh. that, that's so bad of me to not remember that um, it's on our Instagram at, at my power dot if you want to go yeah. look up the post and, and some of the stuff around that it was it was fun and we have a lot of the a lot of the metrics around it the the growth week over week I mean it's really four weeks yeah. 168 million miles ridden like it, it the growth was was insane and it was really fun to watch so yeah, yeah we, were, we were we were super excited you guys had a 10,000 dollar prize that you gave out too yeah exactly we so, uh yeah we some we, we did a 10,000 dollar prize yeah. and then we had uh we, we partnered with a lot of great companies whoop amp human kyoku nutrition and so we did massive giveaways with with their products as well so cool yeah a lot of people got hooked up with some some cool stuff we did some limited edition jerseys leaders jerseys and stuff mm. so it was yeah it was fun it was a good time well
0: congrats to that dude whoever he is i don't know how many miles
5: he rode but yeah he no, had to have crushed it he did crush it for sure he just we, riding back and forth across canada for you know a what's month. funny is he wasn't um so so as long as you're on strava and you're tracking your your mileage through strava you can enter it any point through that month and so for i think the first week he hadn't entered and then all of a sudden this guy popped to the top of the leaderboard and we're like no there's no way you know and then uh we started you know so i jump on google and i'm looking up the guy's name and and sure enough he's he's out there setting the world record he's a grinder huh? yeah (laughs) it was and he had done stuff like that in the past and his story is really cool too Um, he he does, he does a lot of, a lot of charitable work and and stuff and he's got a whole organization built out around it where he's done, um, various rides similar to this This is the biggest one he's ever done, Mm. but he's done various things similar to this and and raised a lot of money. So, um, yeah, check out Arvid low and he's a, He's the man.
0: That's rad. Um, you guys have also something going on with Nitro Circus now. You
5: guys have a yeah, connection
0: with them. Tell us about that.
5: Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it was super fun. So we did the Pastrana Land Pit Bike uh, Championships with them. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure
0: the, sure the power I got used a, a few times during that. Oh, yeah. Yeah definitely. I saw some footage and it
5: was it was a chaos. lot of crashes it, Yeah, a lot of a lot of crashes a lot of guys were using it after the race and then in between they were using it We had a recovery station set up there mm-hmm. um, So the guys were coming in between motos and, and getting the arm pump or whatever banged up injuries they had yeah. um, so that was fun and and we've expanded upon that now and they're expanding upon what they're doing um, in, in this new series that they'll be coming out with on ESPN, which we're, we're pretty excited about. And, uh, there's a lot of cool things that we'll be doing. Um, so yeah, over the next few months, you'll, you'll see we'll some hear new, more about you'll it. You'll hear okay. more about it and hear some stuff coming out. All right. That's well, cool. We'll keep an eye out for that. I appreciate it. Um, what else, anything else with powered out that's going on? Yeah, I mean, look, we're coming into the holiday season, so um, you know, we wanted to do something special for the for the listeners of the Whiskey Throttle show. So, um, we're actually we we typically offer a 20% discount, but we're going to upgrade that to 30% off throughout the rest of of November for all the listeners. We're Ooh. pretty pretty stoked about the support that we've gotten. It's been great. Um, it, Yeah. So we, we just want to pass that through. um, That's legit. 30% is legit. 30% that's like over $120 on, on our, our pro bundle. So um, listen, this thing
0: fits in a stocking
5: and uh, it's a perfect gift
0: for anybody. If, if they ride moto, if they're active, even if they're not, even if it's a sedentary person, you could throw it on
5: them and just let them use it as a massage tool hey they might actually get more benefit than anybody sedentary like honestly it's uh like i said we were talking about the atrophy and you know people that whether whether you're injured or you have some sort of chronic disorder where you 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 happen to be sedentary like it's it's a great tool for that yeah. as well
0: um mm. uh, well like i said we sure have appreciated your guys' support all this time and uh if you guys are looking at one of these now's the time 30 percent off uh which is just using our code type in whiskey throttle at checkout uh, that's a that's a pretty big bump. It's a big bump. Yeah,
5: yeah. It's the biggest one that we've had, and it's the biggest one we'll have in the history. So dang, I love it! All right, you
0: got two weeks. Get on it, people. Chase, thank you so much. Awesome, man. Uh, look forward to seeing how this stuff goes with Nitro Circus, and yeah, we'll keep an eye out for some more uh, challenges like you did with Strava. I'm sure there'll be yeah, that'll be, be, be the challenges. last
5: one. No, there will be more challenges next year. Um, that was a cycling challenge. We have some plans to do some other cool stuff. Yeah, 21, rad. All right, well, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.
0: All right, that was uh, Chase from PowerDot and uh, an amazing company. We're stoked that they're involved with us. And uh, that's our show. Yeah. It's a good show. I enjoyed it. I really yeah. did. Uh, you want to mention the folks to pay the bills for us? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, of course, Yamaha,
2: they've been a great uh, company to be behind us. And yes, Yamahas are arriving and hitting dealership floors as we speak all the time, all the new product. they got a lot of cool things coming
0: out. Yeah. I rode the 2021 250 this week. Which Lucky. Uh, has, I heard it's sensational, it's amazing. So, they it's impressive to me when a company ha- that has a clearly the best bike. I mean, I don't think anyone will tell you the Yamaha 250F isn't the best 250 right now. And then they improve it, and they improved it, man. They did, and not just little changes like changes inside the motor, change to the mapping, all new air boot, uh, all new configuration of the exhaust ports, um, all kinds of stuff to make this thing better, M- different muffler. Um, they did quite a few up transmission tweak, gears they did a lot uh, a lot to the chassis thinned out the the side spars, kind of fattened up the bottom part of the frame to create the right kind of flex uh firmed it up so it doesn 't pitch so much like when braking and accelerating, and all of them added up to an improved bike it's it 's freaking great I mean it is the best two fifty f ever built well.
2: He said it. I haven't had a chance to ride the new one, but I know the one that I managed to scoop off for you, that oh. one was sensational as well. So I'm excited to try the new one. Um, so, yeah, check out the uh, your local Yamaha dealer. they got uh, all their new products hitting the floor as we speak, including TTRs, and I know a lot of people always think KLX, but the TTR 110, just as good, and also hitting that 110 craze. Uh, Power dot 20% off using Whiskey Throttle. Uh, you know enough about them. Great product get a little massage maybe a little pre-workout post-workout um it does it all man in the palm of your hand method race wheels lightest fastest strongest wheels out there also 20 percent off that's a huge saving you can get directly from them using the code whiskey throttle as well troy lee designs new gear hitting the showroom floor as we speak um there again some new cool designs uh check it out you know uh I always say, some people, every now and then you feel like something a little wild, and every now and then you want something just clean. I like the new clean looks, it looks Mm. more like casuals. So uh, check that out, SKDA, Uh, their graphics are awesome. Um, look at them online they were, and follow them on Instagram. They always show you their new stuff coming out. And I think they're just very cutting edge. Um, always leave you with uh, something new and exciting. Dunlop Tires, they speak for themselves. They win everything. So support them like Ping said earlier. Adidas, another top brand that we're just stoked to have uh, a part of the show. Just like Pro Circuit. I mean, a lot of these sponsors that I'm reading off, I'm like, man, they really are the best in their segments. Mm-hmm. Nahila Concepts, also a free gift using the um, code Whiskey Throttle checkout. Uh, so a little surprise there for you. And they're always coming out with new, just really trick stuff for for uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the bikes. I know they were very much involved with KTM and Husky in the beginning, but as you will see, they're really branching out into all the different manufacturers. So keep an eye out on them as well. Um, seat Concepts as i say don 't be a dick to your ass; they are fantastic, and um, the technology that actually goes into a seed foam is pretty incredible I, I guess none of us really realized that until getting to know those guys, so I think that 's pretty pretty neat. Fire department coffee, also twenty percent off using code whiskey throttle. I promise you when I say this, that's all I drink. It's the best. Uh, Specialized, the best in the bicycle d- business and e-bikes. And they're getting their new product back in, uh, available as well. And then um, OGO, as I say, you got to put all your stuff in something, put in something reliable that lasts forever. OGO, just the best in the business. They've been around forever. And uh, Paleo Ranch Foods. uh Be nice to your taste buds, man. Just Mm. make sure you satisfy them. And uh, Langston Motorsports, pretty much everything I've listed, barring we're not a food place, so we don't have Paleo Ranch, but I think we have pretty much everything else in there. So come check it out. Yeah, that's
0: it. The best best people in the business right there. There's a list of them. Yeah. If you want to be the best, work with the best. That's right. All right, that was our show. Thank you guys for watching. Stay tuned. More shows to come. We are cramming a bunch of them in to fill out 2020 so make some time and watch or listen we'll see you guys on the next one